your place to be. Americans, that's the way you do it. Listen to Grimerica on the World Wide Web. Hey, Grimericans, that's the way you do it. Donate to Grimerica on the World Wide Web. Hey, Grimericans, that's the way you do it. Money for something good, vibes for free. Because without support, it all comes to a grinding halt. So keep lubing the system with your support dollars. Go to America.ca slash support. <laughs> Touch it and feel it. Let, let meditate with it on mushrooms. Like, do a whole spiritual thing with it. See what happens. You could uh, smudge it. Oh, it smells. You could. It smells. It's a f- No, your energy body's always with you. It's, it's, it's around me. It's my aura that's around me now. It's interloping and overlapping with your aura. Keep your fucking energy beings off of it. All right? You're making it weird. Okay, whatever. Just be present with me and love me. Just keep your energy body off my energy body and we'll be fine. There's no overlapping. There's no interloping. There's no interloping. I might use the wrong word there. Where do you find all this stuff, Felix? Uh, long day in the studio. Yeah, long day. Screenshots during the show. Be nice to Graham. Oh, that's clever. <laughs> that's, that's the one that got read to me when somebody found the pool. <laughs> I'm more sensitive than I let on. <laughs> Most people are. Graham lets on a lot, so that's why we know he's, there's a lot under this, a lot of iceberg underneath. A lot of steam, a lot of steam puff <laughs> underneath. A lot of steam puff and ice stuff. You know, I wish I had the Christmas song uh, queued up. Anyway, that's enough. So that guys, was so welcome. Quiet for us. Was it quiet for you? Oh, for us. But but I'm sure it went out to the stream and the people good. Not the not the radio stream, but the YouTube stream. It went out good. I could have. Beautiful. I could have turned it up because it's a matter of turning up the aux end. With the that could have been a disaster though. So everything's yeah. good. With the new setup. <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute. Hold on. That wasn't a disaster. Oh, <laughs> we're good. What? Everything's fine. Uh oh. I wasn't expecting that. Surprise. Hey, guys. Happy holidays. Thanks, Micah. Happy, happy holidays. holidays to you, the fifth annual Fandango. Merry Christmas, Micah. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Graham. How you doing? Good. Yeah, James Cruz. Happy I am holidays. Here. I am here. It's great to see you, Mike Hanks. Good to see you, too. Yeah, hey, man. Adam, down there in the Sunshine State. No, no, no. Hold on. Yeah, is that right? Yes, yeah, been way, way too long, Mr. Micah. Yeah. What's going on with that? Felix, my man, what's what's shaking over there? It's all good. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, keeping the steaks on the grill, grisly and grilled. Not <laughs> grisly. Doing, <laughs> what's grisly? up, Micah? Oh, man. Just living the dream one day at a time. And don't forget, nightmares are dreams, too. We got Justin on the West Coast, too, don't we? West Coast Justin. Oh, there he is. Justin. What's up, guys? Man, how you doing, buddy? Cold. 
Yeah. Yeah. I owe you a phone call, man. I mean, everybody gets busy this time of the year, but that's the reason for the season. And of course, the modus operandi uh, for, I guess, the Fandango. We know we're all going to get together at least once a year. I wasn't worried about it. I knew I'd talk to you. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah, man. Oh, good to see you guys. Who else is here? Wait, who, who, whom else? Great who else? I, I think we covered everybody. Did we? we got I it all. Everybody. What about Michael? Darren, Darren Grimes. And Michael. Oh, Michael's, Michael's back. Hi, everybody. Hey, Michael. That's a formal wave. <laughs> he has a mouthful of cookie right now. So what has well, been new in the last year, Micah? I, haven't ta- I think this is the only time I get to talk to you anymore because you never take my calls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> we talked, we talked, we went, when was it? I was coming back from someplace and we talked for almost an hour. Uh, where was I coming back from? That was That's a couple years ago. I just want to say it's, it's, it's Fandango tradition for Darren to come at Micah saying you never answer my phone calls. <laughs> the only time we talk every year, it's the same thing. Well, the reason why though is there's this confusion. Every time I text him, he says, who's this? You guys it, got your wires crossed. Who's this? Yes. And every Who's time this? he asks, every time he asks, I always come up with something different. I keep wanting to say I'm John Teeter. This is a message from the future. <laughs> no, no. Um, I was going to say that's a hoax because you said we haven't talked in two years, but I distinctly remember doing a Fandango with you around this time last year, my friend. Yeah, that's right. So it's only been a year. Actually, we spoke in the <laughs> summer too. So it's been about, it's actually well, last- been like four months. Last year's Fandango was a shit show because you guys booked the Fandango like in between shows, so we had to rush it. You're like, yeah. all right, we got another show coming up, gotta go. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> so you guys was, had you, to- just, <laughs> you just wedged us. You wedged us in between interviews. <laughs> really? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Sorry about yeah. that. Sorry guys. No, it's cool. I, I don't remember that. Yeah. Must have been an had- important one. <laughs> I thought you we did the had- Fandango when I was in Winnipeg last year. And I was like mm-hmm. driving around in circles on the ring road with cause. Was that at my no. house for a while? Was that at my house? That was in a different dimension. No, I remember that happening. That might have just been a hive. That might have been a hive uh, night. I remember you just called in because I remember that night that you were driving around. Or uh, that might have been recorded somewhere. It was a, it was a friends to, to know episode. It was friend was it friends to know? Yes. No. Aaron was driving around in this fucking truck. <laughs> Who was? Talking to Adam. Darren. Was that or was that a black oh, yeah. budget? Or it might have been a black, been a black. I don't know. I don't think so, though, dude. <laughs> nah. You guys are really, you guys are really reminiscent. We listen to a lot of podcasts, apparently. <laughs> I think it was the red, red pill roundup, maybe. No, it wasn't that. No, let's not be crazy. You, well, I feel bad for cramming was, you guys between a couple of episodes. That's kind of a dick move. That's all right. You know, 20, 2018 was a shitty year, man. But things are good from 2019. 2020 is going to be great. That's what yeah, this the, show's all about. The 20s hey, are happy solstice. Good. Happy solstice. Oh, you right. know, that sets some intentions. Sounds good. That's right. Yeah. How did you guys celebrate the solstice? I worked all day. I finally got ready for this. <laughs> I've been you know? here trying to fix the stream all day. <laughs> yeah. Last minute Christmas shopper right here. I was the genius that waited until the last day, thinking, of course, that I was going to be the last guy that, you know, on the block that waited to do all his shopping today. Oh, no, my friends. No, no, no. no. Everybody waits until today to shop. Yeah. I, I ate cookies and went thrift shopping. Yeah. <laughs> and thrift went to a shopping? natural store. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah thrift shopping and went to a natural store. So, so you mean none of you guys were up at midnight in your local theater seeing The Rise oh. of Skywalker last night? <laughs> no. Oh, oh, God, no. No? What's no, The Rise of Skywalker? That? that is interesting, though, that none of us <laughs> saw Star Wars. Is that the whole Baby baby Yoda thing everyone's been talking about? No, that's about? that yep. new Disney Plus mind control stuff going on. Mandalorian. Yeah, I have yeah, watched man, a bit yeah. of Disney Plus. Yeah. Actually, The Mandalorian's great. And, um, you know, I, I have to admit the little tiny baby Yoda had the same effect on me. I, I see the adventures, the misadventures, and the dangers that the little guy finds himself into. And I go around all day worrying about him. Yeah. Which is what they want you to do. You know, I'm like, oh, God, I hope he's going to be okay. God, he's so cute. The ears, it's like they, sh- <laughs> it's like they took a mogwai like Gizmo and shaved him. They're just looking to sell. They're just looking to sell stuffed animals. Yeah, Mm -hmm. they don't have the product though. Well, see, I did did a little research on this though. Get the demand. You know, I wanted to see what the sales figures were looking like for the tiny baby Yodas this Christmas. And you know, what's interesting. There are all these plush toys that you can find online, but they say available May 2020. Yeah, you can't get anything. I'm like, you guys, you launched this right before Christmas and you don't have the Baby Yoda puppets, finger puppets and shit ready to go. Like, I, I listened to something about that and then what they they wanted to make it like a surprise, but surprise, you're surprise, missing you out wait. on a bunch of money, dude. <laughs> Come on, man. Whoever yeah. was in charge of that gaff. It was uh, it was the dudes Musk. that did um, the Avengers. Yeah. Weren't they the guys that, yeah, the, the Russo. It, it all just ends up in a landfill. Yeah. So why are, they, why are they saying that this rise of Skywalker is the fall of Star Wars? Well, this will be officially the last film in the franchise unless they decide to, you know, grant it another, you know, spin on its regenerations and give them number 10. But, you know. You know they're going to. <laughs> probably, yeah. yeah. Well, the thing is, though, actually, here's the way they get around this, Grim. They already do this. There's supposed to be only nine canon official Star Wars films, but they keep making like spinoff series and films that occur in between mm-hmm. like official films. Like Dingleberries. Like Dingleberries? Yeah. yeah. Or like the Han Solo film or all that crap. Like they have right. they have infinite amount of content and they've written tons of books on it. So they exactly. have tons of source material they could pull from. Like it's just a cash, <laughs> it's a cash cow for them. Exactly. Reminds, they're gonna make reminds, money forever. It reminds me of like uh, if you take measurements and you cut if you cut them in half and you keep cutting them in half you're never gonna be able to go down to zero right that's right it depends on how they do it though i mean it might it might fall apart i mean if they get more of these critics uh reviews being great and rotten tomatoes people saying it sucks it's not gonna last very long maybe well it seems like they've been just this whole past this whole past decade they've been capitalizing so hard on fandom that people are finally starting to wise up to it maybe and just they're no, nobody's going to, they're going to keep subscribing to Disney plus. They're going to keep going to Marvel movies. It's never going to stop. Yeah. What well, about, well, what about like interactive movies where you go to the movie theater and people vote for like, what's going to happen? Like the choose your own adventure. I was going to say, pretty, yeah. See, I, used to, I used to kind of like choose your own adventure books when I was like, you know, eight yeah, years those old, fun. you know, now, now I'd rather just, but you read, don't like choose your own adventure no more. I, you know, well then I you go back multiple now times. Now I'd rather just hear a really well-written story that somebody chooses all for themselves and I just see where it goes rather oh fuck you know I have to actually participate I have to think about what's going to happen instead of just read it you know go to page 77 to eat the <laughs> eat the poisonous mushroom that would be cool if the <laughs> like, I don't like that out what happens when you die in the book or something you, can you go back and restart and start go to the index yeah you go to the index yeah back to the find a page you question. actually wanted to uh-huh. read. <laughs> Did well? Did anybody uh, did anybody go 
go to the trouble to go see The Last Jedi, The Last Spin Around? No. Mm-mm. I think Sorry. I saw oh, it in the, we did, in the theater. We did for, come on, I, the yeah, Netflix. I didn't see it in theaters, but I saw it after. Yeah. Like, I saw it after. That's the thing. Here's yeah. the fascinating thing about that film to me. Okay. I didn't bother. That's the first Star Wars film, official film, that I didn't bother to go see in the theaters because the damn reviews were so bad. And then when it went almost direct to Netflix, I mean, here's the crazy thing. Have you ever noticed, like, if you've got a really good film, they're going to milk it for all it's worth. And you're going to have to either, for for an indefinite period, you can only buy it. And you got to pay about $19.99 or maybe a little more if you get it in, like, you know, HD or whatever. But you've got to buy it. And then after, like, the first three months, then they'll make it available for rent. And, you know, then you can rent it for, you uh, you know, a much smaller amount. Last Jedi is on Netflix like a week after it comes out of theaters. <laughs> uh, VHS? <laughs> yeah. 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 It's well, it was almost like the equivalent of like direct to VHS or direct yeah. to DVD. It's like we can't, we couldn't pay somebody to own this thing on DVD. We've got to go direct to Netflix with this. Ryan Johnson, the kid who directed that one, there was a quote from him in an interview where he he actually says. I like making films and you can go online and find this. My brother brought it uh, to my attention. Caleb, uh-huh. he goes, you know, Johnson sitting there in the interview saying, I like making films that half of the people that watch them love it. And half of the people who watch it hate it. I'm liking, I'm, I'm thinking so mm-hmm. no director ever. Nobody makes a film hoping people are going to hate it, mm-hmm. especially if you're making a star Wars movie. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> but it really was awful in my opinion. I mean, that film, good God in heaven, what were they trying to do? And what's really funny you go online and you look at the like the, the fan meetups and Q and A's that Mark Hamill did where he's complaining about, he's like, they sent me to the gym twice a week for like six months to get in shape. I had to lose all this weight. And then I'm reading the entire script and trying to learn what my, my lines are and my role. Keep in mind in that first film, you remember how many lines he had? I mean, when I say the first zero, film, right? Yeah, yeah, zero lines. He, says, he says six months going to the gym twice a week, special diet, and he says, here was, here was my entire part in the film. <laughs> yeah. Pull Turns the hood around. back, turn around, look at the camera. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. scene. And yeah. scene. Yeah. In film. Bam. In film. Yeah. Bam. Yeah. That's probably the first thing they shot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're like, okay, Mark, yeah. you're done. We're, we're yeah. done with you. Thank you. Great job. Great job. Here's your quarter mil, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. <clears throat> Hey, uh, I'm I'm hearing there's like no audio on the YouTube stream. I'm just throwing that out there for Darren if he wants to fix yeah, it. That's jacking out. <laughs> All right, <laughs> audio only, baby. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. You, I mean, they could tune into Grimerica FM here. I'll drop that link uh, in the YouTube stream if that's not working. If I could find it, and they could go there. Is so. there a, a Ghostbusters? A new girls Ghostbusters coming out? No, it's I don't. Boys. I don't know. It's a, it's a boy's Ghostbusters? It's a young man's Ghostbusters. That's not a transgender Ghostbusters? No. Oh, you, know, I, you, you never know. Uh, you never know. There could be a trans kid in that, in that new, in the new Ghostbusters. I don't know. <clears throat> I saw a preview for a new Adam Sandler movie where he's... Uh, did you guys see that at all? He's, I uh, think so. He's like a gambler or something. It was like a 10-second thing, and there's all these raving reviews about how he's, he, he did real awesome in the movie kind of thing. But he's Adam Sandler. He what? Well, he's playing himself. No, he's like a gambler, and he gets. I think he gets caught up and owes money oh, or something or other. Okay. Like, 
Wait, that uncut gems? Is that what you're talking about? I was spaced yeah. out for a second. Yeah, really? no, I, I, I've just been seeing things about it that it's supposed to be pretty good, but uh, I don't know anything about it. It's this. not my cup of tea, but. Well, yeah. Well, you yeah. like that spicy tea. So I mean, yeah, I'm, chai. Yeah, chai you're a chai guy. I do yeah. the frothy. Do you guys know that you could do a frothy milk with um, a French press? You don't need like a frothy oh. machine. I didn't know that weird. until now. You that boil is just, you That boil is just it? weird because Felix, I was, I was talking with my friend uh, earlier today about that. And we were talking mm. about gifts you could get for people. And, and she was like, you should think about getting a uh, French press because she said, my mom likes to use one uh, for frothy milk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and I'd never heard that before. And it's, isn't no, Okay. I love it. I, well, I'm sure this is going to come up later in the conversation anyway, right? Synchronicity. That's what we always <laughs> talk about. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That, uh, that was the first time ever I've ever heard someone say, oh, yeah, you can use a French press to make frothy milk. And then you bring that up. I'm telling you. Oh, man. And for the first time, I hear it twice in one That's day. Crazy. That's just bizarre, man. Yep. Justin, Justin's got one for us he should share. Otherwise, I'm going to share, I'm gonna share it on the, on the show. He's next, getting around to it finally, show. dude. But do you know, can I, can I tell the process of the froth? It's pretty easy. You just boil yeah, the milk. Yeah, yeah. Let's it. actually hear about it because I'm not really. It's step by step. Yeah. You first, you go get the jug from the fridge. You grab the jug by the handle. Thank you. You put the pot on the on the stove top. Then you pour the milk into the pot. You oh, turn good. the knob on the stove. Let your milk boil. Take the pot off the stove top. You pour the boiling milk into the um, French press that you pulled out of the cabinet. And then you uh, just pump air into it. Because it has like a little mesh thing. You just pump pump air into it, and then it just makes it frothy. Okay, so it's pretty simple. So a similar trick I used to do, I would take a mason jar because those are really popular down here in the south where I am. Mm-hmm. And and I would put a lid on it and I would just shake jank the hell out of it. Yeah. But I mean, it totally gets the right effect. It gets the frothy milk thing going on. Say so. jank them? <laughs> I, I did say jank them. <laughs> no, I said shake them. Oh. Sorry, I've got a southern accent. My southern accent probably sounds even weirder right now. Because <laughs> What's I, jank them? Is that like smegma? <laughs> jank them. Um, the great Jenkins hoax of like 2007 or 2008, if you remember, was there was a bulletin that was released, I think, by maybe it was the Sarasota County Police down there, but it was a police department in, in Florida. They released a, a bulletin to an, an interdepartmental bulletin in the area talking about kids bottling feces and letting methane accumulate in these bottles. And then they would take a whiff and get a high off of it. That's what Jenkins is. Oh, my God. Yeah. The, the sad thing is, is and, and actually the, the funny thing is, is when this was news, I actually called the DEA and I interviewed a special agent Smith and asked him, I said, is this true? Are there really kids smelling their own shit to get high? And, and so special agent Smith very soberly told me, yes, this is true. And we have reason to believe that kids are actually doing this. Wow. Turns out the whole thing was a hoax. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it was completely a hoax. <laughs> Good man. Yeah. Well, that hoax. I think that was when, uh, when when South Park did a parody on it called Cheesin, that yeah. was where they were having oh the, the, the cats piss in uh, people's faces, and Kenny was going to like the heavy metal, like tripping out, like yeah, exactly. <laughs> Great show. <laughs> oh my god, Smack. cheaper than a uh, can of Pam. <laughs> can of Pam? Are you talking huffing Pam? Is that some Canadian stuff you guys do? Pam, Pam is uh, like butter spray or something, well, isn't it? Yeah, oh, dude, you huffing butter spray. I mean, I mean, if we're talking like whippets or something, or that's, I mean, come on, that's gotta be a hardcore aerosol on a can of Pam, dude. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Get like, your feet that's wet gotta and be everything. Some, some... <laughs> 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 oh, 
Oh, shit. A lot of people died from huffing pan because they'd pass out on slippery floors from butter all over Basically, the place. They bust their heads, head injuries and neck injuries. Yeah, it's dude, all you're out cold. Whoop, whoop. Base they in have the corner a, uh, of a cabinet. Yeah, it made the yeah. cartoon noises and everything. Yeah. And then they, they, yeah, exactly. Yeah, make, hell yeah, they would. <laughs> it makes what, cartoon was, noises and then they have an altered state of consciousness. You know, <laughs> this, this visionary experience. Were there, were there any cool um, 2019 like biohack hacking things that people were doing in 2019? Do you, uh, biohacking. Um, biohacking. Like I'm us sure there were, us or other people. were born, right? Those twins that were hacked were born and admitted by the Chinese. You're super low, Michael. I don't You're know low. if it's just me, but you are so low. Those, uh, it's your mic. You the twins turn it up. in China, they right. were born early in the year, like in March, I think, or something. And they're supposed to have what like super... They're like genetically modified, and I don't remember exactly the story. It was almost a year ago, but hmm. there was that. Hmm. There's always uh, is that really biohacking though? Because can anybody just do that? I think you need to know know some Chinese scientists to get that shit done. Well, well it'd be like biogenetics, right? Yeah. Let's um, let's for the layman, uh, including myself in the audience, let's define biohacking. Uh, this, uh, according to the online dictionary here is a noun that means the activity of exploiting genetic material experimentally without regard to accepted ethical standards or for criminal purposes. Wow. Um, now, see, I would think of that a little differently. I would think, like, for instance, if somebody implants, if somebody chooses to implant a, you know, chip or something that opens doors, you know, so that they can, you know, become a cyborg experimenter or something. Cause a lot of people are doing this sort of stuff these days. It's actually becoming a lot more popular as time goes on. I would, I would call that biohacking. Would I be wrong? Yeah. That's yeah, a little right. literal. That's a little literal though. I mean, I think Felix is talking about simple, simple, like a coffee animal. Health, yeah. Health like, yeah. Yeah. Health. Like, like, <laughs> like, you know, okay. Taking your gym shorts out of the drawer the night before. So you, you feel like working out in the morning. Oh, well, okay. So, well, you, well that, oh, see, I would call okay, that a sorry. life hack, though. Yeah, that, you're right. That that's a life like, hack. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. a life hack. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just thinking of health trends. Like, are we healthier at the end of 2019 or are we less healthy? Well, keto has certainly yeah. become a mainstream thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah keto? Has. I saw a commercial for it the other day. Oh. Toast. For keto? Yeah, for keto. Plant based? Yeah. Yeah. Well. Uh, oh, no, and the Impossible Burgers and all those impossible foods. I would say I would say plant based is a big trend that's going yeah, on right now. Whole, that's like the have... agenda agenda twenty twenty stuff or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> twenty twenty. Well, the thing about the plant based thing is, is it's one thing back in the day if you were a vegetarian, you you were a vegetarian a because you didn't like meat. Uh, two, there was an ethical consideration. You didn't want to eat things with a face, um, or well, actually, we might say there are other reasons. Three, you might do it for health reasons exclusively. You like meat, but you choose not to eat it, and you're okay with, you know, eating meat if it's, you know, involving an animal that was harvested um, humanely, but for other health reasons, you might choose to be vegetarian. And then four, you just like eating vegetables. Some people just prefer to eat vegetables. But here's the thing. If you notice with the, with the current um, vegetarian trends, the way that I guess the the, the uh, if you want to call it biohacking, comes into that is there are more and more efforts to make vegetarian foods that are almost indistinguishable from meat, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. to me, to me, I, I get it because you know you've got to be able to have you know the protein intake, 
for health reasons. But I'm, I'm thinking if you are a vegetarian, but you want to eat meat, but now you can have guilt-free meat because we're engineering plant-based meat substitutes. It's a paradox. It's always been weird to me. Yeah. Because I mean, what's the point of really being, a ve- I get it. Actually, there is a point to being vegetarian. It, that's the ethical vegetarian. I like eating meat, but I don't want to eat something, you know, where I have to claim a life in order to do so. So I get it. But it is interesting territory we're getting into when we're engineering plant-based meat substitutes because you're effectively a vegetarian, but your diet in terms of preference is actually omnivorous, right? The textures. You like the textures. Maybe. My, my wife is, is a vegan and she's actually been vegan for about three years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so she's had most of her life. She's, she's been able to, to eat meat and, uh, and dairy and other things that she's grown accustomed to, but she is a, an ethical vegan means she does it strictly for not wanting to contribute, contribute to the suffering of animals, mm-hmm. but she still likes the taste. And then she, she grew accustomed to it for, I ain't going to say her age cause she'd kill me. But uh, <laughs> twenty one years, and then she'd eat you. <clears throat> me. And then she'd um, eat. But um, it's, it's rubbed off on me a little bit. I, I'm going vegan actually for the month of January, and that's strictly for health purposes. Uh, nothing to do with uh, an ethical stance, guilt or shame. Well, there's the whole spiritual part too. I mean, there's different religions that have you know you can't eat uh, cow or you can't eat pork, uh, or there's uh, pescetarians uh, Due to the level of consciousness of animals, so it's not just you know ethical. There's the spiritual. Well, that's the one that always gets me because you know you look at the science on the consciousness of plants, and exactly. you know, oh, yeah. all that go out the window. And especially when you consider you know combines and insects and ground nesting birds and animals, it, it it's not such a clean affair. No, I would agree, Adam. Uh, I've always wondered about that, and even though neurobiologically speaking, we can safely say that plants don't seem to be functioning in a in a way and with an awareness that mammals do uh, and actually even other uh, species not just mammals um, but i would i would argue that as time has gone on we have learned more and more things about i don't know if you would call it a sophistication or even an awareness but there's definitely a, a much more cole- uh, a complex level of inner connectedness between plant species and that's not exclusive to plants of the same species i mean if we look at the studies that have shown that, that plants have warning signals and receptive systems where they release gases or other kinds of, um, I'm not sure if these are like, like um, uh, spores or, or, you know, spore blooms or something along the lines, but something effectively akin to a gas that they release that is dispersed via the air. That war- yeah, and it warns other plants even outside of that particular species in a general area if there are predators along or, or if there are you know, insects that might come along. Well, it gets even crazier than that because you'll have overgrazing by animals in an area where they'll then change the tannins that they're putting out right. that are incredibly toxic to the liver. So then those mm-hmm. animals literally die. Mm-hmm. And then you look at the interaction in the science on mycelium and how mycelium are acting as this gatekeeper and communicator between, you know, plants, you know, they give them, they can't produce the sugars, but they can produce the minerals that the plants can't produce. Mm-hmm. And then you start looking at, you know, how they're, you know, really the engineers of this environment there, there's a real intelligence going on in the underground mycelium. And that's another thing that people would put on their plate and not even think about, you know, the, the conscious aspect to something that's beneath their feet. Maybe we just, maybe we just need the sun and we don't need to eat. What do you guys think about uh, poinsettias? What about them? I love them. They're easy to grow, easy to root. Do they have consciousness? Yeah. 
I think so. Poinsettia, kind spiky of ones. Well, here's here's the here's the thing about that, Felix. I don't I don't know specifically what you're referencing in relation to poinsettias, but I'll say this: <laughs> if we if we look at if we look at plants, mayor? if we look at plants, and for instance, if you if you listen to Brett Weinstein or Weinstein, sorry, Brett Weinstein, uh, biologist, um, you know, again, this is evolutionary biologist specifically, but. Here's a guy who's talking about the way that plants will produce. For instance, what reminded me of this is, Felix, when you mentioned poinsettias and the color, right? You know, the vivid red, and hence why they're popular this time of the year. But, you know, plants that produce fruit, right? A sweet fruit is produced as a reward that only certain animals are going to find appealing, and that animal is going to eat that fruit. Like James. Yes. And then what happens? Then the plant is dispersed throughout the environment, whereas... The idea of peppers and hot, spicy foods was originally, even though humans have and other animals have grown accustomed to it, we actually enjoy some of that spiciness, some of us do, but it was initially a deterrent to keep certain animals from eating that fruit, but others, birds, for instance, would eat the fruit, carry the seed, disperse them. Right, exactly. And that's what's fascinating to me. I'm thinking, okay, we can say that that plant doesn't have consciousness as we call it, but yet it evolves to communicate and to share with other species in the furtherance of its uh, dispersal across an environment. I mean, that's incredible to me. There's obviously a level of communication occurring right there, whether it's the color of the plant that attracts the insect to help pollinate, but these plants survive by communicating with other species in different ways. Communication, apart from what we might identify as traditional verbal or 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 even nonverbal communication, but it's communication nonetheless in my mm-hmm. mind, and that stuff just blows my mind. So do you think corn is the master um, species on Earth then? The highest <laughs> corn? Maybe. Corn, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's like a simple uh, communication, or do you think it's super complex? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know if it's communication as we know it. And if that's the case, it may be so much more complex than what we even realize that we haven't begun to really understand. Oh yeah. Cause you have a communication that the plants do and they send things like you mentioned through the air. They can also hear sounds, sense vibrations. They can send, you know, um, things into the ground, the mycelium themselves. They've shown that if there's environments in which um, there are certain stresses and certain plants are not likely to survive, that you'll see then resources and nutrients, water being deprived to this plant and given to others or vice versa. There'll be a plant that is, you know, lacking these things. And this goes out something like, I want to say it's either 20, it's like 25 yards or something. Uh, Mm -hmm. They did an experiment where they took these little insects that um, mycelium used for nutrients. They actually put a spear through them and they keep them alive and they extract nutrients out of them. And they irradiated them with this radiation. And they found that the mycelium were taking these nutrients and then moving them to different plants. It, it's amazing when you consider that because, you know, when you look at the religious aspects of a mushroom in the mycelium, and now you have this thing in the ground that is creating the environment for the plants. You know, they're, they're, they're structuring this communication, which means that they're on the bottom end of creating the overall environment out here, the air and the things that we live in. Right. So I get you. I start to think, you know, if you want to get to a real intelligence, maybe there is this thing that is engineering environments to facilitate or help certain types of life forms, and then you get into this just weird view of of what a plant god could be. Yeah, you remember the story? Was it Jeremy Narby, or or it may have been Dennis McKenna, uh, who had talked about this? But uh, they they'd done ayahuasca, 
And during the visionary experience on ayahuasca, he said, I became a water droplet participating in photosynthesis. And I moved through the entire plant and saw how this occurred. And he says, as I was coming out of the visionary experience, he said, a voice, the spirit of the liana vine, the Banisteriopsis capi spoke to me. And it said, you monkeys only think you're in charge of things. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, too. And what did he, I would think first natives, first humans, what, what do you think they ate constantly before slim, they Slim gems. No, dude. Plants. <laughs> all plants. That's so what that I meant. That's what yeah, I meant. Yeah. Slim gem plant. Plant gem. Yeah. Yeah. So you're saying slim gem does not grow on <laughs> No. A beefsteak tree? <laughs> now that's exciting. I just wonder if they'll ever make a machine that that takes the sun's energy and filters it and turns it into some sort of like uh, sustenance for people. That just like beams down, beams down, and then just. Were they just talking about that with the new sponges. space force? Oh yeah, it's a, it's going to be a thing now, huh? The space force is going to be a thing, but there was a there's a new guy like uh, retired. Uh, general or something talking about um the need to get in space you know uh, to combat the chinese basically because they're going to be up there first well he's talking <laughs> about beaming free energy down too right exactly like, yeah. yeah yeah he was talking about he's like, he we said the do trickle trickle uh yeah he's like we could do it right now <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it's crazy yeah. it's the whole secret space be free? thing yeah free energy trickle <laughs> only trickling I mean, it'll trickle into your iphone and you won't have to charge anymore <laughs> right yeah, trickle down effect, right? Yeah. Yeah. What about my like electric toothbrush? Yeah, you could probably trickle it into that too if you want. Anything electric? You probably can't you power trickle. your house off of it, but maybe small devices. I don't know. <laughs> but you know, yeah, I think Tesla essentially had the corner on that. That's what he market. talked about? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he got he, brought it up. <laughs> he had that kind of worked out. I mean, you know, about a century ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. Kind of crazy to think it was that long ago. After all, guys, we are about to uh, enter a brave new world of 2020. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the 20s, man. The 20s are going to be great. The roaring 20s. Yeah, they're going to be pretty awesome. The roaring 20s. Yeah. I'm feeling pretty good about them. This is going to be fascinating. Well, we're going to be colonizing space even more than we already are. eh, Maybe. What do you you guys think? Well, Graham, what do you think? We're going to be wearing our pockets inside out. Yeah, <laughs> that I could see more than colonize. I don't think we're going to be colonizing space. Hey, hey, Felix, we were supposed to be wearing our pockets inside out in 2015. What oh, happened, yeah. man? We're like five years behind the curb, right? Where's the hoverboard? It was just an approximation. It was yeah. just an approximation. <laughs> Where's the hoverboard? Where's the damned hoverboard? <laughs> yeah, What's that's up? the marketing genius. We're going to give you a hoverboard that has wheels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going to call it a hoverboard, though. Yeah, just so that you feel like you know you're back to the future and everything. It may not actually hover, but if we call it a hoverboard, actually they do kind of have hoverboards. But I mean, we're getting closer. We're getting we're getting closer. I guess that, that kind of died out. Like there was a lot of that news when uh, you know the Back to the Future thing was coming out. Like it seemed like they were trying to hoax hoverboards like crazy, and then everybody was just kind of like, I don't really care about a hoverboard anymore. Like there's nothing oh, anymore about hoverboards. How about 2019. Who cares about hoverboards when you got Bob Lazar? Yeah, when you, know, you got the one of those, screw the hoverboard, man. Yeah, want a tic tac, baby? Like a Bob Lazar. Uh, are those like just, those wheelie I'm not, things I'm you not lean so around? Sure on? about all this. Uh, I don't know about all this potential disclosure that they're trying to do. I just, I'm, I'm not. I don't know about the tic tac. I don't know. I just, I'm skeptical of all this. I don't. Well, I don't trust be. it. It has a bad. It has has a bad taste. I just, I don't like it. 
Yeah, you got to be skeptical of all of it, man. You know, um, it's it's weird. I've I've been communicating with. Well, first and foremost, let me just say this. I don't know what the hell is up with the UFO community um, because it's gross right now. It's real they, gross. Well, what seems <laughs> to happen though is, I mean, they 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 seem to be okay until they get on Twitter. Yes. Oh, dude, dude, <laughs> Twitter's a shit show. Yeah, it all goes to hell, and I'm like. You know, and people are like, Mike, why don't you engage your audience through social media more? You could be an influencer. I'm like, why? What are they doing on Twitter? Give me, give us some examples. Well, here's the thing. It's just, it's pure vitriol. It's like they, they see who can vomit on each other the most anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is so, there is so much vitriol. You know, I've talked with a lot of, over the last year, this is something I've done in 2019. I've talked with a lot of, of, uh, 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 philosophers, um, sociologists, pastors, even done a few interviews with them uh, on the shows on Middle Theory mostly, and um, almost unanimous. Every time I talk about this, they all say the same thing. Social media, for all the good it does, amplifies the most negative and base aspects Mm -hmm. of of humanity. Uh, Our inclinations to want to fight with one another, our inclinations to want to antagonize, you know, there there is so little meaningful engagement or or discussion, and furthermore, the soundbite nature of you know again character limits and instant gratification as a result of I post an image and see how many clicks and likes and things I get, and hence this feedback loop, you know, effect also occurs. Even Instagram, which is fairly benign in the sense that it's a visual, very artistic sort of medium. We see negativity there, too, in the sense that people are posting pictures of the best aspects, the highlights of their life, and often through a filtered kind of mm-hmm. medium, right? Color enhancement, filters, all kinds of stuff. And everybody looks at those pictures and they say, God, look at how much better everybody's life is than mine. Yeah. Right? And oh, it's, yeah. It's yeah. completely a facade. You know? I mean, but, so. But you know what? You know what these people could do? I want to, I want to, I want to, that's a great point that you bring up. Um, they could come to the cruising with steak community where we've just been building, we've been building this fucking amazing place of good vibes, positive energy, people helping each other out. The internet's terrible, but there's, there's little gems. They can be used for good. You could find. And a lot yeah, of hentai. Well, yeah, ton, oh, you, tons of hentai. Could this be one beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. Swing? And this is like Darren, you know, Darren, this is like, you know, the groups that you have been doing as well. You know, all you guys do exactly what Grimm's talking about right there. Um, And I guess in my own way, I try to do it not only by opting out of social media, but choosing not to engage people in that negative way. Isn't that interesting that that's something we all share? We all seek to, and that's probably why we're all friends, by nature and by choice, we seem to be individuals who not only prefer but seem to actively consciously choose to want to try and uplift others but mm-hmm. we live in a culture these days where we seem to th- many people seem to be encouraged academically socially politically and otherwise to tear others down and we seem to rationalize it and we seem to make excuses for why that's a good thing you guys remember brett or um, now let's talk about his brother eric weinstein talking about the steel man argument no i'm this is cool. Like very, rather than a straw man argument where, you know, you, you, you paraphrase very loosely to the point that you're almost completely, you know, making up something that somebody else has said and you accuse them of having said that and use that as an argument against them. 
The opposite would be a steel man argument, uh, which is, let's say you're having a debate with somebody and instead of accusing them of something that they didn't really say and then attacking them about it, you say, okay, let me make sure I understand what you've said. And then you, you repeat their argument to them. Uh, and once confirmation of the understanding is made, then you build on their argument with mutual understanding of the principle. You mean a so conversation? Like the opposite of a straw man argument? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> And, we, and then you give because a... Graham, did you just say, isn't that called a conversation? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> it should be. But I mean, some of this blame has to be on big tech as well. And that's where I can't tease out how much of this is organic polarization or big tech. I mean, I just saw an Instagram fact, Instagram starting to fact check the memes, right? This is really interesting. So there, this, I got, I'm what? going on fact Instagram. Fact-checking memes? Yeah, so independent fact. Where can I send my in, memes? <laughs> independent fact-checkers say this is false. The primary claims in this information are factually inaccurate. Fact-checker, PolitiFact, conclusion, false. More information, social posts falsely connect Trump's impeachment to Biden's dealings in Ukraine. So the meme is just this cat, you know, with a... A newspaper, and he's like with his glasses down. Jeez, that's like effort now. Let me, and it's just a, it's a meme with a, with the num, like the, so it has to be reading the it's actual reading the text, somehow. the text on the pick. It says, let me get this straight. Biden blackmailed Ukraine with a billion in tax dollars to drop an investigation into his son, and Democrats want to impeach President Trump for simply asking if it was true. So. Do you have another example? Fact check false. That sounds like one of my. Does it do it to every single meme? <clears throat> no, of course not. But they're you know they're false. they're getting involved. So it was interesting. It was years. a billion point one. But it speaks to people because so they false. trust the experts. You know, put that label there, and that person filters the information. I'll believe them. That that's the the thing that surprises me the most about this social media thing is people have lost the ability to think for themselves. So you ask a rhetorical people question and it's false. To think for themselves a while ago. You know what I can't stand ex- the whole. It's just accentuated now. The whole imply thing. Everybody, you say something and they're like, "Hey, did you imply? Are you trying to imply this?" And they get really mad about it. And then you have to talk them down off of them being mad about something that they think that you are implying. Which you may or may not have been, but most we of the should, time you didn't, and you're just like, "Whoa, to slow be fair, down." We should all just uh, take a, a vow of silence for the 2020 vow of silence. That's what this about, is really coming down to, isn't it? Yeah, we're that's to, that's we, interesting. Yeah. Here, and you're in the same wavelength as us, though, Micah, as far as social media and cutting back on all that. It's I just really don't go on that shit, honestly. Well, the, yeah, right. Well, I mean, there is there's definitely good that can come out of it, and I don't know if you would consider YouTube uh, social right. media, but I, I do just want to say this. Last year, you remember what we talked about, how I'd just gotten like demonetized on YouTube? Guess who's still in the process of trying to get remonetized on YouTube? Wow. What? Really? Yeah. You? That's, shit. And that's, you? And, don't yeah, monetize yeah. on YouTube, dude. I'm telling you. Don't that's, you say? No, I wouldn't. Yeah. And, and and honestly, that's all I have to say about that. I don't even want to bring that. Everybody I know that got kicked out of you, off YouTube has that in common. Yeah, exactly. But see, that's part of the issue, too. Uh, and that's why I bring it up more broadly to the point we're talking about here. Um, and actually more specifically to Graham's point with relation to we are going to bring in experts or we're going to create algorithms that help us spot fake news yeah. or, yeah. you know, meddling 
guys, there was like this, this report that came out a few months ago and there've been a lot of updates about this, but I mean, even the Pentagon's now getting involved in trying to monitor social media for possible Russian influence, utilizing social media in advance of the 2020 election. And I'm like, you know, so the military is now fighting fake news. That's what point this is. Say that again. Yeah. The, the, the Pentagon is, you know, again, there, there are military aspects in, in U.S. government now appropriating funds and, and designing systems for use in, in terms of trying to prevent the spread and the misuse of social media by Russia and other non-U.S. Uh, agents, state powers, uh, in terms of trying to influence the election like what happened in 2016. So, you know... Nationalize that shit right away. The yeah. army versus fake news. I'm like, really? Wow, this is incredible. <laughs> you know, but then again, like with a was it 750 billion? Well, it's it's, it's yeah, it's also the army in response to fake news. I mean, that's the the pressure's on them to deal with this supposed Russian nine billion two hundred and forty <laughs> million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a, it's a crazy whole new world. You know, I used to watch Ghost in the Shell and, you know, kind of think that was just outlandish. And you're seeing history get rewritten before your eyes. There's a shooting and videos start dropping offline and you can't find them. It's like, wow, I thought when you peed in the pool, you know, it never disappeared. But no, stuff disappears. See, I don't think that's I, I just argue that because of social media, you're catching that. Like, yeah, I don't well, think it's, that's, it's a, a that's not sword, a new right? thing. That shit's been what? just well, catching what? Catching the fake news, or you're catching the. Well, the they have the to delete things offline. Before they didn't have to delete things offline because there was no things. It yeah. was their narrative, and that's it. So I don't think you know. You still got to look at that as you get those videos for a little bit, like fifty. I don't think it's because they're they're getting worse at trying to pull the wool over your eyes or trying to control the narrative. It's just because there's fucking phones everywhere and you can upload shit to social media instantly. So they've got a problem yeah, trying blood. to clean it up before they didn't have a problem with trying to clean it up. It was just like, here's your, here's your fucking news. Take it. Yeah. It's not like there wasn't a, a degree of permanence to news before social media, but, but I don't think it was any like, realer before social media is my right. point. Yeah. It's no different if we if we take into consideration that fundamentally the human element behind it is the same now as it was then, but the medium itself that is being used by the humans. Making well, the it's it's not changed. the same though because there's billions at play but now. No, that that's not never my used point. to be there. Like there's oh. now there's the influence of organizations and billions of dollars from the very very elite rich, which never used to be able to be funneled so easily through organizations yeah. to control our, the narrative. But or to do to whatever be. they want. It didn't have Social to be. media has made it more liquid, more fluid. It's, <clears throat> it's ease of being able to be disseminated has changed. But, well, Darren, you said though. No, I don't think so because it's, all, it's always been propaganda. Mm -hmm. So whether it's through, whether they have to trickle down 18 billion to all these little outlets and all these social media things because all of a sudden we've got the choice to go into a thousand different place for our news. So now they have to try and control a thousand different fucking places before they didn't have to do that. They had to control a half a dozen newspapers and a half a dozen news narratives. And that was it. Mm -hmm. So now they have to try and do that shit before they didn't. I don't think that, I don't think that that makes the game any 
newer. You know what I mean? Like, I no, think it's I like always been because... propaganda. It was propaganda in the 60s. It was propaganda in the 50s. It was propaganda that drags you into Vietnam. It's propaganda all the fucking way back. The How difference is, I, I, I don't know, at least like 100 Romans years. And like, I mean, you could probably go back thousands. Of years I don't go that. back that far. I'll go back 100 but, years and say that since television started, it has not been in your best interest. But, and the but, news but has actually, never been to inform you. Let us let us go back though in time because I think that would make an interesting historical argument here. If you look, for instance, like when you go to Egypt and you see the writings on the walls that bespeak the great, uh, you know, achievements of the pharaohs, you know, or if you go and you read the 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 exploits of Alexander the Great, you know, in Macedonia or whatever, the rulers who are the ones who are able to control the historical narrative were the chief propagandists of that day and oh, the yeah, historical 100%. narrative his history of that era as we know it is the history of those leaders it is the propaganda of the pharaohs the propaganda of the leaders like alexander the great and the like why it's the hell probably, do you think yeah, it's, it's probably worse it's probably all, yeah. I, like you probably would what do you think the history's at like, well it's based had, on violence and all that it's a different type probably right and it's not so easily disseminated now it's way easier for, for them i think well, it explains yeah, if you go back to the Alexander the Great, I'm talking about if you go back 60 years or 50 years, you know, the, all the, you know, they only had to control three news networks to drag you into Vietnam. Yeah. They didn't have to control a bunch of Facebook pages and a bunch of this and a bunch of that. You know, they've, they've got a Rolodex with like 10 names in it. It's like, Hey, you well, got to go do this. Or like Pearl Harbor, you know, what do you got, like a dozen newspapers? And well, no, but there was the, a bunch of paper, independent papers all over the country back then. I mean, the. They just, they weren't all under, well, I don't know, maybe they were under a couple yeah. of big organizations. I yeah. checked Mockingbird. <laughs> right. But yeah, what but I find, find interesting in this is, I'm talking pre-Mockingbird. Well, with, pre this, well, yeah, with the Lith, the But now in social media, you see it's like really combative, media. but mm -hmm. it explains it because it's almost like it's a real fight now. Before, you know, they had to control these organizations. Yeah. It was a lot easier to control. Now there's a flood of people. They're still trying to control you, but now... You know, people are fighting, not a war, but it's it's an online war of information. You know, I think of the Vegas shooting when all the videos started dropping off. That's what you saw. You saw, you know, all these mirrored sites and information popping up and going back into the stream. And it, it was something like you'd never seen before with news. Exactly. So in other words, you're saying these are info wars. <laughs> what were you saying, Michael, yeah, about well, the Lusitania? A good word. The Lusitania, no. when, they, when they sunk that, they put in like 200 different newspapers across the U S not to go on that voyage. And mm -hmm. they captured, they got them all except for just a handful, like six or something. Some of those survived. And that's kind of why we still know about it supposedly. So there were lots of independent papers a hundred years ago. Every religion kind of puts out their own kind of take on everything, you know, but, but I totally agree with you in a lot of ways. I just think there's different versions of the internet and they're all operating on a higher version and everything that we're using is a lower one. So they can see it all, but we can't see it. And so they can control and do all sorts of shit to our internet. That's what I think. The phone keeps ringing. Just here. like I promised, right? That's right. <laughs> Your levels are still low. You got to get right up there. You guys, you guys want me to do my uh, performance? Uh, yeah, I think it's a little intermission. Great. Mood. Let's do yeah. it. What's the phone number yes. again, Micah? Yeah, yeah. Actually, let's make a couple of announcements here. So happy holidays, everybody. It is the... Uh, oh, just call it the the audio on the thing. stream is finally fucking working. 
Okay, cool. Yeah. So, so, you know, we've got a lot of different ways that you can tune in and you can listen right now. The simplest probably is, uh, well, obviously if you're listening already, you know this, but if you happen to be listening to the audio only, if you go on YouTube and just do a search for Gry America, the Gry America YouTube channel also features the video of this where you can see our wonderful little lovely mugs. So if you are listening to the audio only there at Gry America FM, you can check us out on the YouTube page. If you'd like to join the program, there are a couple ways that you can do that. You can join us there in the chat on the YouTube page. So join the interactive chat on YouTube. You can also call us the old-fashioned way. That's right. Pick up your portable multifunction device and dial this number, 1-828-398-4886. That number again is 1-828-398-4886. That will come directly to yours truly, and we can bring you into the conversation as well. Please keep it kosher. And make what? it uh, well, it doesn't have to be hard. Nah, man, get crazy, kosher, get man. crazy. I love okay, it. Okay, well then, that'll just get yeah, crazy. let's get wild. We'll, we'll look forward to hearing from you. Yeah, this is a an unfiltered broadcast. We do it once a year, the holiday fandango with participants from Cruising with Steak. Uh, yes, uh, the artist formerly known as the Graylian Report. Yours truly, Micah Hanks, and of course our wonderful Grimericans up there in the igloo. So we hope to hear from you guys again now. With that said, Mr. Uh, Felix Navidad, as he's calling himself tonight, you know, I just spent the last two weeks in Lisbon, Portugal, where we would be saying Feliz Natal. Um, oh, man. Yeah, we'll talk you, about that. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah. We'll talk about that a little later because I got some archaeology to drop on you guys that will blow your like mind it. like Felix is about to do because we have a holiday performance. Time for our musical <clears throat> interlude. All right. Belt it uh, out, Felix. Guys, yeah, if you guys want to just mute down and give me like two seconds here, I'll get myself going here. Absolutely. You got it, man. All right. It can happen. James knows the routine. Yeah. Here we go. I'll get rid of my uh, video here too to help out. I love. Why to are you come, getting rid of the video? Come, come back to cruise for a second. Help, it helps the lag. What? Video hair. All right, here we go. Oh, he did say video. He did say video. Salty. <laughs> Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad, Prospero Año y Felicidad. Feliz Navidad, Feliz Navidad, Feliz Navidad, Prospero Año y Felicidad. I wanna wish you a Merry Christmas. I wanna wish you a guy Merry Christmas. I wanna wish you a Merry Christmas from the bottom of my heart. I wanna wish you a Merry Christmas. I wanna wish you a great Merry Christmas. I wanna wish you a Merry Christmas from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. 
Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Prospero año y felicidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Prospero año y felicidad. I wanna wish you a Merry Christmas. I wanna wish you a Merry Christmas. I wanna wish you a Merry Christmas from the bottom of my heart. I wanna wish you a Merry Christmas. I wanna wish you a grand Merry Christmas. I wanna wish you a Merry Christmas from the bottom of my heart. Well done, sir. Very nice. Beautiful. Beautiful, Felix. Beautiful. All right, I'm going to go to the voicemail now. We missed a call earlier and they left a message. Yeah, they called me too. If you would call us back, we'd love to hear from you. 1 898 4886, or if you've got that voicemail. That was the Jindo. I saw that ringing. Do you want me to answer it when it is? Oh, this thing is just unbelievable. Wow. I don't know what to do. Oh, there we go. You think? Can you guys tell our password? Check unheard messages. <laughs> Check unheard. the button sound. All you other America uh, Fandango participators. Hey, I know that Nicky guy. Nicky the dude. Nicky the dude. Nicky the dude. won't be able to partake or listen. So I was just wishing y'all good vibes and a happy solstice and great holidays to everyone out there. And <coughs> hope this show goes well. And see y'all all under the stars with our friends. David Matheson in the near future. Good luck and good vibes. This is Nikki the Dude. Signing off. Good night. Good night. Oh, Nikki. Miss Thanks, you, dude. Nikki. Yeah, man. End of heard messages. I got a quick question for all you guys. What's a group of podcasters called? What's what's that? A group of podcasters? A gaggle. Yeah. Curry. A bunch curry? of white dudes? Yeah. A Who curry. made that up? <laughs> Oh my God, dude, that would be That's great. Awesome. Curry of podcasters. Yeah. <laughs> you got to get that in the urban dictionary. Totally. Yes. <laughs>
Like what did you have call-ins, Michael? Or... People are saying the line's busy. Line's busy. No, you can call in. It's a one eight two eight. I think see. he called during maybe. Uh, oh wait, that's a different line. Never that's mind. a different well, line. Well, yeah, when, when they mind. called, someone had called in, and we had to cancel the the call because um, Felix was performing. But if you call in now, the lines that's are now I, open yeah. again. Whoops, lines are temporarily closed. Yeah, they were they were closed temporarily. But if you would uh, like to call in again, it's one. Eight two eight three nine eight four eight eight six. That will get you uh, through to us. We'd love to hear from you. There you have it. Yes, James. James are you always in sepia tones? Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. You're like a ventriloquist. No. <laughs> You're not. <laughs> no. I got to turn my salt crystal on too. Why did you shut off your video when you were playing? Oh, For a better um, stream. Uh, it's, it's, it's latency. Sound, it gets, it gets yeah. a little laggy sometimes with the yeah. video. You know, Why? Because he's playing happen. guitar? Yeah. I don't get it. Well, this, this has happened. Too it's, much. It's, he has two mics. All of This is from several Cruiser Mistake episodes of experience. We know that, that the video off works best. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I would have rather watch you play and shut off everyone else's video. I think he does that every year. I, that would, yeah, maybe, maybe Felix lags out. Sometimes. We've only seen him play live like one time, and <laughs> maybe like, it's like, not him. <laughs> 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 He's just hitting play. <laughs> Ghostwriter. He does sound epic. a lot like Michael. Like they sing very similar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey! Yeah. Sorry about that. Is that you calling yourself? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing tests right now, trying oh, to... good. Man, you know, here's the thing. I, I mean, love if... China. <laughs> <laughs> Do they make still... Skype? <laughs> Y'all still am I? China. 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 <laughs> hey, I got one. I've got one of those, China. too. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have to pay, like you guys pay for that? Uh, Did you guys have to pay for that? It's like a lot of us have got those, actually. I like China. China. Do you guys have, you guys have the Schwarzenegger? Japan. Sound, sound, uh, board. Let's see here. Is this it? Japan. Yes. I, I love it. The teamwork here is amazing. <laughs> we can have a whole conversation. This, this is a whole boards. curry. This is a, yeah. This, this curry is off the charts. <laughs> yeah. So now, Justin. Oh, oh, actually, you know, my lovely assistant, Lauren just sent me a picture of the building that was the, uh, fire station that was the home base for the Ghostbusters in their film. She's in, oh, she's in, she's New, in York New York right now. She's in ladder, New York. Ladder 49, I think. Is it ladder? Yeah, and yeah. I would recognize it anywhere. And she just sent a picture of it right here. She says, uh-huh. I didn't have a great service at times today. I meant to share this and I didn't want to forget. Yeah, well, that's really cool. I, I've never even seen that. Uh, Did I've, you happen to, since I, I know we brought it up for a we split second. A but... in, by the way, actually, let's go ahead and see if we can get Thank this person in here. Hang on. <laughs> Hi there. Thank you for calling the Grimerica Graylian, form- artist formerly known as Graylian, Christmas Fandango. <laughs> How are you? I'm a director. Call. Hey, everybody. What's up? It's the Jindo. Hey. Jindo. You guys, are you, you guys able to hear the Jingo there? Well, we yeah. can hear the yep. Jindo. He's there. Oh, good, good, good. Um, I could barely hear everyone else. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, jeez. You know, How about now? Fly hey. technology. 1500 miles away. We're not prepared for this kind of stuff, you know? This is on the fly. <laughs> you know, it makes you just want to pay the money for that 1 800 number. 
Let's not be crazy. Come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We do have a phone hybrid, though. It's too bad oh, I lost the cord for the phone. Right? We can hear yeah, we you. Can, oh, yeah, can, man. You're coming through. Yeah, where are you, you calling fantastic. from? You can't hear us, though. Age, sex, location? Whoever's just talking right now. I hear you, you know what? I'll tell you what. Hang on just one second, brother. I bet we can we can fix this for you here. Uh, let's see. Uh, well, hmm. actually, yeah, he should be able to hear us just fine. But He just said he can hear you. He can hear me. I don't think he can hear everybody oh. else quite quite right, though. Do you have a mixed minus set up? The old no. mixed minus. No, but I'm seeing <laughs> when you guys talk, you guys are coming through A-OK. He should be able to hear us, but... Can you hear me now? I can make you got your voices out. It's fine. Okay, sure. Well, so what's on your mind? How's it going? Happy holidays. Yeah, happy holidays, guys. I'm just checking in to Grimerica. Um, hope you guys are having, you know, a good time. I don't, I don't know how long you guys have been going. On the, have you guys just, just started? What? The show? We started like for five while, times. <laughs> At least an hour so far. Oh, about an hour. Okay. Yeah. Nobody's super fucked up yet. Yeah. Um, did you guys hear about, um, uh, cause last time I, I talked to you guys, uh, we were talking about a little bit about that out of Australia theory, the Bruce Fenton's, uh, thing. You guys remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, do you hear about these, um, 44,000 year old cave paintings that have come out of Indonesia? Yes. So apparently, um, all the other cave paintings from Africa, are younger than the one in Indonesia. So, um, again, that's like another layer of, uh, of this, uh, out of Africa, out of Australia model, because, um, the idea is that about 50, 60,000 years ago, um, their genetics, this, uh, this haplogroup called the L3 haplogroup, it started going back into Africa. And then from there, you could assume if there are people there who were smart enough to, to go to Africa from Australia, they've probably brought uh, these types of culture, cult- these customs with them. Because if you look at the cave art, it's very similar, but it's kind of weird, right? You would think that the cave art would, would be older in Africa, and then it would get younger as it spread out east. But then it turns out to be the other way around. So anyway, I just thought that I did an episode on this, so I thought you guys would find that interesting. That is interesting. Because Indonesia's on the way out of Australia, right? It's like the front door. You can't hear me. <coughs> that sucks. Oh, uh, hang on. Uh, I can't lost? tell if you guys are talking. Oh, no, he <laughs> oh. can. Okay, yeah, he, I think he can hear you, actually, yeah. Can you hear me? I can hear you now, but very faintly. Yeah, I'm working on it. So you guys keep talking while I... <laughs> I just said Indonesia is on the way out of Australia. Yeah, it's on the way out, yeah. We had the Jindo on the show. I can't remember what episode it was. It must have been like 360-something. You remember? Do you remember, Justin? No. <laughs> is Justin even a great American anymore? 368. 368. <laughs> The Jindo's name is Three, Justin. Yeah, I can pull my channel and you, you can see all the stuff on there. And I think that it's about like four or five episodes. I just got done with my 200th episode. Um, Damn. And it's probably like <laughs> 198 or something like that. Nice. You're going to catch up to us in no time. 
can't hear me again for fuck's sakes, Micah. <laughs> what? He can hear you. He can hear you, but I am uh, trying to uh, optimize things. See, this is where you guys have got to talk. I'd just rather not give out this Zoom number. It could turn into a real train wreck. That's all right. right. Let's turn it into a train wreck. Let's make no, it an episode of Cruising with Sam. My Zoom, though. It's our Zoom. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, you don't, you don't, you don't want to do that. You don't, you don't want to go down that road. Oh, yeah. the people I fucking popping in during interviews. No, we got to set up the uh, the waiting room feature. Yeah, there's what? a lock meeting. Button. What's a waiting room? How does that work? Is that like the uh, the phone screener when you call into a radio show? You can like put people in the waiting room and then bring. Them in as- it's been a while since I looked at it, but I think it kind of just gives a place for people to drop in and acquire, and then you can bring the audio on. Oh, so it's like, uh, yeah, you know, hey, Graham, Polymath, and in the chat yeah. says he would like to personally thank you for your reading of the recovery dharma. Awesome, it was super Thanks. powerful Great. for him. Yeah, awesome. He says he'll send you a direct email later. Awesome, yeah, well read, sir. Thanks. So should we open up? I, I really want Graham to open up his Christmas present. Or do you want to sing your what? song, Michael? No. You're not going to sing it? <laughs> you guys got a present? Yeah, oh. Graham, what'd you get, bud? Michael brings us some gifts every year. It's oh, always, Michael like brought the it. gifts? This year's gift is fucking hilarious. And I got to see, see it open. <laughs> oh, come on. Really? <clears throat> Golden one? Squatty Potty. Maybe you should open yours first. Maybe. Maybe? Who's that to? Yeah. Who's that gift to? Like he should open oh, it. Open Looks like Graham's opening a, a gold Which and red Which one's mine? Gift. This one? They're both ours. Both of them? Oh my god, that's awesome. Is it a, it's a Hillary Nutcracker. <laughs> oh. <laughs> does it make noise, dude? No, it's just a Nutcracker. What do you mean, does it make noise? It does no, it it some- <laughs> you can read the things on the back. <laughs> yes. It really works. As President Bush likes to say, you don't have to be a rocket surgeon to use it. Step one, place nut between legs. Step two, squeeze. <laughs> yes. yes. There's a whole bunch of funny things under it. <laughs> oh, and we got some nuts. <laughs> we got some nuts. Yes. Yes. Some compass nuts. Yes. I don't know if I want to read those quotes. Somebody else can read those quotes. And... Quotes? Yeah, on the back. You could do some, you could do some ASMR uh, nut cracking on the microphone. Heard on the street some quotes from the guy on the street, Barack Obama. I can feel Bill's pain. Dick Cheney. <laughs> I guess the battle against the vast right-wing nut conspiracy is still on. Yes. Nancy Pelosi. Why does Hillary get to have all the fun? <laughs> I'd be nervous if I was one of those nut jobs. Kim Jong-un. This is from 2007, I guess. I can feel the squeeze from 50 feet away. Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> This is like a collector's <laughs> item that yeah. I just stumbled across. No Bill way. Clinton, no comment. Check out Hillary. Are you actually going to use it? Check out HillaryNutcracker.com. I think we should, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, but don't uh, don't open it. Don't, don't open not? it. Don't, no, 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 no. Because it loses its value. Yeah, no. yeah this, this thing's can be worth covered a lot. in grease. It's That's been okay. sitting on somebody's, like, uh, okay. sitting in their kitchen okay. or something. I think you should totally you gotta use, use it. got to use a nutcracker. Dude, it was I only 20 bucks. Cracking that. Crack some nuts at it, man. Open it up. That's got to be in the Grimerica green room. You can do super chats. uh, Oh, don't destroy it. Super chats. Don't destroy it. What are those super chat things? uh, Uh, Chestnuts you have to roast. Super chat for a nut crack. Yeah, for every nut crack you do on the show, you get a super chat. These two bags you can eat, but that one you have to roast. I don't know what you guys are even talking about anymore. Is it in English? 
Hold it up to the camera there, Michael. Wait, can can Jeff, Justin tell his story about his brother? And they still never turn Michael's levels up. <laughs> never in like a year. Yeah, he's, he's so quiet. <laughs> yeah. Michael's as loud he's as he just can whispering go, into that mic. But he's just yeah, not eating as loud the as mic he can... anymore. No, dude, he's right up in that mic. Mike, it's, Michael's got to bring his own Zoom connection and everything to get on this show. <laughs> <laughs> They've he learned their lesson on his volume now. <laughs> See, when he comes up, it's okay. It's just, you know, the edibles. Hey, speaking of problems with the levels edible. and things, hey, hey, let me tell you. So this is funny. So I've I've struggled with this for years because back in the old days, I don't know if you guys remember this, Skype used to have the ability to have control over every aspect yep. of the program, including uh, ringtones, call volume. You could actually, like on, on a Mac, for instance, you could hit command option and then up, down, up, down, and you could control the volume independently in the app. And they have gotten game. rid of... Yeah, I know. You know yeah, they've Game gotten rid of everything. Everything that used to wow. be useful about the app, you cannot turn off the ringtone. So now when people call in at one 828 we'd like to hear from you. You're going to hear that ringing. I can't disable that anymore on the new versions of Skype. I can't adjust the audio independently, so I hope that the callers will be able to hear better than our friend just was able to because he yeah. couldn't. And that's because they've disabled that in the new versions of Skype. And you go on these message forums asking how you do this, and the, the Skype people are on there saying, sorry, we've disabled that, and it probably won't be available in future editions of the app, but we value your feedback. And it's like, guys, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Why do you guys keep screwing up this yeah. program? Skype it's used because to be great. The, all the other people are like all the all the people who aren't like doing podcasts and audio stuff, probably like accidentally shut something off, and they can't find the fucking thing again, and they're calling support. But I don't know what that was. I did don't you, know what there's that yeah. little button that you can uh, shut off to automatically adjust microphone settings. Did you try that? Oh, yeah. You can. Yeah, but I keep that off. So if they still have that. Did you try turning <laughs> well, that it's a shame. on? They maybe? had a, uh, a professional quality software, and they kind of downgraded it to a consumer grade. So Thank yeah, you, that's Ryan. why I work here on the Zooms. How's that, uh, how's that Zencaster? You know, Is that any good? We paid for bad. it for six I, months and never tried it. I, I used Zencaster for a little while, but yet again, um, it began to have its own problems as well. Right. Honestly, the the one that I use the most for, um, you know, for best quality and for general reliability, if you want to have a video conference call Zoom or actually Google yeah. Hangouts, Google Hangouts works. Yeah, Google well. Hangouts isn't bad, but yeah, we've used Zoom for three years now, almost almost three years. Yeah, and it's it's been flawless for us yeah. the entire time. Wirecast. We pay for the server. Does, uh, we don't use like the free stuff. Does Sean Sean Shameless work at uh, Zoom still? Yeah, Sean Shameless does work at Zoom now. Shout out to Sean Shameless. Love that guy. Shout out to Sean. Shout out to Sean. Sean. Merry Christmas, Sean. Merry Christmas, Sean. Mm-hmm. I think Wirecast comes with some like built-in conferencing software, but Wirecast works so well. I had to go back to OBS for the stream tonight, so that was about five hundred dollars well spent. A uh, bummer. Wow. Bingo, bango. Hey, you, you know, can't those, take it with you to the grave. Money. Those conferencing uh, apps, though, they don't—they don't have what Skype has, which is the Skype to go number. And you—you know—you pay a little bit, or you can pay as you go for it, you know, or buy Skype credit ten dollars at a time. But you know, you can have phone calls come in via Skype, which is great. But if you can't disable the sounds, you know that that severely limits a lot of the capabilities there. Which, which, again, you know. More and more people are are not wanting to use that, which is sad because you know, 
I used to say, I've got a phone hybrid right here, a JK Audio Host uh, digital phone hybrid, which basically just eliminates enough of the crosstalk and allows you to route a traditional phone line, you know, through a um, through a uh, mixing board like this and everything and, and, and be able to host a show with it. But the thing is so wonky and all over the place. A lot of people have complained about the interface. Skype used to be the best solution, you know, and the most cost-effective one too. But again, they keep, they keep screwing with the program. So if anybody out there at Skype happens to be hearing this, please, for God's sake, bring back one of the old versions. It used to sound better. It used to have more functionality. It's like the, the, the program gets worse and worse as time goes on. Yeah, or at least let us have an advanced users, you know, edition. We'll pay for it. Don't they have a Skype for broadcast? I don't think so. Hey. I thought that they, let me, let me see. Let me look into this real quick because yeah, that probably explains everything right This is getting all meta podcaster though. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I like it. Well, if you want any kind of uh, podcasting information, you can always pick up the complete guide to Maverick, Maverick <laughs> podcasting written yeah. by Micah yeah. Hanks. <laughs> before you Skype. Like that? You like Published that? before <laughs> Skype started going downhill. Yeah. No, 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 no. Oh no. It, it, had, it had already begun. Yeah. The, the, the signs of the times had already begun to show. <laughs> More like beta podcasting. <laughs> then, it was uh, it was already looking bad. Skype for broadcasters. Yeah, Skype TX. Ah, there you go. That answers. How much is right. it? How much is it? Uh, let's see here. Innovative content for, from a cast of millions. Yeah, so that would probably explain it. Those kinds of features are probably now um, uh, a part of the Skype TX, as it's known here. Well, you did write the book on podcasting. Well. There you go. So should we? Should we? <laughs> should we? Should we <laughs> <laughs> just added a new chapter right there. Oh, this is great. Second edition. This curry tastes bad. Oh, this is great curry. This is the best curry ever. It's getting rich. Should we take another jingle break? Or or no? How about we listen to a synchronicity? Is do you have a synchro? Are we doing that? I, I mean, yeah. Justin has one that's really. I mean, he should. Did be you ask it, Justin? If he wants to share it before he put no, it on the spot, does he, no. does he want to share it? Justin. I nominate. G I, okay, Justin. Just time to shine for I Justin Salas of the Pacific Northwest Opportunity Knox. It is time to hear. You can pick your own synchro jingle, Justin. Oh, just give me, give me a rambling gram. Rambling gram. Oh, <laughs> yeah, beautiful. Can you also, can you also <laughs> tell the story about your brother. Yes, we need to hear that too. I can do that as well. Couple stories from Justin. Thank you. I'm a rambling gram with synchronicities all over the west. And Aaron is skeptical about everyone and don't believe it yet. Could you guys hear it this time? Yeah, <laughs> I heard it. Excellent. Uh, just, I, just, I just. Say, I will say that. Uh, if I didn't want to share this, I never would have shared it with Graham. So <laughs> you're not a nice person. Not really. <laughs> most of the time. So uh, a few of you know I've been uh, learning a few different languages uh, in my spare time for the mm -hmm. for funsies. And in order to uh, uh, quicker, uh, quickly learn languages, I was looking up videos for hacks on how to better absorb these languages. And I came across this one video 
where uh, in it, the gentleman is learning Arabic and his goal is to learn Arabic within a year. And an example of one of the methods he uses is to hold up a magazine um, with, a, with a, a tutor and using no English, only his target language, he would just point to the, the magazine and have his tutor describe things to him. So uh, he, he shows the magazine a couple of times in the videos. It's like an hour long. I watched it uh, last week. I started and I finished it this week. So flash forward to yesterday. And uh, one of my guys in my warehouse was loading a mixed bale or a bale of mixed paper. I work in a recycling facility. And uh, he was loading it onto a set of dry vans. And he, he dropped the bale and it busted in the back of this uh, dry van. Big mess. So uh, being the, the kind-hearted boss that I am, I decided to help him out and, and clean it up. Uh, and me and another guy are shoveling all this bale of mixed paper. Uh, quite a bit of it. They're, they're about uh, 1,200 to 1,700 pounds. And anyway, getting off, we finished up and uh, getting off. I, I look down, I see this magazine and my, and my first instinct is that's the magazine from the video. And then after I grabbed it, I was like, you know what? What are the odds, right? Like there's, there's hundreds of magazines with campers on the front of it. So I go into my office and I step on the computer and I look up the video and sure as shit, it's the same magazine from this YouTube video, the exact same one. So it gets weird because the magazine itself is from 2014. Oh yeah. The, video, the video was from 2018 and I watched it last week and this week. So there's a lot of things that had to have happened for, for this, for me to find this magazine. Um, it had to have been part of the bail that, that busted. It had to be part of that, you know, 1,500 pounds that was scattered in the back of this. It had to be part of the, the stuff that we didn't clean up because we were just shoveling, you know, shovel full of paper uh, to clean up the thing. And it had to be face up for me to see it. And then I had to have recognized it um, after only seeing it a couple of times. So it was, it was pretty synchronistic for me. I, the first thing I did was actually text Graham with this long story <laughs> of what just happened because I needed feedback and it took him forever to respond. <laughs> it did i was driving home i was like i can't even respond to this but i was thinking about you all day it was very strange because i was gonna text you, you all day and then because darren just was telling me how he's learning a new language using this app so it kind of yeah. added some I, i'm guessing uh darren you're lo you're using uh duolingo to learn french that's right how'd you know I, because i am too oh, i thought you were learning esperanto my son's taking <laughs> french class well, we need to talk about languages a little later because I'm working on learning Portuguese right now, too. It seems we're all doing so many things that are similar, which is synchronistic in itself. But, Justin, I got to say, that is a bona fide synchronicity right there, man. It was pretty weird. It blew me away. It, That's it really not did. even just pretty weird. I mean, that is bona fide, pure strangeness. High Maybe strangeness. a 9.1, Justin. It was. No way. It was like nine. No way. It's Merry not Christmas, motherfucker. Well, it's no, not like it's thing. a normal, like a real uh, popular magazine either. It's like Sunset yeah. Magazine 2014 Camping Guide. I mean, what are the chances <laughs> you're going to come across that? I got you to see evidence. the picture of Justin standing before the pile of, ma of magazines. <clears throat> oh, there, there is a picture there of the guy uh, that busted the bale. I was trying to get him to turn around so I could uh, uh, get a picture of him breaking a bale, and I was going to like blow it up and put it on our wall of shame. Um mm. <laughs> but he wouldn't turn around for a picture. But I got a picture of him with, you can see the busted bale behind it. There's a lot of paper. 
again, those bills averaged 1,200 to, to 1,700 pounds. So it's cool. What's cool is you have evidence. It's not just all. Uh, yeah. And you know, I wasn't, when I took that picture, I, I didn't think anything of it. I was just trying to get a picture of him next to the busted bail. But so I took the magazine home. I have it here. I'm going to go through it and just see if anything pops out at me. If there's, is there a reason? Secret, secret campsites. Secret campsites is on there. <laughs> gorgeous portals, hikes. Dude. Gorgeous hikes. Portals. Portals. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> gotta piss through that portal first. Dude. You have I'm to piss through you. that portal. Yeah. You gotta <laughs> test it out. It's like the electric fence. Yeah, but if you do yeah. that, don't cross the streams. Remember yeah, what happens if you cross the streams. One at a time, please. One don't at cross a time. the streams. Yeah, one at a time. So, Garrett, when when Graham told me that you were learning a language on an app, I I knew that it was Duolingo, and and I knew, well, that's a no brainer. And well, because that's the only language I'm I'm learning just via an app. I mean, I'm trying to just learning French on just Duolingo, but I'm, I'm trying to learn Mandarin and Spanish through Pimsleur. But when you said it was an app, I knew it was Duolingo and it's just weird that you're learning French on Duolingo. And so am I. So another synchronicity. There you so, go. Yeah, that are, is a secret. I mean, I can't believe three people in this group are learning a new language. I didn't think too many people. I'll be in James that. are learning Japanese. Are you really We're getting there? Yeah. Trying for anime, wow. isn't it? I'm gonna That's learn. Totally I'm gonna brandy. learn like it's totally Tolkien, Elvis, yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's 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 delve into the language thing a little bit for a minute. Although I don't want to really move away from synchronicities. You could learn Klingon on uh, Duolingo. That could be our like little secret any, language. Is there any Elven or Dwarven or anything on there? Well, I was just gonna say, man, you're burning. You said I said Mandarin, but I was gonna say Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> well, we should have some chats I, in French, Justin. Yodish, yo- I, can, <laughs> I can actually do Mandalorian. Hang on, yeah. just one second. Here's Mandalorian. The kids staying with me, okay? The kids staying with me. Oh no way! Yeah, <laughs> is that what? It, I wish it's I would. I knew what like. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, I mean, anyway, but but the, the point I want to make though is, yeah, the language is interesting because I mean, first of all, wouldn't it be cool? We don't have a babble fish. Uh, mm-hmm. when, I, when I was in Portugal recently, the cab driver didn't speak any English and he was trying to communicate with us and he took his phone and used the Google Translate app and he spoke into his phone and then it translated. He pushed the button and we were able to understand and I'm like, this is crazy. We finally, this is like, you know, 30 or 40 years ago, this would have been like sci-fi where you see a communication device where you can speak in your language into it and it regurgitates in another language what you've just said. Now we've got that with Google Translate, but you know, there there would be nothing better than to know a bunch of languages and be able to with with you know relative fluidity, you know, move from one culture or region to another and be able to speak the language. And uh, I speak enough Spanish that I thought, well, if I'm going to Portugal for a couple of weeks, there are some similarities. I should be able to pick up Portuguese. And so I tried to, that's why I was learning Portuguese. And then I, after leaving Portugal, it was like, you know, I want to learn more. I'm not going to just, okay, I learned how to, you know, ask all the right questions and how to order food and things like that. And I'm just going to forget it. If, if you keep it up, the, the purpose is dual in the sense that, yeah, you learn Portuguese. And if you ever go back, you'll know that language. Or if you go to Brazil or some other part of the world that speaks that language or some, you know, variant of it. But the studies with relation to language are fascinating in themselves, as I'm sure you guys have seen, because the faculty of language, when you, when you train yourself, if you begin to learn a new language, you're utilizing different parts of the brain. And that leads to the question I have for you guys. 
since so many of us here are learning different languages right now, whether it is as a hobby or for practical purposes, like I was doing because I was in Portugal and needed to speak some Portuguese, do you find yourself ever at times thinking differently? You know, thinking in a different language or I, mean, I, I experienced while I was in Portugal, this almost this like this dampening of not consciousness, but of processing in the sense that it was, I was having to think differently and think longer about certain things because I found myself trying to think in a different language, mm. but I don't know the words in that language yet. So I can only think that it's the part of the brain that, that controls the faculty of language that's being accessed. And it's trying to shift me over into thinking in, in a new way in anticipation of me trying to learn those words in language. That's the best I could do to attempt to try and explain it. But I don't know if, have you guys experienced anything like that or any similar cognitive effects as byproducts of the, of the process of learning a language? Yeah, I, I've actually uh, been dreaming a bit in some of my target languages. And uh, some of the first things that I think when I wake up will be in Spanish or in, in mm -hmm. Mandarin. Interesting. Yeah. I'm not there yet. The How long have you guys been doing it? Um, Mandarin, Spanish. Well, Spanish, I kind of breeze through because I knew quite a bit. I've just grown up about it, um, you know, around my whole life. So, like, the first few lessons, Spanish, uh, I, I knew. But then I kind of got bored with it. And, like, Mandarin's way funner for me. Mm -hmm. um, but about two months, I think, for Mandarin. And then French, I've been doing Duolingo for, like, just over two weeks. And I'm doing a different approach for Duolingo. It's just mostly, mostly uh, reading and writing. And then just today, I started listening to uh, some Pimsleur for French. So, but I'll have to check out that Pimsleur. I've only been yeah, on a French for about the same thing, probably like two weeks, maybe two and a half weeks. I started doing it on Duolingo, maybe less even. I don't know. That's crazy. Now, that's kind of weird, too, because I, I didn't start learning Portuguese until three weeks ago. And again, that was because I was going on a trip and I felt that that would be useful. But so we all started I just felt a this. calling to start learning another. Actually, that's fucking crazy. Uh, someone is, in my life is, is learning languages. So <laughs> I picked it up from someone else. I seen someone yeah, else using I, the app and I was like, that is fucking yeah. cool. Because I'm always fucking around on my phone. And now when I'm fucking around on my phone, I, I'm like, when I catch myself doing something I shouldn't be I'm not something I shouldn't be but something that's a waste of time I'm yeah. on social media or I'm in the chats for too long and I just okay double swipe out and go over to Duolingo and spend my time there I'm on like a six day streak for doing my however many minutes a day or whatever but I can I could see that in a in a couple months I think my French would be pretty decent is it a paid thing it if I pay a couple bucks a month for it but yeah. that's because I use a lot. So like I got to a point where if you fuck up too much, you lose a heart or something like that. And I, you know, I fucked, I got yeah. up to the higher level and I fucked up like five times and it's like, okay, oh, now, you, it's like, now you can't play for like five Zelda. hours. And I'm like, okay, oh, well, whoa. okay oh, well, I was like, fuck it, I'll pay so I can just keep going. God damn angry birds. You get, like, you make too many class. mistakes, is, dude. Is, <laughs> is, uh, is this superior to Rosetta Stone? I've never tried uh, anything know, it, else. It's debatable. I've never tried Rosetta Stone. I, I hear the problem with Rosetta Stone is the immersion aspect of it. Uh, Pimsleur, the right. method that I use, um, I actually go through uh, Audible. I had a whole bunch of credits, and so it was on there. Mm -hmm. I downloaded them because I've always wanted to learn. Mm -hmm. I'm really language. rich. What about uh, what about Muzzy? 
Do you guys remember that uh, that commercial that would always advertise for the cartoon uh, monster yeah. that was speaking French? Must yeah, I think that? Oh, yeah. Must what's what's Pims or what's Pims? How doesn't Pimser exist, work? folks? <laughs> so <laughs> someone out there will get that. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was pretty it cool. It, uh, <laughs> it has native speakers, and they'll have you uh, like the very beginning. It'll just like have you listen to a conversation. And then it'll tell you what that conversation is, uh, and they'll ha- they'll have the name speaker pronounce the words, and just the repetitive repetitiveness of it, it will make you recall certain words throughout the lesson. So it'll recall. Uh, do you remember how to say um, "impossible"? You know, three lessons after you learn how to say it, so it it makes you recall those words to, mm-hmm. to better implant short short term memory, like practice or something. Yeah, yeah, and it's. It's 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 nice because it makes it forces you to pronounce the words as close to the native speaker out loud. So I, I like check it. that out. We should try and have a conversation here and like at the end of January in French. Oh man, so I'll, I'll oh, that. dude, that'd be great. But those Come comes out. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> but that's a good way to do it. If here's the thing, you'll learn it quicker if you're having to speak that language. I've got a bunch people, of French so. buddies, so I'm lucky like that. I got a little buddy yeah, at work. Cool. I can't wait to see him next week. Or like after the Christmas break, I can't wait to see him. I'm just going to go start trying to talk to him in French, see if he picks so, up any of it. For those of you who are interested in language learning, there is a really cool app called Tandem, and it allows you to connect with other people trying to learn your your native language. And it's a native exchange. They teach you part of your target language, and you teach them part of your native language. Very cool. Did you think about um, learning your real native language, Darren? Like I'm Ojibwe watching, or something? I'm, or? I'm watching YouTube videos on it. Uh-huh. It's way yes. harder, though. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to start doing like a neen. A neen's a hello, or technically it means I acknowledge your light. Or bonjour. I don't know what that means. Because you're a cuck. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> I've been on mushrooms for like a month and a half, too. I think that probably helps. And hers tea, microdosing. Oh my! Oh, okay. hasn't been that long. Stamets. That's five been, weeks yeah. now. The Stamets five method. Weeks? Really? Huh. You doing the uh, stacking with B twelve and folic acid? No. And uh, lion's I mane. I go back and forth. Well, yeah, he's got the. You got, I go, got the all my stuff's there, pre-made. Yeah, I go back and just forth. I do the Stamets ones one week. I do the Stamets one one day, then I do the multi mush the next day. So it's got the lines. Okay, yeah, because Stamets has a, a protocol stuff. out there for like neuroregenerative growth, and I think it's uh, like mm. a flushing folic acid, B12, lion's mane mushroom, and psilocybin together. What is well, all these are all pre-made? These are all pre-made to Stamets protocol. You guys are going oh, like, nice. How, that, how's it? How's it working for you? Great. Yeah. There's, yeah. A, there's a plant-based diet for you. <laughs> I was a little sick yes, yesterday, plant-based. but I uh-huh. think that was from yeah, you right. know what? Yeah, that's. I broke down and had fucking Burger King for lunch. So I haven't, I don't eat, haven't eaten bread in a long Dude, time. Dude, that had to fuck no, you up. No, nothing. I was just fucking <laughs> starving. And we're at, I've decided that like for the last two weeks of the year, I was like, okay, hey, I'm going to lay off the working out and I'm going to lay off the, I'm going to lighten up on my so diet. So this is what your mushroom protocol does? It just gets you lay, all lazed out? Everything in moderation, including moderation. End of the year, buddy. Look, this, look who's talking. <laughs> 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 um, and there was Burger King there, and I'm just starving. So I'm just like, fuck it. Let's go to Burger King. I'm in there, and I'm, there's nothing. There's like nothing gluten-free on the Burger King menu unless I want to get just fries. And I'm just like, fuck it. I'll just get a burger. 
Is so the impossible a, Whopper? I got a, no, I got a burger with like a fried chicken patty oh. on it. So there's some more like some breaded chicken. Yeah. And yeah. then I got like the little breaded fucking cheesy bites or whatever. It's like a dollar for four of them. I should have known better. Oh, wait. You said a burger, but with chicken, chicken burger. You mean a chicken sandwich? The chicken burger. <laughs> we call it chicken. We call them chicken burgers. Burger. Yeah, Was it a burger with a chicken? Motherfucking Canadians, dude. You guys don't have chicken say, burgers down there. No, really? it's a sandwich. It's not a burger unless it's a it's chicken beef. sandwich. Oh. <laughs> chicken sandwich. Right. Well, it's on a bun. Because otherwise, because otherwise, we got a whole new name for these things, guys. Welcome to the future, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened? Well, we call them chicken burgers here, anyway. So I had the chicken sandwich. <laughs> what do you call chicken nuggets? Anyway, I hammered I this shit down. Burger. It tastes delicious. Oh, dude, For the record, burger. it tastes delicious. <laughs> but I, but uh, I woke up the next day, and then I had a couple of gluten-free Oreos before bed, like maybe five. <laughs> I woke up the Chicken next day, chunks. and I was like, holy fuck, man. Like I could He's barely like, get out of bed. The back of my head hurt. I had the worst headache. The back of your head hurt. The worst fucking <laughs> headache I've had in fucking two years, bro. Yeah. You got to write this it in was, your memoirs, you know what? Darren. It's the worst <laughs> headache I've had since I quit drinking. Wow. Wow. And it lasted like six hours and finally it faded. Oh, shit. So I don't you know. It's like I, but I feel like if you haven't eaten that shit for a long time, you should be, it should be better. No, no, no. Shouldn't no, it be no. easier? Your body's to... reacting to, to it. Just, just like you detox oh. when you stop eating it. I mean, when I stop on January 1st, I'm going to have a huge headache too. Oh, that shit kicked my <clears throat> ass, man. I was like, wow. Yeah, it more I so reminds you why story. you're not supposed I'll to say. be eating that. I, I, I want to hear this story. Yeah, Justin, time for your brother's story. What? Oh, what? Justin? Yes, Justin. What? Oh, that's your story? I was reading the chats. What chats? Uh, yeah, yeah. There, there's a there's a story about uh, my little brother that uh, <laughs> Felix loves, and I love that you love this, Felix. That's a great story. Um, so, for those of you who can't see my name, who are listening to audio only, my name is Justin, spelled J-E-S-T-I-N. It was a compromise. That's a different story altogether. <laughs> <laughs> what was it a compromise between? Between um, Justin, Justin Hey-Sus and not Jesus. What? So, between Jesus. Jesus, not Jesus, my father. Oh, so it's like Justin, like Jesus. Yeah, my my father wanted me be, wanted me to be named after him. So technically, and, it's Heston. Well, I've actually I get called that all the time too, as well. Heston. Um, actually, yes, I get called Heston quite a bit. <laughs> that Hestine. is awesome. I'm as never well. gonna call you by your real name ever. Heston. I like it though. Heston. All right, yeah. no, oh, that's cool. But most people call me Justin, and it's not a big deal because Justin Heston. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll answer. It's like a movie star. <laughs> so my little brother, um, in, in a birthday card, uh, he wrote me, you know, to the to my favorite uh, brother, Justin, and he was 13 at the time, and I said, <laughs> Ian, what do you think my name is, man? He's like Justin. And I was like. <laughs> You know, it's not a big deal for people who just just meet me, but I'm like, you're my brother. You're my flesh and blood. How have you not seen my name anywhere written down in the house for your 13 years of life? You haven't figured this out yet, kid? <laughs> he hadn't figured it out, so he was pretty embarrassed, and I still don't let him down. That was, I don't know, close to 10 years ago. But uh, but thanks for, 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 uh, for liking that story there, Felix. And then you didn't realize it. that his name wasn't Ian? or No. No, he, he's my baby brother. 
So it's uh, it's it was mind boggling to me how he never uh, the whole time living in my mother's house, never seen saw my name written down anywhere. I, so, I still don't know how he managed to think my name is Justin for the majority of his life. It's a, it's a Mandela effect. It's very, ah, it's very possible. It's very possible. Oh, wow. That's a good story. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I like to, to bring it up every time I see him. He, used to, he was living here. So we have we got some 2020 uh, predictions or intentions to set, guys? Yeah, I what, think what it's going to shift. It's it's no longer to be the Mandela. It's going to be the Mandalorian effect. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, watch. Wait. Just wait for the it. 20s are going to be the shit, buddy. I'm telling you. 20s okay, are going to so be the shit. So what does that shit. mean? I'm feeling it. Yeah. It's feeling good. 20s are Curry. It's the Curry's pot. Uh, it's the Curry's decade. Curry, it Curry. is the Curry's decade. Yeah, I think Definitely. so. James Cruz, you're in a brand new house. Curry Curry. Are you oh, still yeah. in Cleveland sucks? Uh, I'm in Cleveland still. Yeah, I just I just moved like a week ago. Are you I'm coming the to the Vision Quest? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> Did you, Wh- which uh, one's the Vision one? Where's that one at? That's at the Commune. And on oh. the soul on oh, the, on the Equinox. The one Dude, in, oh, the oh well, then if if we were talking, if that's the thing we were talking about, I mean, I will definitely. Uh, that's the one in April, right? Yeah, yeah. That's did you? No, br- that's March twenty first. March. Oh, that's in March. Yeah. That's right. It's gonna June, be cold. It's gonna be cold. It's gonna be cold. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about that too, right? Yeah, I think it was gonna be cold. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But it that works bad. well because yeah, because CAC's like three weeks after that, so I could drive down that weekend. Damn. It's the equinox. We're breaking in the CAC, or we're breaking in the commune. We're going to have the By vision the quest, and we're going to make some big decisions. Right. Right. They're in the Careful. going to start a cult uh, pretty soon. Dude, cults are cool. Cults are all right. Didn't, didn't we just have the no cult hashtag? No cult. <laughs> it's not a cult. Yeah. It's not a cult. <laughs> not a cult. <laughs> hashtag. You know hashtag. It's not a cult. Yeah. Not it, has a cult. T- <laughs> it has taken kind of lovey-dovey <laughs> twists the last 50 or 60 apps, too, right? Well, it's always sort of had that, but. No, anyway, it's not a call. Yeah, it is Grammy's good, man. People people need Graham's to hear that, dude. Mm-hmm. People need to hear the 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 yeah. love and, and yeah, man. Because all there is is so much toxic oh, bullshit garbage. out there. Yeah. You need yeah. you need some good vibes. It's too no much doubt. fucking nonsense it's all about and political vibes. drama and bullshit. Just tune out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't tuned out for a while. Oh. I heard yeah. there's an impeachment though. I don't yeah. know. There might be I, something like that going on. It seems like political theater to me that nobody see, should pay yeah, attention yeah. to. I figured we were going in that direction. We might as well go ahead and bring that up. I nah, mean, fuck it. James, James. Yeah, what's up, dude? Did you, did you put sage? Did you do burn sage? Oh, I needed to do the ghost protection. Everybody burned yeah, dude, sage. You really should have burned sage in that new house. Oh, you haven't done it yet? You didn't burn sage yet? You haven't cleansed your place yet? I'm a dumbass. James, get your shit together. I don't do sage anymore. I thought you guys meant we had Paul to burn Santo. sage. We had to burn sage before we could talk about politics. I thought we're not talking about that too. No, we're not talking about We're not talking about politics. You could get some oh, Paul yeah. Santo too. It's probably a good yeah. idea though, Micah. It's, yeah. I gotta do that. No, I gotta put it. a time capsule in my backyard and put a gnome, bury a gnome upside down, right? Is that how it goes? Yeah, yeah and um maybe bury one of those saints in the dirt. Yeah. What the uh, fuck? Dude, it's crazy because there's a church oh, a in my backyard. Is there? Tune out from the MSM. Yeah, I live, uh, right behind the... a church called St. Rayfield. Cancel your cable and support the podcast. Listen to Middle Theory. Yeah. Tune into No Agenda. Catch Crime America. It's where you get mm-hmm. the real news. Watch more anime. 
I watched, <laughs> dude, yeah, dude, I watched my I first watched anime yesterday. I'm so proud of you, Derek. Oh, yeah. no. oh no, they were playing volleyball. What did you watch? I can't remember what it was called, but they're oh, playing the volleyball. volleyball. Wait, was the it was it Haikyuu? Yeah. No, you watched anime at our it's house. It's on Netflix, time. right? Uh, it was on Netflix, and they yeah. were playing yeah, volleyball. Yeah, it, it sounds right. like it sounds like it might have been Haikyuu. You know what else I watched uh, on Netflix yesterday that was super fucked up, but kind of good that, and kind of stuck with yeah. me. And it was in French too, which is exciting. I can't remember what it's called. Um, but uh-huh. it was about, that sounds awesome. It was, about, yeah, it was like a I've disembodied hand. Too. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> All my edibles are disembodied hand. Disembodied yeah. hand. Disembodied hand, and it's in French. Hand. I'm gonna have to look the this creeping up. Creeping flesh, hey, an old Hammer like film. Sounds exciting. I lost my body, it's called. It's weird, dude. It's like this hand crawling around all throughout the movie. It gets chopped off. That's awesome. That sounds pretty sweet. Crawling around, he's like inside a fucking tin can for a while, like a little crab. Uh, This reminds me of style. It was mine, but I got a a dream that's the this reminds me of a dream I had recently where I was running from a police officer and he planted a human hand in my pant pocket. To like uh, frame me. Whoa, that might have been the same hand. hand. That's weird. What is the symbolism in that? (laughs) Real weird. Yeah, it started like this. He's like, he's like getting a little handsy there. You're in trouble. Let me give you. This guy's reached. Did he reach his hand into your pocket? (laughs) You don't remember that? I don't remember. All of a sudden, there was like I had like a like cargo cargo jeans on, and all of a sudden there was a hand. Interesting. Was it was it on pocket. the left hand or the right hand? Because it might have felt like somebody else was playing pocket pool with you. Oh no! Um, <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I think it was like a right hand. Stranger. <laughs> Were you asleep you on the bus? Stranger, dude. How are you sure the police officer planted the hand? What if it was the little hand that was crawling around that Darren's talking about, and it made its own way into your pocket? You oh know? no! Oh, like that. I was on top of like a. I think I was like on like a camp, like a campus like a college campus and I was on top of the the building like on the where the, the steeple kind of areas mm-hmm. and I was looking down on the police officers like looking for me and then I ran away and I was going through like a one of those like those what do they call those where like the it goes over like a street and it's like skywalk a bridge skywalk yeah I was in a skywalk and I was running running down the skywalk and the police officer I knew he was going to do some sort of like hiding in the elevator kind of thing and I ran past the elevator I knew he was going to be in the elevator and he popped out of the elevator. He says, gotcha. <laughs> he didn't say, he didn't say that, but it was kind of, a, and then, yeah, and, yeah. and then he planted the, the human hand in my, my cargo pocket. What yeah. he actually said was consequences will never be the same. You guys remember that one? I had a dream. I remembered the other day, actually, I can't remember it anymore, but I remember thinking like, wow, I remembered my dream for the first time in years. That's that probably dream? a side effect. <clears throat> what was that dream? Did you take I just the week said off I can't remember. You I... didn't take the week off the weed? Is that why? No, we said we were going to do that on oh, January right. 1st, but I'm I'm second guessing. Oh, yeah, yeah, don't do that. That's insane. There's no need to. Don't let Graham's sobriety uh, influence you. That's bullshit. Well, he says he's oh. going to clean up his diet. Dude, this dude. Uh, have you seen this? You got to see this guy in real life. IRL. Here, okay, here. Hey, no, no, no. I'm you know worried what, about You know what the... The, the real trade-off, tell Graham he has to take a month off of D&D. Oh, did you win the champion? No, that's not going to happen. Did you no. win the championship? You lost? Yeah. Did mm. we kill you? <laughs> He's you talking know, about if, hockey. If you're going to quit smoking. Hockey. Graham's a star player in a ball hockey league. 
And they were in the well, finals. always a star player in ball hockey. That's for sure. <laughs> He's something else. <laughs> Imagine if he was on his on his now, diet. Now Graham's kid. the one at <laughs> next the, year. The you'll ball, win the, that championship. Why do you think buddy? I gotta do it? Yeah. <laughs> now, yeah, the Graham, the the ball hockey player is the one I would think that would have the hand crawling in your pants and your dreams. <laughs> Going back to the Czech Republic. Yeah. Czech Republic. What? I don't what? get it. I don't get it either. Remember, How's I went the D&D to the tournament. Remember. What's your D and D name? Oh, no, that was in. Was that in Pratt? Yeah, that is in the month long one shot. What? I said, well, we just finished a month long one shot for D and D, right, Graham? Yep. What's a one shot? <laughs> it's a, a game that's only supposed to take one night. And it takes five nights. It takes instead. one night. It takes <laughs> a month. <laughs> De- definitely doesn't take seven nights to complete. Yeah, definitely not. That was a good time, though, Graham. You're the best. Oh yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> See the master. I'm glad you guys had fun. I was just helping out, taking a break, but it went. Yeah, he, he was too our long. dungeon master. Oh, someone's calling in on the Grimerica phone again, but yeah, uh, just answer it. But they won't be able to hear any of these guys. Yeah, it's a shame you don't have that cable. Grimerica.ca/support. <laughs> Did you, Darren? Darren, you gotta behave if you want to take a call from one of your listeners, dog. Dog, That's it. right? How's it going? Am I pretty good? Am I live? You're live, yeah. Oh my God, I'm going to have to behave. It's Gaetan calling from Quebec. I've been a long time listener. Um, just wanted to call you to let you know that I appreciate your show. That you guys are doing time. a good job. Um, I love your show, guys. Oh, I don't know oh, what thanks. else to say. Did he know that you're learning French too? Did you, you know guys that are I'm learning, learning French? French? Are you really? Uh, wow. I'm trying you wanna to. want me to test you out? Yes. Oh, you better keep it real simple. Okay. Comment ça va? So, come, come yeah. see, come see. Ça va très bien. Oh, je suis vraiment content d'apprendre ça. Puis je ne sais pas si vous avez beaucoup de... Il s'est sait Satan. Yeah, you lost me at that last point. What part of simple don't you understand? But anyways, uh, guys, keep on the good work. I love you guys. I uh, just wanted to say a little hi from Quebec while I'm smoking a little doobie outside. Right on. Right on. Thanks for calling in, buddy. We love you, too. Au revoir. Au revoir. Au revoir. You know what? Hey, here, here. Hi, hi. Bye-bye. Well, we'll just add this then. Okay, conversations like this and doobie smoking, solely monkey von Treven being on song, right? These are things that go together well in the words of Former Beatles, John Lennon and Paul McCartney. Uh, so magnifique. So, yeah, magnifique. Yes, indeed. So, mm-hmm. well, thank you. Thank you. And by the way, anyone else who would like to call in, you can call the Grimerica line there. Uh, if you guys actually, we were able to hear that pretty well. If you want to give that number yeah. out there, Darren. Ah, uh, 403-702-6083. Write guys, that down. I ran that through Google Translate. It you said, said It says, uh, Burger King makes your asshole bleed. That's what he said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Is that what that's, I got to look forward to? Yeah. That's what he meant. You can also call, and we have the system set up so that you can call and interact with all of the speakers tonight here for the Holiday Fandango. If you want to call this number, area code, actually country code 1828-398-4886. And keep in mind, if you're calling from a smartphone, depending on where you are in the world, you may, if you're not in... America, if you're not on the North American continent, uh, we do have an international listenership. You may have to hold down the zero 
on your smartphone. Hold that down until the plus appears. If you're, yeah, right. <laughs> really? and, it will, and it'll ring just like that. It'll ring just like that. So, so the plus one, three, uh, I'm sorry, plus one, eight, two, eight, three, nine, eight, four, eight, eight, six. See, you never used to have to say stuff like that, but I mean, that's the fascinating thing about how the world is changing technologically right now. Again, I was in Europe, uh, for the last two weeks and I could call anybody anywhere in the world for just $10 a day. It's incredible. You know? Yeah, <laughs> man, I got screwed with that thing. There's a, if you have to let your cell phone company know you're going overseas, <laughs> dude, <laughs> dude, I went on a cruise ship. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yes. I, sure just over the summer, I went on this cruise ship. My son Whoops. with his fucking cell phone gets my wife's phone and just just watching YouTube videos <laughs> for like five hours straight, oh, like as we're on the boat dude, or whatever. The phone's on for like five hours, just <laughs> sucking dollars, dude. I'm like, oh, my. dude, it was I'm telling you the bill, 3, bill easily. It was like three thousand bucks. It yeah. was insane. Yeah. The yeah. people were like, they just started laughing. They're like, there's no way you're, you have to pay this. <laughs> They were, yeah. they were able to, they were, yeah. So if you ever run into a situation like that, at least the lady I talked to, she was super helpful. All she did was go in and like pretend like I was just leaving and backdated the date that I was leaving it and eliminated like the entire charge, dude. And yeah, then they charge you the 10 bucks or whatever that is. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. If you notify them for $10 a day, let they them will, know if you're going somewhere. Yeah. Let them know in advance. And actually, if you have a carrier, a carrier like Verizon these days, they make it so simple. You can text the word oh, travel okay. yeah. and, wow. then, and, and then then they will track you Then they'll track you. They will. <laughs> travel they tracker. Will. Travel right. tracker. <laughs> <laughs> they will, though. Yeah. And then when you arrive in another country and everything, it engages the alternative plan that uses the local carrier network, which is yeah. Vodafone over there in Europe. But, um, yeah. And then they'll go to your house and raid your fridge. I got you're out of town. I got home and there were no eggs awaiting me when I arrived. Oh, home. weird coincidence! I think oh, not. Yeah. <laughs> and picture yeah, someone with a the, toothbrush in their butt. They completely, <laughs> completely raided the fridge. Yeah. So, you know, it's been a rather synchronistic evening tonight. I mean, even in the sense, I mean, again, coming back to language, that's interesting as hell to me that there are so many of us here present learning new languages. You know, and for whatever reason that might have been individually that we would all be undertaking this endeavor around the same time. And that wasn't the only coincidence tonight, uh, was it? There, there was another one earlier as well. What, what was uh, the frothy, frothy, frothy milk. milk. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Felix and the, and the frothy yes. milk. Yeah. 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 Short-term memory. In the French press. <laughs> Which, French I mean, press, if yeah. we think about that, you're learning French and that involves a French press. Oh. Ooh, I yeah. love French oh, press. Just kidding. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't think that's actually. But, it's a great but, I mean, cup of coffee. But honestly, it's unusual to encounter so many coincidences. And again, I have to say, Justin, your story of finding the magazine, like there are coincidences where I was thinking of a word and I'm driving down the road and I see a sign that has like a road name. You know, those kinds yeah. of little coincidences happen all the time. But again, if we look at Carl Jung and the way that he defined a synchronicity as being a meaningful coincidence. We're talking about a whole different ball game from just coincidences that occur all the time, every day to everybody. If you're looking for them again, think of all the factors that have to line up in order to facilitate something like what you're talking about there, Justin Heston, you know, that is, 
Because that oh, is just that is just beyond coincidence to it, me. It really is. It, it took me back for the rest of the day. I was like, I don't know what this means. I don't know what to do with this. Uh, but, lottery ticket, yeah, maybe? Yes. Uh, lottery ticket, maybe? Yeah, you know what? You're like 15 people are like, go go get a lottery ticket. Fuck the lottery ticket, man. Just stay the path. That's right. You know what? It's one of those things where if, if you think about, and, and I have pondered the nature of synchronicities, just just being a American as long as I still am, Darren. I don't know if I am. According to you. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but pondering synchronicities and the mean of it, I always, I always think, you know, when when you do have those very personal just everything lining up you're like this is where i'm supposed to be right now this is this is where i'm supposed to be and what if you just uh laid in bed all day one as day. long as i i had a synchronicity while i was laying in bed i would lay in bed just one day just don't get out of bed i'm working on that man it's tougher than you think fucking responsibilities <laughs> all over the place uh Life does get tedious, doesn't it? it? Does I'm looking forward to a little break here, hoping I can slow it down over the next couple of weeks. I'm really looking forward to slowing it down. It's just been well, you know, overdrive. Fandango usually marks. Uh, we're usually in the middle, but we we're doing it kind of early this year. I think we yep. usually do it. Yeah, the Grams leaving town. Oh, we just missed yeah, the so, solstice. So this kind of marks minutes. our entry. Oh, into the solstice is right now. It's three minutes ago. Sorry. All right, baby, we're heading Solid. back. Wait, yeah, don't we fair. stay still for three days? Yeah. It dies well, and then it's resurrected so, again. So we're, right? now we're dead. Yeah. We're dead. Well, you know, so so this is a day, that's you know, the shame. shortest day of the year and a, and a day that's perennially associated with, you know, transitions and, and, and whatnot, you know. So I wonder if that makes it any more significant, the idea of the meaningfulness of the synchronistic coincidences that we're discussing. That they would occur on a day so. like today, I mean. Mm-hmm. Totally. I yeah. bet if we were to go back to last year's Fandango, there'd be some some synchronicities that match up to these ones. Yeah, did we make any predictions? But we don't know. Well, there probably the would have knows? been, but you know, I have to say, I think this is the first time we've done one of these shows with all of us here present together on the day of the winter solstice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think so. So that is that is uh, notable, and I, I find that interesting. You know, again, so being the archaeology guy, well, one of them, obviously, because this is our caller... Uh, caller before last uh you know calling in and talking about the out of australia theory um quite obviously you know we all discussed that a good bit but again you know ancient people were so aware of what was happening um Mm -hmm. not just celestial phenomena but you know the relationship of the earth its orbit etc um are you guys familiar with the book called hamlet's mill by uh yep erthel von Deschen and and uh giorgio de santiana fascinating book where they make the case that mythological traditions from around the world since you know ancient times uh seem to be describing procession they seem to be describing the idea that 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 there was a knowledge of um of procession that the earth that there's a torque to the spin of the earth and that because of that we see different celestial features in the sky at different periods in time which has formed the basis for a lot of theories over the years, like Dr. Robert Schock and Robert Vival and others who have posited that the age of the Sphinx may be far greater because uh, around the time that they believe that the Sphinx would have been built, Leo would have been the primary constellation in the star at that time, the age of Leo as we know it today. And some have even gone as far as to say that uh, Gobekli Tepe uh, displays in the bas-relief uh, art on some of the pillars there at Gobekli Tepe that they feature 
celestial imagery uh, there as well, which wouldn't surprise me at all. Uh, you know, the archaeoastronomical aspect of all this is undeniable in the sense that we know that ancient people were paying attention to what was happening in the sky and what relationship Earth had to that, and that days like today were the shortest of the year. You know, this all played incredible, uh, signif- incredibly significant roles in their life. And um, so it wouldn't surprise me in the least that even in this technological era where fewer of us are looking at the sky, fewer of us are engaging the natural world like ancient people did, we're still aware of things that happen and changes that occur. We can all see, well, it seems like it was light out today a lot, like, you know, shorter than most other days. Well, yeah, this is the well, shortest many, day of the year. How many people can't even see the sky because of the light pollution, like in cities and stuff? That's what like, Lauren have no idea saying. what's going on. Yeah, Lauren's in New York right now, and she said this is the first time, uh, you know, living in Mississippi as she does, she said this is the first time on the actual day of the solstice that I couldn't see stars. Yeah. It's weird, too, because so the whole thing's shifting. Like, I, I think... Stars last night, they were out in full force. But, yeah, I haven't looked out. I haven't been out since it's been dark yet. December no 12th is the, is the earliest sunset this year. Mm. And then December I think... 12th? December 12th? Yeah, and then the whole thing sort of shifts back, and then December 21st, the shortest day, but then it still keeps shifting back because it's not till January 1st that the sunrise actually starts getting earlier. Yeah. Me and Micah Hanks just had a synchro. We sipped our beers at the same exact what? time. What? <laughs> what? I watched it. We, 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 I watched our, it happen. I, it's all, I saw our Adam's apple swallow Jeez. at the same time. Did it, did it make y'all tingly? It was all tingly, yeah. Well, there's actually a bit of a digital parallax there because actually the, the minor discrepancy that occurs in the form of the millisecond uh Yeah, there's delay. a little glag. Yeah, so it didn't really it, yeah, it was an illusion, my friend. Okay, sorry. sorry. Do you guys you guys ever hear you could tell time with uh kind of like the the width of your fingers from the horizon? If you stack uh, your fingers off the horizon up to the sun, you can tell how many minutes it is until the Really? Yeah, you sundown. can I think I've it's like fifteen that. minutes a finger. You can't tell you can't tell time though. Fingers. You can how just you tell know? how long till <laughs> sunset. To hold, yeah, I mean yeah. There, 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 it seems that there would be a lot of variables involved. You hold it at arms. You, you just stick it You just hold it out. You hold it out Come on. You gotta you gotta calibrate you gotta calibrate your fingers. Calibration. You gotta know if you're you look at your you can you can see if they're like it seems more like a generalization than than like oh. exact time you know come on dude, sure. dude the house i just bought has a sundial on the it, of course it's yep. a generalization it yeah it's awesome <laughs> you can actually spin the dial to like get it at the right time so you know like what you're looking at you know like it's part of your property it's yeah i have one yeah it's it was it's like part of my patio Crazy, yeah. Sweet. It's maybe pretty it's, cool. Maybe it's hidden history. Maybe it was no, there before the house was built. Somebody's thing. Yeah, it's, it's like so, uh, it's... National Treasure Nicholas Cage. It could be. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. I'm hoping <laughs> when it rains, Dude, my, I can lift a brick off my patio and there's like a metal case inside. <laughs> yeah, man, you got like you got Templar bucks. secrets. There's <laughs> yeah. Templar secrets all over oh. your property. Dude, you want to talk about Templars now? Tomar, which is just to the northeast of where I was in Lisbon, Portugal. They call it Lisboa over there, Lisboa, yeah. but. Uh, that that was like Templar Central right there, you know. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't able to get over to Tomar. I went to Sintra, and man, the architecture. You talk about crazy. God almighty. But the Templar thing's uh, kind of fast. In fact, actually, 
Hidden history, man. It, it's a thing. Yeah. You're well, talking about Portugal? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. In, that's where I was. Well, I wasn't in Portugal the entire time. I I, I spent time in. Was, it was like let's call it a research vacation, right? I was just gonna say, is this a vacation or like or okay? This was a research vacation. I was with a friend. My friend Jan is looking at possibly trying to relocate to Portugal for part of the year, and she's like, you know, oh. come with me over there. And I was like, I can't do that. But then we decided to go ahead and do it. And it was surprisingly affordable, actually. This time of the year, I was I was really amazed at how affordable it ended up being in, in total because we were gone for about 12 days. But we jumped over since uh, the Azores are Portuguese territory. I was like, look, what do you think about going to the Azores? And she ended up loving the Azores even more than Portugal. But I'll tell you, we went to San Miguel Island, and here's the whole thing. My, my whole interest in going to the Azores I kid you not. I'm not really all in on the idea that there was an Atlantis, but here's the thing. Uh, the Seven Ages guys and I, we went and visited Randall Carlson back, I guess, last uh, fall. We went to his house, and we were talking about uh, Atlantis after dinner and everything, and you know, it got me thinking. I was like, you know, I wonder, not so much in terms of proving Atlantis, but just this discussion about Atlantis got me thinking about the archaeology of the Azores, right? And, and anyone who may not know, the Azores are, again, just the island chain out there, which are a part of the Mid-Atlantic Rift. They're a little northwest, I guess, of the Canary Islands and everything, and they were discovered, I think, in the 1430s by the Portuguese. Well, that's the the official historical narrative. But now here's the interesting thing. If you go back and you do a deep reading of the history, the Portuguese royalty didn't say, go out there and search and see what you can find. I mean, the actual... Um, writings that indicate the transcripts of what was said are more akin to go and find the island. Wow. It's written as though they already knew islands existed, which would not be weird because you have the legends of Atlantis. You've got the fortunate isles. You've got St. Brendan's Isle. You know, you've got, um, uh, Ultima Thule. You know, you, you, you've got all these ideas about a, a continent, a, a land somewhere out there, you know? So the idea that they thought that there were islands out there, would not be strange at all. So uh, we flew to San Miguel, and um, it's not the island in the Azores chain that is the epicenter of the weirdness. But see, after talking with Randall, we'd had dinner with Randall, and I came home immediately and started looking into this. Um, there is an archaeologist named um, Nuno Ribeiro who is uh, looking, and that's the funny thing about the Portuguese language I'm still learning is their O's at the end of words are ooh sounds, you know. So it's not Porto, it would be Porto, you know. And so uh, I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly, Nuno Ribeiro. Uh, he is a archaeologist, I believe, who's based on the mainland, if memory serves, who's been studying some interesting features out there um, on um, Terceria Island. And what they believe that they have found out there are what are uh, akin to underground chambers, hypogea, Roman-type hypogea on Terceria Island. When I got to the island, though, I found out about another archaeologist. Uh, I'm sorry, he's not an archaeologist. I believe he's an environmental scientist with the uh, University of uh, the Azores, but not at San Miguel. He's over there on Tercera uh, Island. His name is um, Rodrigo, oh, I'm sorry, Felix, uh, Felix uh, Rodriguez. We corresponded while I was there in the islands, and he was kind enough to agree to take me out to this site, but I couldn't get over to Tercera Island to be able to see this. So he said, when, when you come back, We'll plan it in advance. I'll take you there. But what he has found is he has found petroglyphs, stone carvings that he believed date back to the Bronze Age on the same island where these hypogea are allegedly found. 
But even before all that, that's the latest archaeological stuff that's been found out there in the Azores. But even before all that, I'd read this account of the so-called Carthaginian coins of Corvu on the northwesternmost island in the Azores chain, uh, the island of Corvo. There's a story <clears throat> that, and this was in a uh, Swedish uh, account that was given, but they say that you know centuries ago there was a pot found. There was a storm that washed through. I actually tried to do my own translation of this, uh, which if the simile, uh, let, let me see here, is in the, uh, I've got the actual document here, yeah, the uh, John Podolin's uh, Terrae uh, Incogniti. And so I was trying to do my own translation of this while I'm there in the Azores, and Google Translate helps an awful lot with this, but Uti November Manad 1749, anyway, if you translate what this actually uh, tells the story of is a storm that rushes through and it washes out a portion of the beach on the island of Corvo, and that there was like a little black pot that was revealed that was full of coins, and that they were taken and shown to a bunch of the locals, and then they were taken to the Portuguese mainland and, and given to this friar. <clears throat> and the coins were Carthaginian coins from around like 200 BC, I think. And what the hell are these coins doing in a little pot up there on this island? But what's interesting is that the portalons and the maps from times predating the discovery of the Azores often depict a, a statue pointing to the west out there where Corvo would be. In fact, there are islands, and they're often oriented on those old portalons directly from north to south in a straight line, but those islands, some of them even are named Corvo, and names that are associated with the islands in the Azores today. Um, now, there are different interpretations about why those islands would be represented on maps prior to the discovery of the Azores, which include that, well, they expected there were islands out there, even if they didn't know that they existed. But my contention is that whether or not this goes all the way back to Atlantis, which I highly doubt, but well in advance of the official Portuguese discovery of the islands, even Portuguese texts seem to indicate that they knew there were islands out there. And... Uh, I observed structures on the island that are very curious. I haven't uh, established the provenance of those structures, but everybody on the island calls them Roman arches. I doubt that they are, but I mean, I'm going to tell you, they were the oldest looking, and they are. They're like an aqueduct style archway. I took photos, and I'll show some of these to you, but they looked, they were the oldest of all the things on the island. But then there was this really crazy story. There was a gentleman I was staying with uh, at the uh, bed and breakfast where I was named Duerte. He's a, a local, and he gave me a wonderful bottle of 10-year-old Tawny Port to take back to the States with me, which I have now. Is that a, uh, a vodka, a rum, or what is that? No, a, a Tawny Port. It's like a Porto wine. Oh, Port it's a wine. wine. Oh, wine. Yeah. Super yeah. strong. Yeah, yeah, strong Tawny Porto, yeah. Porto, yeah, as I would call it there. But uh, <clears throat> he, um, onde posso encontrar, no, 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 I said it wrong. Uh, posso tomar um Tawny Porto, you know, a Porto. Porto, por favor, you know, but. Know, I would like a port. <laughs> so, and he, and he gave me one and not just a drink. He said, here, take this bottle back with you. <laughs> so, um, but no, Duerte said, look, he says up here at the university, he said, they have found, they, 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 they went down below one of the, okay. So here's the story. The, the Azores are volcanic Island chains. And so I, I drove up into this area called Sete Cidade, uh, which means seven cities. Uh, it's the caldera. Okay, the remnant of an old volcano that collapsed inward. And down in the caldera, there are two lakes. 
the Laguna Azul and the Laguna Verde, which are the blue lake and the green lake. And there's an algal formation in one that causes the coloration change. And then there's a little, like a little township there on the banks of these two uh, lakes. Apparently, the university there, the University of the Azores, uh, there, there had been a, a, a test done where they had drilled a core sample at the base of one of those lakes, and they found seeds that appeared to have been cultivated, which dated back to times, again, prior to the Portuguese arrival on the islands. Now, that I have not managed to confirm like I have Nuno Ribeiro and um, uh, Felix Rodriguez and their discoveries of the petroglyphs and the hypogea and things which even some of those things are still contested, but I got to tell you, the, the structures they are calling hypogea really look like structures. And the petroglyphs that they're showing, we can't date them, but they are unequivocally rock carvings made by human hands. No question. But if indeed there is evidence of cultivation or agriculture that goes back that far on the island, and I asked Duerte, I said, you know, who can tell me about this? And he says, you'll have to talk to the people at the university, but this is ongoing studies that they're doing. There's a whole history out there. Somebody was sailing their ass much further west. They were making their way out there to those islands, and that puts the imagery that we see on the maps of the of the you know the uh, statue pointing to the west, the stories of the coins, Carthaginian coins found out there on Corvo. That puts all this stuff in very different context, and it does suggest. This idea, it's an unpopular idea for various reasons archaeologically, but this idea of there being earlier diffusion of cultures, maritime cultures that were making their way around the world, perhaps even beyond the Azores. There are also whispers of there being Roman coins and Phoenician coins and things that are turned up on the coast of Brazil and the like, you know. So what was the again, sea what was the sea level rise in that area at the younger Dryas? Yeah. Was okay. it was it three hundred so, feet like it was over here or was it less? Here's the deal. What Randall and I were talking about was, okay, you know, those, those mountain peaks that form the island chain of the Azores, they're mountain peaks on mountains that actually extend up from the base of the ocean, but that's at the Mid-Atlantic Ridge right there, which, which is a natural, like, think of it as a joint, like a natural joint between continents. There is what's called isostatic rebound, where essentially if there, let's say that during a period of glaciation and ice age, you have ice accumulation on the poles and the pressure that that ice accumulation causes results in an uplift where, where the pressure of the ice in one area causes the land formation adjacent to it to actually rise upward. So what Randall argues is that during the, uh, the ice age, the last ice age, we not only had this ice accumulation on the poles, which due to the frozen ice, the sea levels, the, the water table around the world was naturally lower. But you also had the pressure that that exerted on the earth, which caused a superficial uplift there on the mid-Atlantic Ridge, the opposite of isostatic rebound. So those island chains that we see as islands today, the, the sea level would have been lower, but they would have also been under pressure that would have thrust them up even higher out of the water. San Miguel today, I mean, there are mountains all the way down to the coast and you could drive yeah. 35 minutes and you'll be in a, in a semi-tropical environment. And then all of a sudden you'll be in the Pacific Northwest and then you'll be in Ireland. I mean, there is so much incredible diversity in terms of the climate on that Island, but I mean, it ain't a little Island per se. And at the time of the, the younger Dryas, you know, as we were coming out of the, uh, 
the uh, Pleistocene and entering the Holocene, even more of that would have been exposed. So, again, whether or not one prescribes to the idea of a literal lost continent or a sunken continent, there would have been a lot more land exposed in the area where the Azores are. But that brings us to the bathyspheric data. If you go on Google Earth and you look at the bathyspheric data, again, the actual uh, ocean floor, there is a prominence beneath the Azores, and hence why the Azores actually rise up out of the water. But again, I have to wonder, and Graham, I can't answer your question specifically, but I can't help but wonder you know, how much lower the sea level was and how much more that landmass was thrust out of the ocean at that time, because there's already a tremendous you know, prominence below where those islands are. Um, but one could certainly hypothesize that it would have been a continent-sized land formation that would have extended up out of the water, um, which is incidentally exactly where Plato said Atlantis would have been, whether that's a synchronicity or not. We'll leave that to the imagination, but it's, it's one hell of a story. And, and, and again, what I find interesting is not so much that we're trying to prove Atlantis or anything like that, but that just talking about those legends inspired me to say, well, what is the actual archaeology out there? Well, no one thinks that anyone was there before the 1430s. But in fact, more and more evidence is seeming to suggest that, yeah, there was some stuff going on out there much earlier. But you don't know what to look for unless, you know, well, here's the thing. If you don't think it's there, you won't look for it, right? So, I mean, you know, <laughs> you got to go looking sometimes for stuff that you didn't think was there if you're ever going to find that sort of stuff. And the, the scientists I've spoken with, you know, the Portuguese scientists are like, yeah, Come on back. We'll take you out there to Terceira Island. We'll show you this stuff. Yeah. yeah. I've been wanting to go there. My girlfriend's por- uh, partly Portuguese, and I want to take her back there. She's never been, so I'll, I'll talk Wait, to you before we go. Did you get a 23andMe on her? You sure she's partly Portuguese? <laughs> <laughs> well, we just talked about here, that today. Spitting, here, you spit this we cup, did, she and was, you said it was, in. Let's find out about your She was background. talking about it today. She wants to do it. Yeah. Are you going to do it, too? Well, Graham, no, but let's, she, look, like, let's do a trip. Like she was Graham, just doing it. To, yeah, let's do a trip. Let's do a trip. <clears throat> yeah, oh, maybe man. we should. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Are you coming to Utah, you Micah? Say what? You're going to be out of time. Utah. Yes, Utah. Will I, will I be in Utah? You mean said are you coming to Utah? Yeah. Well, if I'm not on another uh, you know, research trip adventure, yeah. That's in April? Oh, Jesus Christ. Yep, yep. April. Star this conversation like five times. No, we haven't. We haven't talked in two years. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> he got you there. He got you there. Good. You're right. I must have Not dreamed nice that. Person. You guys like that uh, Life Aquatic uh, soundtrack, with Sue George? What? Life uh, Aquatic, the, uh, the Steve, Bill Murray the movie, movie. The movie, right? Okay. Yeah. Where Sue George is the Portuguese uh, musician uh, who sings uh, David Bowie songs. He plays all the David Bowie covers. He plays the yeah. songs, Port- right? Yeah. Portuguese, yeah. yeah. Oh, dude! That's Can you perform one of those songs, Felix? No, he's he's really <gasps> oh, good. He plays awesome. like, oh man, he plays classical guitar, awesome. and he I think he makes up all the lyrics for the verses in Portuguese, but then he sings the refrain in English, uh, like from the David Bowie songs. I got that's some good. of Felix's best stuff right here. Listen to this. Uh, oh, beautiful! Seasons greetings from the Grimerica Show podcast. Gather round the fireplace. Help yourself to some hot cocoa with the little marshmallows in it. This maybe is a have gem. a candy cane or two, and maybe mm-hmm. some cookies. Graham looks rough. <laughs> it's so warm and jolly. 
Drinking beer from the igloo. Yeah. <laughs> of course I am. Drinking beer. Podcast with bells on the <laughs> and over there, that's Graham Crying. You really got to see the video. Without seeing the video, it doesn't really do it justice. He's wearing the sweet little suit. Dad's around. Yeah, it's true. He puffs Christmas trees on medicinal. Wait a second, is that? Yeah, I think that's Sasquatch beneath the mistletoe. And it looks like Napoleon Doom is decorating the room with tinsels, ribbon, popcorn, on strings, and poinsettias. They are in bloom. And you might ask, who's that? Poinsettias! Revolutionary mess. Why, of course, that's the one the fuck? Release Navidad. It's so warm and jolly. Cry Merry Christmas. How long did it take you to make this? Podcast in from the igloo. Were you like a weekend? Two hours. Jingle bells on the digital. Couple hours. Four, 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 five. And over there, that's Graham Crying's ears of joy. As he listens in on the little drummer boy. Boom. You'll get a warm and fuzzy feeling if you donate to the Grindmerica Show. So get in the spirit, reach down in your pocket and make it rain. I mean, uh, let us know, make it snow, let us know. I'm really snow, rich. Snow. <laughs> donate to the show. Donate to the show. Donate to the show. It's so warm and jolly. Cry Merry Christmas. Casting from the igloo. The igloo's getting pretty rusty back there. And over there, it's Graham crying tears of joy. It's piled up on top of a sea can of back. I'm just gonna say, you you brought it there, didn't you? Yeah, it's piled up on back currently. Yeah. The tarp came off. Damn it. Pretty dry here. What was it? 10 by 10? Inside? Inside it was more like 7.5 by 8. Well, just size-wise. Prison cell. 10 by 10 outside, yeah. It was like a 7.5 by 7.5 by 7 cube. Just a whack of a steel cube with a whack of electromagnetic radiation just bouncing off everything. Probably like being being in a microwave. Yeah. Good times, good vibes. Some good times in that little shack. Uh Uh-huh. Totally, man. It's changed lives. It's changed my life. No doubt. I think my life just changed. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Uh, Yeah. Can can we do something? Um, I want to revisit... Something yeah, happened on the very on the very first Fandango. Okay, it was a uh, it was a take the shot thing. Uh-oh. Like if you encountered Bigfoot, would you take ah, the shot? And it's been about good, five. Yeah. It's been about five years, and I want to know oh if anybody's opinions have changed on this. I mean, I'm always a safe Sasquatch. Let's, that's that's where my heart is. But you're I still know saving I, Sasquatch. Oh, Let's I'm, go I'm, Darren, I'm always. We go live now to Daring Grimes in the igloo. I don't know. I don't think I could shoot Sasquatch. 
Oh, oh you're on safe Sasquatch now. Darren changed. He Look flipped. At that. Look at I don't know. That. I don't know if I'm going so far as to save Sasquatch. Darren has a heart. Other people has a face. Other people are welcome to shoot the beast. I just personally don't think I could shoot him. What man, Darren? Wow. Over the years, he's softened. I've softened my approach to Bigfoot. What about forcibly medicating him? Oh, we got a call. (laughs) Oh, check this out. We got a call from San Antonio, Texas. I thought you said Santa. Let's see what they think. Santa might call. Sasquatch, huh? Yeah. Welcome to the Fandango. We need a hoe to call. Hey, how's it going? This is Matt. Hi, Matt. How are you? Hey, so I just went and saw Cirque du Soleil tonight, and I think it might be pedophile mind programming. Thank you, man. I was just I was just gonna say that your super chat that was beautiful. Grimstake agrees with you. He says that a hundred percent. Can you tell us why? Yeah, yeah. So uh, it starts off pretty normal. Uh, The holiday show is like a Christmas themed dance choreography thing. It's really beautiful. It starts off pretty normal, but I think it's the third or fourth act. A, a young boy, he's like nine, I think, maybe ten, goes running up to Donnie, uh, Don. Santa, and Santa sends him off to this man, and they dance together in the same way that uh, the other grown men dance with the women, and it's very sexually charged, and it's really weird. The next act after that is, a com- I don't know, just a gay cowboy. And he's just a gay cowboy, and he comes in, and he does a pole dance. He's clothed. Gay cowboy? Just of a gay pole dance, and it's really weird and what out of place. Uh, and then an act or two later, they have this clown come out. Surgery's and he pulls some people from the audience oh. and gives them bells. And he, and he has these Illuminati eyes all over his coat. He uses this wand to to get them to participate by shaking the bells. And then they do this big thing, and there's lots of audience participation. And everybody's happy and cheering, yay, 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 go pedophile clown. And then throughout the rest of the show... They, they use the wands and they have these stick images that are really reminiscent of, of like Thelma uh, rituals. And the, the whole thing is, is oh, this man. weird occult pedophile imagery thing until the very end. Oh, and it's like, oh, lights back on. Hey, everybody go home. And uh, that's it. Forget what you saw here. Brought, brought to you by China. <laughs> yeah, it's really like, Why do you say that? They, they, like they own, I think they own certain like, uh, like the, China's got like so much money cool? in Hollywood and Cirque du Soleil. Like it's, it makes sense. Why does that it make, make sense? sense? Are you insinuating that? Why? Let's pull on that thread. Why no, I'm that? just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> All Chinese people are. You fill in the blank. Oh, man. I love China. Uh, I don't know where this is going, Graham. We're getting a little all right. I'm not going yeah. anywhere with it. I'm just telling you, they're funding <laughs> a lot of this stuff. Huh. Mm-hmm. You just seen this tonight, Matt? Yeah, I just saw it. I saw it a couple hours ago at the new hotel uh, in Aurora, Colorado, called the Gaylord Hotel. The whole place is full of pyramids and Illuminati-style architecture. Gaylord. It was delicious. Great food. Had a great time there. It was a lot of fun. But uh, it was definitely the kind of place that you would wonder if the elites don't meet. But they just built it, so who knows? Yeah, I've never seen the Cirque du Soleil. I did. I've seen quite like a few of them. It's pretty amazing. Have you? Yeah. Did you cry? Uh, yeah, I'm probably. <laughs> I, I saw it in Vegas in 2006. Uh, pretty amazing show. Uh, very athletic, limber people. 
<laughs> Any uh, anything else, Matt? Any questions? Oh no! I just wanted to share my experience at Cirque du Soleil tonight. I, I really didn't get to see any of this. I just got home about an hour ago, and the wife just settled in and went to sleep. So now I can talk my crazy talk with uh, with people of like minds. Awesome! Perfect. Well, you can rewind re- re- to the beginning if you want, and you can take it all in. I'll probably oh, yeah. do that. Okay, Matt. Thanks for calling. Merry Christmas. Good night. Merry Christmas Merry to you. Christmas. Bye. Oh, Man. Tears of joy. Yeah, that, was, that was a good call. Nice little information. <laughs> I want to get back to Darren, how he would uh, save Sasquatch now. Oh, I didn't just say get off that. That's, that's, I mean, that's, let me, let me really... remind people. Allow me to remind people <laughs> as, we, as, we, as we shift back into that, though. I'm uh, wearing Graham, my shoot if, if if folks do call the one eight two eight three nine eight four eight eight six number, uh, all of the uh, co-hosts will be able to. Uh, speak to you, and you'll be able to hear us as well. Yeah. Although we can hear you fine on the Grimerica number as well, but if you if you want to be able to hear what we're saying, uh, we can at least partially interface. Apparently, yeah. without earlier caller was having some trouble, but <laughs> without it, having Darren translate, you know, we don't want Darren yeah, translating. Exactly, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Controlling one, this and, whole and, thing. Yeah. I'm controlling the narrative. I'm controlling the narrative over here. You're right, yeah. So I want to know, but before we move on, I want to know if people change their attitude about Sasquatch. I want to know why, Darren. What happened? Like, was it the was it the microdosing or was it the no the I've been thinking it for the last while. Was it hanging out with more Sasquatch people besides me? Yeah, Jay's always you know grinding my gears about shooting Sasquatch. (laughs) Finally, I'm like, all right, fine, I won't shoot him. But I don't. I'm not. If you see a Sasquatch and you want to shoot him, I won't. I won't. I'm not judging. Right. Well, okay. here's the thing. If you though, saw it you know, happen, would you give a mouth to mouth? No. Save his life? No, I wouldn't even. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Mouth to mouth. That's what I'm saying. I'm not a saver. I'm not going to yell out like, no. I'll just be like, shh, okay. This guy's going to shoot. Okay. I'll stand back. <laughs> yeah, but here's <laughs> the thing. You know, I've, I've talked about this a lot. I might even encourage people. him a little. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're like, yeah, you're like, you're like, as long as it's you and not me, man. Do it, do it, do it, do it. take the shot, shoot, 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 shoot. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like the Ozzy Osbourne messages back. Kill, 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> take the gun, take the gun, shoot, take shoot, the shoot, guns. shoot, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, Those I mean, the thing is, I I've never understood why anybody. Okay, I see something off in the distance. It's on two legs. It's walking. It looks like a human. Cool. I'm gonna shoot, shoot. It and kill it. Yeah. And I've got buddies who argue with me about this. They're like, that makes no sense why anyone wouldn't shoot it. I'm like, excuse me. You talk to any hunter who claims that they have had that opportunity and they all say the same thing. I wasn't sure if what I was looking at was human or not. Now, if you've ever spent any time with firearms, and I'm not like a huge gun person, but when I was younger, you know, I did take the hunter safety course and I, uh, you know, as a teenager, had at least some limited experience with firearms. Do you and, own a gun, Micah? You know, I own only a 20-gauge uh, shotgun. I don't own any rifles Sawed or off. handguns. No, no. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's but, connected I mean, to my door, so when you knock, bandoliers. Yeah, be careful. Yeah, yeah, it's not like, yeah, see, I'm not a big gun person, but, but a lot of people in the modern, I think, um, cultural dialogue about that would say if you own any gun, you're not only a gun person, you're part of the problem. See, I don't consider myself oh, a gun person at all. Yeah, those people but, are crazy, though. That's great. Yeah. Well, how many know, guns do you have, Grim Steak? 
I have no guns. I, I don't own guns, but I support anybody who wants to own one and shoot one well, and whatever. Here's I might get a taser. We're not, <laughs> you know, the guns know, are harder to get here. It, it's, it's a political issue these days, but here's the thing. In accordance with current existing U.S. law, there's no problem with owning a gun. And actually, I do support ownership of weapons. Uh, yeah, there are certain weapons, I think, that we could probably do a lot better without, but I don't want to You I have to be U.S. citizen. Oh, yeah. No way, man. I need my boys to protect me when the boogaloo happens. You well, yeah, man. <laughs> Dude, the more guns you, you can buy, guns. the better. <laughs> I mean, there, there are certain guns that I think is, is a little excessive and ridiculous, but if we're talking about a, you know, a single... Uh, well, actually, it's it's a double shot if you've got an over and under 20 gauge, like what I'm talking about, where you can pull the trigger twice, and if you've got both chambers full, filled, <laughs> you can shoot this 20 gauge, one, two, and then you got to reload. But I mean, again, when it comes to, if we're talking explicitly about hunting, you know, if you need more than that, you're not a very good shot, especially with a gun that is a scatter gun, like a shotgun. Again, I digress, but the point I'm making is that I hunting think, burglars. If we're oh, 50 <laughs> wild hogs, come on. Oh, like, no. uh, uh, you're only, you're only taking out one. Well, yeah. you know, again, it comes down to whether you want to hunt wild hogs with a shotgun. But, you know, <laughs> I mean, they I mean, could just no, come in your yard. Yeah, these feral hogs, man. You know, yeah, dude, those 30 to 50 feral hogs that come in your yard, you you're going to need a fast, fast trigger, dude. Well, oh, you're gonna, you, I, would, I would recommend a different kind of a weapon from a from a, from a shotgun. Hand grenade. 20 gauge, let alone, you know, 20 gauge Hand grenade. Free bacon for everyone. Free but bacon. The reason, I, the reason I bring all that up because I don't want to get into the politics of, of firearms, you know, in America. But but the reason I bring it up is because if you've had any kind of training in the context of using firearms uh, for hunting, and again, I'm not really a hunter either. Is the thing I say I've had training with that. I'm not a person who goes out every year and shoots little animals. You know, frankly, I don't actually enjoy that. Uh, you know, it's not something that's appealing to me. <laughs> like just picking up squirrels in his I, backyard. <laughs> I I I respect people though who would do that and do it responsibly and ethically more than people who would say I hate hunters and then they go to the grocery store and they buy chicken or you know or beef you know that is beef from cows that were electrocuted yeah. or killed horribly in a slaughterhouse. Yeah, and and support Grimstake's career. What a piece of shit. <laughs> 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 no, 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 no. Come on. No, but you know what I'm saying. Oh, oh we got a call. We got a call. Right, on. right on. Yes. We need these. Bring it on, people. Yes. All right. Welcome to the Holiday Fandango. You're live with us here. Who's calling and uh, how are you? Hey, is this Adam? This is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is Bill. How you doing? Hey, Bill. Bill who? Bill Orr? Bill Anderson. Is this Bill Anderson? Bill Anderson? This is Bill Anderson. Oh, Anderson. Uh, this hey, is Bill. the, yeah. the Bill legend. Anderson. You should have seen the, the Bill Anderson. Anderson. He sent us a cheese care package to the original cat. Yeah, I just wanted to check in during the uh, can't hear me. gun talk hotline here. How's it? Well, yeah, we, we, it's, well it's beautiful. Be, it, it's supposed to be the Sasquatch hotline, but we, we're getting back around to that. Yeah, Bill, how oh, many I guns you great. got? <laughs> can, I, can I just say, can I just say when I left uh, CryptidCon, Bill... Bill sent me home with like half a bottle of Tito's oh, and a couple man. other bottles of booze. He was just like, "Here, take this. I can't take it on the plane." And that then Bill. Bill's a legend. We love Bill. Bill's <laughs> legendary. Yes, legendary. he's a king. Him and Nikki, the dude. Yeah. yeah, I'll tell you this. I know for a fact that Bill has at least two guns. Oh yeah, oh. that's right. Those guns, Bill. The gun, Bill. the gun show. Bill, how are you celebrating the holidays? Listening to you guys on my back porch in the cold right now. Oh, oh, nice. How cold is it where you are? How come not sub basement? Uh, 
Yeah, 28 maybe. Oh, oh, damn, that's pretty that cold. 28's cold, dude. Yeah, that's pretty many layers. Yeah, that might be. Hope cold. you got some oh, Tito's yeah. now. That Tito's will keep you warm right now. Uh, it's oh, 36 yeah. here. Yikes. <laughs> Survey says. Ding. Minus one, so it's probably what is this? What is like this uh, thirty here, thirty degrees. Ask ask Bill if he'd take the shot. Bill, you, Bill, hey Bill, Bill, listen, yeah, because that Bill, you're going to help us get back around to the Sasquatch side of this conversation. The entire point I was trying to make is we were talking about guns. Is if you've had any training with firearms in relation to you hunting, you know that a twenty gauge is not sufficient for a Sasquatch. Well, that too, <laughs> that too, that's that's absolutely true. But no, my point was going to be. You never shoot at something if you can't identify your target. That is oh, true. Yeah. And if, if and so when people say it makes no sense that hunters wouldn't shoot and kill this thing, I would say no. Most of them, if they say they haven't taken the shot, they would say, I wasn't sure what I was looking at. I couldn't tell if it was human mm-hmm. or something else. Well, anything if, bipedal, you know, you, you're going to think human. You don't, you don't want to shoot. What other animal? Now, bears can walk on their hind legs. For that is short, true. But but the thing is, is most people say Sasquatch is generally anthropomorphic. It generally is human in shape. What about something that behaves and, and, and moves essentially like a human makes you want to pull the trigger? If you've had a modicum of firearms training, you know better than to do that. Anything else is completely irresponsible. And like Bill said, a 20-gauge shotgun ain't going to do the job. <laughs> Unless it's in your backyard in the dark. Yeah. So, rustling around about for for example groups that are specifically out to try to get Mike, i can hear you and nobody else oh he can't hear that's anybody what else i thought either. okay what yeah, we, the hell we, we had, that, buck, we had that problem earlier too let me see if i can try and, and troubleshoot that he can hear me but now Darren, now i've got to try and I'll be the um <laughs> <laughs> now you're the <laughs> asshole i prefer it that way <laughs> Anyway, you know what? I'll level with you guys. You know, honestly, why I, I kind of changed my stance on taking the shot. Because I, I don't think there's a Sasquatch. <gasps> he doesn't think that there's there. a Sasquatch. Is what he says. Oh, you think that man. now? Good another year. I can hear James down. Cruz's soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's he, 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 he coming through. <laughs> you can hear me, it's, dude. All right, man. Me and Bill go. Yeah, we can hang out. It's <laughs> what does that mean? Me and his wife. <laughs> what? Me and his we, wife. We had, we had a gay old time. What's, what's, what's old he time. talking about now? What's he talking about, James? Oh. You guys proceed here. I will call back in a little while. Hey, thank you, Bill. Right on, man. Good to hear from you, brother, and keep warm up there, okay? Now, now, uh, Darren. That's the antifreeze going. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, man. We'll see you. Good night and good luck. Yeah, I mean, like that that was my whole point, though, is, again, if you can't identify the target, why would you try and shoot it? Right? It's rustling well, around and uh, stuff. Micah, what would you say about groups that are out there specifically hunting Sasquatch trying to obtain the type of specimen like uh, uh, American Wood Ape Conservancy? I would donate. Train guys who are out there who have researched Sasquatch, and, and they're pretty confident in what uh, they would be firing upon would be uh, as Sasquatch. Does the, are, do members of the Wood Ape Conservancy be... Do they advocate shooting and killing one in the name of science? Yes, they do. Yes, I didn't they know do. That. That's their sole mission? Is wow. that their mission statement? It's basically their mission statement. Yeah. <laughs> we should put that a link to their GoFundMe. Uh, Rover Krantz, <laughs> I, differ, I differ on that point. I actually, I know that Darren says he doesn't think that there really is a creature. I, 
I'm not know, sure yeah. if there is or not. Again, I I try not to operate on the on the whole like I believe there is one. Agreed. It remains a hypothetical, but I mean, you know, Justin, uh, reached out to you. Full disclosure, I reached out to Justin a while back because I I know you're interested, and I said, look, I'm interested enough. I want to come up there to the the Northwest, ooh. and and I want to do yeah, I want to do some anthropological research in relation to this. Um, I uh, have read all of the major literature on this subject. I'm fascinated with it. Um, and I can do that and still not commit to belief, but I'm going to tell you right now, when you've read all the literature, what you do see is a tremendous amount of data in the form of eyewitness testimony that conforms to a generally consistent narrative. You don't ever hear people saying the creature stood up and it had two horns and a tail. I mean, it's always an anthropomorphic yeah. ape. Sometimes it may break down onto its front uh, you know, onto its arms, kind of like a chimpanzee, and it may have a locomotion that is knuckle dragger. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's 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 reminiscent of like how a chimpanzee moves, you know, knuckle walker. But uh, that's less often the case in the Northwest. Um, but again, you know, I also interviewed Peter Byrne a few months ago, the legendary big game hunter turned conservationist uh, who studied Sasquatch for years. He still lives up there in Oregon. And Peter Byrne has said, "I've never seen one, and there's let me be clear, no physical evidence." that supports the existence of these creatures, but based on the descriptions that have been shared with me of people who have seen these things, Peter Byrne says, I also believe these things exist. And so either people are completely full of it, but they are all lying and telling a very similar story. And there's this weird thing that we have to try and reconcile with in terms of, of credibility, psychology, um, people's willingness to deceive others, or we're dealing with a very elusive animal that many people over the last several hundreds of years have seen. Uh, and that would account for the narratives all conforming to a very similar description of this creature. Uh, and, and then the final point I would bring up in relation to that is if the similarities are consistent and if that's indicative of an actual animal, people say there's nothing in the fossil record that accounts for something like a Sasquatch, which is completely erroneous. I mean, we do have Gigantopithecus and all the, sure. yeah. although we only have limited, uh, you know, fossil fragments from the jaw of Giganopithecus. Enough. Didn't they find can... one here a while ago? Well, Giganopithecus. No, no. I think they're mostly found in uh, Asia, and yeah. most they found is a jawbone. Mostly, it's teeth mm -hmm. that are found of them. But that's really not enough to uh, to even probably in They stood upright. Although I believe uh, it was a Grover Krantz who suggested. That they did could stand upright. Yes, Krantz said, said that the uh, he said that the the the, the shape of the jawbone was the jaw. A, yeah, he said that that was and there is a fragment of a jaw of one that was found that uh, was at least one that indicates a jaw shaped uh, with with a width that would have allowed for the trachea placement to be for a head that was positioned on top of the shoulders rather than jutting forward like a knuckle walker, and so his his whole contention, Francis, had been that the anatomy seemed to indicate something that could have walked upright. But even that's still out. Like that's, there's no definitive yeah. proof on whether or not it, it could it was bipedal or not. But you know, he, uh, that well, is Dr. Jeffrey Meldrum's main main, um, or at least it was for 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 a time being. I think now he's he's leaning more on a, a relic hominid uh, uh, slant. But it was that he felt that Gigantopithecus was just. Uh, it was remnants of maybe maybe an evolution 
of Gigantopithecus that is the modern day Sasquatch that came. Well, the problem with uh, the Gigantopithecus theory is that again we're talking about a uh, Pleistocene era ape that is believed to have died out at you know at, at least seventy thousand years ago. Um, now there's always that possibility that it existed more recently. You know there are uh, remnants of Homo erectus that are believed to have you know persisted until far more recently, and this was just recently in the news. Um, archaeologist Myra Shackley wrote back in 1983 that there were also um, archaeological discoveries in Australia that seemed to indicate uh, Homo erectus-like human remains that were found uh, that supposedly existed 10,000 years ago. And because that anthropologists look at them and they say, even though it looks an awful lot like Homo erectus, it couldn't be because Homo erectus didn't exist 10,000 years ago. Well, the natural response is, or did right. it? There's this, there's, there's a jaw fragment that was found off the Taiwanese coast. And this uh, specimen is called the Ping Hu One uh, fragment, but it is believed to have existed anywhere between 70,000 and as recently as maybe 10,000 years ago. And so some have brought the, uh, the idea to the table that, well, maybe this is the enigmatic Denisovan, uh, you know, that we, have, that we have found, you know, in the Altai region of, of Siberia. But um, again, Chris Stringer, who is really the guy as far as anthropology in, in Europe and elsewhere, Chris Stringer looked at it and he said, you know, if this is Den you know, Denisovan, then these things were much more archaic looking than we expect. Oops. Well, looks oh, like call. Let's go ahead and take this call real quick. <laughs> you managed to turn Where's the ringer up nice and loud anyway. Yeah, well, you can't turn it off with Skype anymore. Hey, uh -huh. how's it going? Welcome to the program. Who's calling and how hey, are you? Hey, welcome. Welcome from Wisconsin. A warm welcome. Who is this from the chat? I think I'm only hearing Micah again. Yeah. This is, oh, is it Bill again? No, no, this is uh, Poop Slinger from Grammar. Oh, okay. Hey. Right on. It's Poop Slinger. What's up, man? He looks just like Nicolas uh, Cage. He probably can't Dude, hear he's a, he's a He's a handsome, he he's a handsome Nordic god. Yeah, I don't know why. Can they hear me? Yeah, I don't know why he can't hear everybody. That's we we can hear him, but yeah, we can hear him. Yeah, he can't hear us. Wrote What's the book got? on podcasting. Wrote the, wrote the book on podcasting. <laughs> this guy. Um, hey, I tell you what. Let's try something interesting. Um, can we try yeah, shutting um, it off? I'm, I'm going to hang up and see if we can try and get you to call back. And I want to see if I can get you so that you can hear these guys. Can you call back in like 15 seconds? Sure. Okay, let's try it again. Yeah, talk to you then. I'm gonna I'm gonna see if we can. I'm just I'm just gonna filter him through the other computer here, and we'll just see if the uh, if the call works a little better like that. Can I get some more nuts? It may or it may not. We'll we'll find out. But anyway, there are all kinds of different relic hominids that that you know may or may not have existed, and there is some evidence in the fossil record for things very Sasquatch-like. That's all I'm saying. And so when they say there's nothing in the fossil record, I say well. Maybe there is. Let's see if we can try this real quick. <laughs> I wish I had that. I should have been recording. All right, I think. Have we got you uh, now? Graham busted a nut. Hello? Hello, hello. Can you hear hello? us? Hoopslinger. I can hear, I can hear, sounds like Micah. Okay. Hoopslinger. Yeah. Hoopslinger. Hoopslinger. Hear my voice. Hoopslinger. Hoopslinger. Darren. What? Yeah, I can hear you. Uh, okay, well. Yeah, that that doesn't seem to be working very well either. It seems to have muted everybody. Else. Brilliant systems. <laughs> it's broken. It's all broke. <laughs> when we take the call on Scott, okay, I'll tell you what, we're going to call you back from the other line. Hang tight. Uh -oh. 
What are you guys laughing at? <laughs> hey, man. I, I Right now, I feel your pain, dude. <laughs> well, it's, it's really... Dude, it know, took I me an to... hour to get the fucking stream going. It broke down like seven Fucking times. technical difficulties, dude. I used, to have this stuff, I used to have this stuff down, and, and Skype, they have, they've destroyed that program. They All the functionality that we used to have... Yeah. I just want to say Grimerica FM, that stream has been solid all night. So, you know, everybody tune in over there. You've been you've yeah, been getting good audio. Yeah. <laughs> it's all happening.net. It's all right. happening.net. <laughs> you got it right, dude. <laughs> it's all happening.net. There's a stream right at <laughs> it. Yeah. That's funny. No, it's, my a it's a good stream. Yeah. What do you think about this idea with Sasquatch that um, they may have been shot, but like you mentioned, there is this uh, close possible resemblance to hominids and that, you know, on closer inspection, you come up, you go, oh, man, this thing looks really human. You know, of the few people who are going to make that mistake, the other people who go and do it, I, I would imagine that, you know, you might think there could be legal repercussions if you've shot a new species of feral human. Well, yeah. Yeah, there's always that possibility that people, you know, I mean, there are stories in Dr. John Bendernagel's book, well, uh, The Discovery that's of That's not Assassin. a real name. Nah, it's, it's just <laughs> a wild man Dr. thing. You know, that's my name, too. Dr. John <laughs> Bendernagel. Jingleheimer Schmidt. <laughs> and Bendernagel, in his book, he told a story about a guy who had come to him and talked to him and said that he had killed one of these things. And he gave a very vivid description of. Oh of the carcass, but see, I have a little trouble with those, those stories, but I mean, there are a lot of them. Dude, you know? he would still have that. If, if that was true, <laughs> he would still have what the carcass, uh, he would still have that. How would you not have that? Like, no, no, he, he said I mean, he that's the killed, government took it. He killed the something. thing. He yeah. killed the thing and left it out in the woods. And, oh man. So if it's a Sasquatch and it's like, finger. yeah, and Sasquatch is various reports of, how tall they are? I mean, probably. Weren't you calling buddy would... back, Micah? Well, yeah, I'm trying to figure out. I'm still trying to figure out the. Uh, the so pinner. yeah, so if you took down one of these, yeah, you probably couldn't carry it back. Let's, it let's would, try this. Would way me, too I, much. I got. A, I got a thing here. We might be able to do. Um. Uh, let's see here. I, I, I've got one more hope here. A new hope. <laughs> a new hope. A new hope. <laughs> I'm gonna try oh, one more. I was watching um, Rogue One, which is. Oh man, that was one of the best of the sequel or whatever you call them prequels. Yeah, uh -huh. Rogue One. That's a good. Oh one. yeah, that that was a good film. That was a good one. Yeah. Yet again, better than some of the actors. Better than yeah. yeah. <laughs> the okay. new Star Trek starts soon, I think. Right, that'll be good. Mm. Picard's pretty old. I don't know. I bet you they're gonna SJW the fuck out of it. Yeah, that's one hundred percent. Well, they did that with uh, the last. How do they on. SJW aliens and shit? I wonder. I wonder how they do that. I don't know. They'll find a way. Yeah. Life will finds they? a way. Will they, though? Maybe. I don't know. John watched, Luke needs to lay off the plastic what surgery. Percentage of I watched the most extreme wasted? social justice show ever, which is on Netflix. It's called... Um, oh, sh damn it. Uh, Collateral. It's a series. And it's based out of London. And, dude, it has like... it had, Oh. I mean, well, it, it goes by a murder of a Muslim man, and then so there's a so you bring in Muslims, uh, church religion, lesbians. Every, I mean, there's like 
17 things all wrapped up in this one show women's rights women's rights in the military it's like it it just stacks it's insane like i don't know i i found it interesting how much shit they can plow into one show <laughs> but they did it <laughs> you should watch the hand movie instead the hand one sounds a lot better very clever go with go with if you're looking yeah because when you're looking to be entertained whatever you take whatever your your hour you have to chill out and do something the hand movie sounds a lot more enjoyable than what i was watching it's ridiculous what's a percentage of sperm do you think gets wasted oh man Percentage of sperm? Like 99.9%. Oh, I, 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 I bet you it's like statistically zero get through. Probably. Oh, I'm yeah. sure. It's probably it's probably All those kids just pumping it like six times a day. There's yeah. like a fucking yeah. so many nines after that decimal point. Oh, it's dude, crazy. it goes forever. It's probably infinite, right? So it's like. It's zero. <laughs> statistically, almost almost 100%. So. It's it would, zero. It's right? hit somewhere yeah. where it would just round up to a hundred percent. The round would be zero. <laughs> it's just yeah. a miracle anyone's reproducing. Yeah, it really I mean that is the miracle of life, right? We still got seven billion of us. There is a science there is a there is some science involved if you need if you need it. That's all about strategic yeah. placement. Have a kid. It sounds so strategic good. Strategic placement and timing. Yeah. Yeah. Micah Michael. Yeah. Now he the ate the mic and he can hear the Micah eating the Michael. <laughs> Of, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do a pairing here uh, via Bluetooth, which might allow a little better connectivity here. Uh, let's see. You know, I was thinking today that if I had one of those little Bluetooth doohickeys, I might be able to get something going too. Ooh, I wonder if I yeah. can Bluetooth connect the phone to this fucking thing. That's what he's trying to do. You guys, so you know, has the thing is, is phone it thing just depends it. on if your computer well, my phone's an Bluetooth. Apple. I don't think they're going to get it. Or your mixer. A lot of mixers have it built in now. Yeah, some mixers have Bluetooth built in. Yeah. That might be the next one I get, actually. Mixers. Because less cords, the better, dude. I'm telling you, fuck these cords. If you don't have the fucking battery dies in your Bluetooth thing. Are you calling someone or is someone calling? Yeah, I'm trying to. Greetings, sir. Are you there? Hello, hello. Hello, is it working? Hello, I, I hope it is. Hey, Adam Loyal, why don't you say hello and let's see if he can hear you. Hola, como estas? Can you hear us? Si, si, si. Buenos ah, noches. Yeah, Bluetooth ought to do it. Okay. Nice. Okay. Right. I was going to say, uh, it's been good. You guys have been rocking a good show this year, America. You guys are due for a raise. Everybody have up there support. <laughs> and whatnot. Thank you. Hell yeah. Thanks. Yeah, Chris was steak too, right? Yeah, Chris was steak too. They're pretty They're awesome. The best. Hey, Grammy guys. But no, I was gonna say, hey, I don't think there's no there's no physical Sasquatch. If anything, it's some kind of weird interdimensional mm-hmm. thing, like people have been talking about. Probably not gonna be able to shoot it. Would you shoot it though? What if you had like an interdimensional ray fuck gun? You. What? The oh fuck, fuck yeah, dude! I shoot everything. Yeah. What about a burglar? Yeah. I mean, put a burglar. Yeah. I don't know. He looked like Sasquatch, so I didn't <laughs> shoot him. <laughs> it's the complete opposite when it comes to a human being. <laughs> no, no, it, it wouldn't look like no person. It'd be, you know, it'd have like big that old balls cr- and shit. 
Dude, but wouldn't you be like just just frozen in awe, dude? I don't know. I maybe I don't know. Is this poop slinger again? I mean, the first time you see a oh, yeah, deer when you're like slinger. you're hunting as a kid, you're pretty frozen in awe too. But eventually, I you guess right. Yeah, yeah. You can tell he's straight you know, edge. I mean, he's he's does, straight does, edge as fuck, and he does see, CrossFit. I could hear it. Who, I'm, I'm sure. Oh uh, yeah, have you guys heard about CrossFit? <laughs> 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 Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I think I see a Sasquatch behind James. Lose a couple pounds, that shit works. Hell yeah, man! I'm so shitty at CrossFit. Maybe I need to get into that a little bit. What's a CrossFit? You could use some CrossFit. Yeah, but you just said to be careful. You ever see those mud runs and shit, man? Those crazy fucks. Poop Slinger just—he walks around with cattle on his back. He's an—he's a Nordic god. That's all he does. Dude, you should see this dude. What the fuck? (laughs) Nice. Well, let's see a pic. Turn on your video. Yeah, send some pics. Take off your shirt. Let's get some. Let's get some nudes. We doing shirts off? We doing a shirts off cast? Hold on, what's happening here? Oh, uh, back. We're, we're ringing in the new year, dude. Yeah, sounds like it. You're ringing in something, man. He ringing it, maybe. Yeah. What was your favorite episode? Favorite episode. Favorite episode of 2019. 2019. Remember when I used to have the Jeopardy? Put him on the spot, Darren. I love putting people on the spot. It's the best. Yeah, man. It's the best. Um, Nice sound effects there. Yep. I don't know, man. uh, (laughs) It's hard to remember more than like five episodes back half the time. Yeah, dude. It is pretty pretty forgettable (laughs) podcast. Which Mm. one? No, I remember information about stuff. But there's. What's your favorite topic then? I have that one too. Why are you here, Hoopslinger? What's your what's been your uh, success rate on Tinder? Oh God, not great. Not great. No. in my fucking bio. How'd that go? Why'd you do that, man? Can you read well, us your Tinder bio? I think it's funny. Um, you know. Can you only got FBI yeah, chicks? Your, yeah, read us. James, James, chill out. <laughs> what's, what's, Sorry, Dad. What's, what's, your, what's your Tinder bio? Read it to us. Yeah, yeah, that's a we'll great oh, thing. I posted it in chats a while ago. I posted it in uh, the Dick Pick channel in Gramerica. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I love that Gramerica has a dick pic channel. I didn't know we had one of those. Precisely, am I hearing here? Uh, Technically, it's, it's the Richard that. Parker um, channel. Oh, the Richard. Don't, don't worry. There's, there's very, very few dicks in that channel, actually. So. Yeah, there's none. You guys are all a bunch of pussies. I'm the only one that posted a half nude. You guys suck. <laughs> Someone else posted well, a coffee pot that, nude. I think. <laughs> Might have been Garrett. Anyway, it's the Richard oh, Parker channel, cool and it's like dedicated that. to yeah, the dick guy who got eaten in the boat. Everything in the chat has been pretty cool for, you know, going through all that kind of stuff. So, good on you guys. <laughs> good vibes. It up right. Graham just found the Richard Parker channel. Yo, he's, lo- he's Richard Parker, yeah. <laughs> Is that the kid, the cabin boy who was eaten alive? Oh, the- okay, we found his Tinder bio. <laughs> just when things were getting interesting. <clears throat> Dan, Dan, you, you should supposed to cold read. Are you gonna give a soft you? read, dude? Who's gonna read it? Are you Kyle? All right, here we go. 
going through a divorce after eight years of marriage, just feel like trash and need a distraction. Need some real talk with at least moderately self-aware people. I have a five-year-old son that I'm holding myself together for. Pretty sure he's going to be a lot better off than his mother or I, so that's nice. If you buy the yeah. official story of 9-11, either <laughs> skip me or I can fill you in. <laughs> that's awesome. That's, that's fantastic. Yes. I love it. That is hey, awesome. Way to man. reel him in. <laughs> you must be cool to ride. Or I'll fill uh, you in. Pardon the pun. I would, I would lose the first oh, yeah. two sentences and your gold. Yeah. Pardon the pun. I, but that too, I, I don't. Yeah. Think, I think they missed the pun of that last part. You know, or I'll fill you in. You know. I hope. Oh, nice. Hey. Oh, hey. So have you filled anyone in yet? I bet you, if you lose the first two sentences, <laughs> you're gonna fill fucking that spin that bitch around. No pun intended. <laughs> filled a couple blanks, but yeah. <laughs> filled in a couple blanks. All right, that's good. Yeah, I like, I like it, good, dude. Good vibes to you, man. Yeah, dude, man, for sure. Yeah, no, good vibes, to all you guys. Good yeah. vibes, you Thank got you this, buddy. Hell yeah! Happy, happy solstice. Happy, happy Christmas. solstice. Holiday Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Hanukkah's leaked Nami Dodd. Hey, happy new decade. Oh, yes. See you in the chat. See you in the chats. Oh, definitely. 2020. 2020 chats. That's right. Fact check. Fact check false. Fact check false. <laughs> fact check false. <laughs> All right. Woo, we transition. It's our transition. Stop on by. 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 No, I saw that. It's, it's, it's only late here on the East Coast, ladies and gents, here at uh, mm. 1226 a.m. But then again, of course, it was a short day. We're all playing catch up. That's Those right. of you on the West Coast, you're probably just rolling in from having seen Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. What is this, a fucking <laughs> no, the, side ad for Star Wars? Disney Plus. Get Disney Plus subscription. It's going to be great, dude. I can't wait. Dude, 30 to 40 fit subscriptions. Look, would you guys let me finish my fucking spiel? It's a 30 to 40 wild subscriptions, dude. That wasn't even a late showing the one that you're coming back from. So, ladies and gents at home, if you'd like to call in, we now have our call system worked out. Thanks Finally got it figured out at midnight. <laughs> three, hours, three hours into the show we got this thing working damn right better he late wrote than the never. book better late than never so if you'd like to call in here is the, the number to call podcast. otherwise here's the call here's the call number otherwise this is going to take you directly to the darren grimes tinder line one eight two eight three nine eight four eight eight six to call into the program. That's one eight two eight three nine eight four eight eight six. Graham would love to hear from you, and so would Adam Loyal. He would also uh, get a hold of us on uh, Disney.com backslash Micah Hank. Plug in that name in the, uh, dis- promo. In the discount promo. Yes, yes, and, uh, promo code Micah <laughs> Hanks on Disney. Two Plus. free months at Disney Plus. <laughs> Plus for free. Yeah. That's right. I hate Star Wars, by the way. Oh man! See, this Darren. is why I never wrote here's, a book on podcasting because I just dude, here's the thing about here's the thing about Star Wars. Oh, come on, <laughs> little baby Yoda! I love the baby Yoda too. I seen a Darren. baby Yoda in the backseat of a car the other day. Oh man! It was a sticker, Grimes. I think. But... Grimes, I want to bring it back to to, to Sasquatch. You said that oh, the reason why you wouldn't shoot because you don't you don't think that it's real. Well, this is a hypothetical. Right, okay. this is a hypothetical question. So, if it is real and you had the shot, you're gonna take it. 
Why or why not? No. Because I can't eat it. Because you can even if well, you, you have, found out that Sasquatch tasted really good. May, may oh, I point dude, out? There's there's regular beef, there's Angus beef, Bigfoot Sasquatch beef. Sasquatch beef. Yeah. <laughs> or Sasquatch beef. Dude, you get caught eating a Sasquatch, bro. It's not gonna end well for you. No. You're gonna That's be like cannibalism your, your face much, is gonna be all over the internet. You're that dude that ate Bigfoot. You're the guy that ate Bigfoot. You know? Yeah, you don't want to do that. that Semi that's fucking bad press. cannibalistic. That's all Definitely bad press. don't take a picture with the body posing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like a deer. You're like on the ground with you're like it. cutting yeah. the steak like off him. Ah, oh, yum. <laughs> Boil this shit. Instead of holding up the antlers, you hold it as of its foot. Yeah. <laughs> this foot. <laughs> Sucking on its toe. Like you were saying. I want a squatch no, rug. No, no, I wasn't saying anything, like, friend. Dermied. <laughs> oh man i'll tell you a funny story though i'll tell you a funny story i was at uh the eureka springs uh, uh ufo conference up there in arkansas a few years nice. ago and some friends of mine dick and marilyn carlson came out and i'd helped them get some tickets for an event and um they wanted to like pay me back and everything and they want you know just do something nice for me and so they showed up and they had a casting, right, of an alleged Sasquatch footprint. And they said, this is from an investigation we did up in Pennsylvania, and we want you to have one of these. And I was like, whoa, that's really awesome. I've never been given a footprint before. So uh, my brother Caleb and I, he was there with me at the event. We were coming home, and we were going through uh, XNA, I think. Is that is that right? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, Fort Smith, Arkansas, yeah. And um, we're so, so we're going through TSA, right? And I've got the fucking footprint. Mm-hmm. And I'm putting it through the, you know, no, through the, yeah. yeah. I mean, this may be the only time in history that I know of, at least. Well, I'm sure somebody else has done this, but so I'm putting Adam. a Bigfoot footprint casting through the x ray machine. Is it the same cast? That we have? Yeah. No. No. And no, that the one from up in Pennsylvania. This is the one that was from Washington State over in, oh, I forget what county, but no, different one. Go ahead. Oh, I, I'm, I might actually know which one that is. I'm, I'm just now seeing that on your wall, actually. But, yeah. Um, so the story was though that I'm going through and everything, and one of the TSA agents comes over and they go, "Is that a, is that a footprint?" I was like, "Yeah." And the woman goes, "She's like, I've never seen one of those before." And I look at it, and I'm like, "Yeah." And she gets all the other TSA agents to come over, and they're all looking at the Sasquatch footprint. And they all start telling stories they're like, man, I'll tell you, I ain't never seen one, but this one night out here behind the house and everything. And they're all like sharing stories. And I was like, guys, this is great, That's cool. but I'm going to miss my flight. I've got to go. You're but lucky. Were- I got stuck 15 minutes with mine at TSA because they thought it was plastic explosives. <laughs> so you, well, you're from Florida. You look like that guy. Yeah. You totally yeah. I took, look like uh, a Justin gave me a, a print and I took it through uh, TSA. Oh, so you're you're doing the same thing. <laughs> of course you have. Hey, synchronicity. Synchronicity. That's the very first guy. That's what that was. <laughs> That's, yeah, but anyway, yeah. We got our that was my too. TSA Sasquatch story, though. So. Adam, if you were looking groggy after a couple of days of travel and I seen you coming through, I might think it was plastic explosives. Yeah, that's fair. That's Darren, are, fair. You, are, you, are you eating edibles again there, Darren? No, I got some more, but I think I'm good for a little while. 
What I are you like about right 300 milligrams. I'm eating nuts that I've cracked with Hillary Clinton. Oh, yeah. There you the go. That's one hell of a nutcracker you got oh, there, buddy. Delicious. Thanks, Michael. <laughs> it goes for about 45 bucks on eBay. Just a heads up or Amazon. 20 bucks. Damn. Well, looking ahead, uh, you guys, uh, I think someone had, and yeah, officially, uh, well, uh, oh, sh- do we lose Felix? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's Felix, yeah, Felix a while ago, Mom. Yeah. Well, that was like, hold on, that's 11 or 6 p.m. That was like, oh, that's what happens. Wow. Wow. Really? Yeah. Okay. Time yeah. flies when you're having fun, dude. Time I, flies when you're sitting down here forever time. and it feels like five minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it's we shut crazy. her down. Well, so do we have do we have any like predictions for 2020? Ooh, predictions tenth for planet will be discovered. You think tenth what? Planet? Tenth planet will be discovered. Do you really think? Yeah, I got a hunch. Nothing more than that. The uh, like because of the orbit thing, like where it takes so long. Like, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. We won't stop. Maybe that's the turmoil down. and things. Just stirring shit That's up the slowly. Ultimate, dis- ultimate distraction. It's the uh, frog in the pot, right? Where or like where the boil, you know, it's like the slow boil. Well, they've already taken yeah. away the, the the cutting edge of the distraction. They got rid of Pluto, so it's no longer the tenth planet that you know matches up to all the mythology. So it'll be like, look, we've got the ninth planet. Back. I thought Pluto uh, was back. Well, eh, they... it's not officially back. It should be back. I it's like a step Pluto. kid, right? <laughs> I re- I recognize Pluto. Planet you, to me. you think it is a planet? It is to me, yep. I mean, it's silly that it would be a planet and then they downgrade it. I don't I don't agree well, with don't that. You add a bunch of rogue planets in that. Illogically active. I don't box. agree with them. They just took better okay. measurement. It's a very silly thing to me. I mean, and you know, there's a long history of weirdness with regard to perturbations in the orbital, mm-hmm. you know, in the orbits of the planets and things that have Space led people to fake. think that there were I mean, there have been people who have thought that there's another planet, a so-called planet X, further out, which is very popular. You know, something that might be not only causing gravitational um, eccentricities, although I shouldn't use that word because eccentricity can also mean like the elliptical shape, I believe, of the orbit of the That the could be what precession is. Well, yeah, and that's another thing. Precession, <clears throat> axial tilt, and, and, and um, eccentricity, I mean, these are all factors. But the other thing, too, is I mean, it could be at an one orbit. time... At one time, it was believed there was an intramercurial planet between the sun and Mercury, too. And in fact, in the 1800s, I mean, there were a lot of astronomers that observed dark bodies passing before the sun as though there had to have been something in orbit. Now, not to say that there couldn't be transient objects that could enter a temporary orbit and then leave. I mean, right now, Earth has a secondary moon or a moonlet, uh, for lack of a better term for it, because there is an object. Uh, that is in orbit around Earth that also shares an orbit with the sun. Uh, but, you know, that idea of moonlets at least goes back to the 1950s, the idea that there could be an object that enters a temporary uh, orbit around the Earth, you know, an asteroid that doesn't end up actually entering Earth's gravitational pull and crashing into the Earth, but instead enters a temporary orbit, um, an artificial satellite, in other, or I'm sorry, a natural satellite. A temporary, yeah. yeah. A temporary natural satellite, yeah, so... What is um, interesting to see science is getting to the point that we can get enough data points in space that we can start to correlate this to ancient stories to go, oh, wait, no, yeah. uh, we actually see a high correlation of probability that this should be here to the point that it's scaling down the parts of the sky they're looking at that, 
you know, they're saying within 10 years, statistically, they should have this thing nailed down because there's only so much sky to look through, which, yeah. I mean, that's just fascinating alone to think about. What if they Proving do find another planet out there? I mean, what if, you know, Adam, what if they do find another planet out there? I wouldn't be surprised per se. No, not at all. I mean, it only makes sense. But the idea that there's something bigger than Pluto, if they downgraded Pluto, and I'm, I'm with Darren, I'm with Darren on that. I think it's silly that if it's, again, these are all just like names and these are all like ranking systems that, you know, the human mind applies to these things. Pluto, whatever you call it, is out there. You know, if it clears its own path of orbital debris out there, you know, it I makes think it, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that should qualify in my mind. You know, to, to, to be oh, a, yeah. Well, when it was discovered, it was thought to be a low geologically active body. We get there and find it's high geologic activity with a atmosphere and all these dynamics and moons. And yep. yeah, it's, oh, we got another call coming in here. Oh. Hang on, guys. Hello, howdy. Good evening. And how are you? What's your name and where are you calling from? This is Matt again. I'm calling from Colorado. And I was wondering if anybody had had any reports of encountering Sasquatches in uh, a war zone where they might have depleted uranium bullets because uh, I figured maybe if you can't shoot the Sasquatch <laughs> there's some kind of interdimensional or fey type thing or whatever wow. you can use depleted uranium or Rail phosphorus, guns. you know, tra tracer style tip bullets to, to hit one Tomahawk missile <laughs> I'm not aware of it very heavy artillery button. maybe yeah that uh, can you buy uranium tip bullets in be a resistance to maybe resistance to fire maybe cold well if the government does this we'll never <laughs> see the body it'll just be put out to sea they'll just throw it off an aircraft carrier like we hear the stories about the nephilim fighting soldiers in afghanistan and stuff like that but yeah. i've never heard about sasquatch in another region getting taken on by a military unit he's stealthy dude i don't know Well, if it was on a different continent, it wouldn't be a Sasquatch, right? It'd be uh, an Almasty or a Yeti or, yeah. or something else. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. You guys think Does we Korea have on? one? Maybe there was one in the Korea War, Korean War. I know you the know, Vietnamese had rock apes. Yeah. There was a story. Yeah, the rock ape story from Vietnam. Yeah. Yeah, the, the big yellows. There was a story. I, in the book. I would be a big Martin Caden. Yeah. Martin Caden was a military writer who wrote a book and he wrote about a bunch of supernatural stuff, but he told a story about a bunch of um, Vietnam uh, servicemen who allegedly encountered a group of um, anthropoid ape type creatures that they fired on that their bullets had almost no effect on. But the story was, I mean, it was so far. Can I just say how impressive it is that you were able to pull that author, just that name, Martin Caden, just out of your head, Michael? Like, I can't remember shit. You're just pulling obscure Bigfoot authors. <laughs> this guy wasn't a Bigfoot author. He so much as a military history and parent. He also wrote about the paranormal, but, you know, yeah, you know me, though, man. Um, you think we landed on the moon, Micah? Oh, yeah. Has anybody ever tried to set a radio uh, Sasquatch trap? Because they sell the plate depleted uranium <laughs> online. You can buy depleted uranium. Maybe that would have some effect. What is the what is, what is what is the uh, equation though with with uh, the depleted uranium? What role does that play with relation to capturing Sasquatch? 
so uh, well i'm i'm not sure about a sasquatch but in a bullet when you shoot stuff with it depleted uranium is a lot stronger than oh. a regular metal and it ah. tends to penetrate armor better I see. Yeah, but i'm yeah. also wondering if it's radioactive properties might play some role in i don't know defeating in sasquatch's interdimensional capabilities or ability to not get shot by regular ammunition. Do you think Sasquatch? Do you, do you think if this thing exists, that it is something beyond the physical as we know it? it? Just seems to me if it if it wasn't, you'd have bodies that didn't turn out to be bears or fake meat in uh, in a costume. Yeah, right. That's I like that. Point. I like that theory. It's like a teleportation blocker. You know, it shuts down the the portal or. Well, wasn't it Zechariah Sitchin that talked about how the you want to nuke Bigfoot? How the nuclear radiation is how they kind of on Nibiru. It's how they kind of communicate in between the two because we're putting off this certain signature that's not anywhere else, oh. and that's playing with the nuclear radiation, the xenon or whatever. Yeah. So that's the way to connect between the two. Huh. So in some ways, what he's saying, I don't know. What yeah, he's saying. interesting. I got a prediction for you guys. For if you're asking about predictions, see what Matt, Matt thinks about this too. How long do you think it takes uh, to? What's the lead time? Average lead time for a vaccine after FDA approval? Six months. Fourteen minutes. Six months, or it's probably already made, right? Thirty days. It's probably already made. How, how long? Let's say. Let's just say it's six stamp. months. So I predict a massive Ebola outbreak about halfway through next year. Because the grim, FDA just approved that what. No, it's just, just for traveling. A negative Nancy right now. No, no, no. Merck just approved the <laughs> Ebola vaccine. Uh, Merck's Ebola vaccine just got approved by the FDA. So we're going to also see find out when the lots will start to expire, and you can put another spike yeah. there. Yeah, bastards. So get back to the moon landing, Micah, because I was in and I'm back out. You were you were in and you were back out uh, on the moon landing. Yeah, but you don't think that we did? No. <laughs> ever or just just the initial i don't think neil armstrong was on the moon but do you think we've been on the moon period man mm, or woman not machine not, machine not officially i'll tell you guys this the grand lodge of san antonio texas believes we went to the moon they have a claim for being the first lodge on the moon when one is open right and that would be because neil armstrong was a uh, fellow traveler right yep that's right yeah, I got Neil's. I think we went to the moon. I mean, here's the thing. I got Neil's speech queued up. I, oh. I, I've interviewed space historians who have given great details about the, I mean, everything from the ballistics to the trajectory, the planning, the mathematical aspect of having paid shills. Yeah, but have you seen the video of when they're being interviewed and they first come back Just and they're like bumping <laughs> elbows? It's there is clear obfuscation on their part when they're speaking and you know, they contradict themselves in time over what can be seen and can't. So I don't know, man, it's those interviews early on, right when they come back describing what's going on is, is incredibly telling to me from a, when you learn to watch people lying and how they lie, you look at that and you go, all right, well, you know, th there's a part of the story we're not hearing and we're hearing something else that didn't happen. Well, yeah, that, that might be true, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's something nefarious, as in, like, we didn't go. Listen to Neil. Right? Okay, here, Darren's got a clip. On the 25th anniversary of the event in 1994, 
Neil Armstrong made a rare public appearance and held back yep. tears as he spoke these brief cryptic remarks before the next generation of taxpayers as they toured the White House. Today we have with us uh, a group of students among America's best. To you, we say, we have only completed a beginning. We leave you much that is undone. There are great ideas undiscovered, breakthroughs available to those who can remove one of truth's protective layers. He is. That's Man. it? That's it. What does that mean? I, yeah, that didn't mean anything at all. Truth well, yeah, again, it, that's, that's one of those eye of the beholder kind of arguments. It's like, what what is that supposed to mean? There are stories of inspiration in oh. every corner of oh. this. We're still going. You think that's good? Well, I'll just throw this oh, out there. Shit. We went to the moon. It's been like 40 years since we've gone back. We can't go back with current technology. There seems to be a lot of reasons to go. I just put the question mark up there of why, you know, it, 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 it seems that there's something going on. Either we didn't go, we went there and we found something else. We've got a secret space program that's doing exploration. You know, it's being turned into a moon base, or maybe we were told not to come back. But to now me, there's an aspect of the story we that we're unaware of. We just go there a couple of times in didn't the 70s Dr. and Greer we're fucking from good. That, uh, National Disclosure Project claim that we went there and pissed off a bunch of the aliens and so we can't go back or they'll fight us. Of course nice. he believes Over that. depleted I mean, uranium. Guys. Yeah. Guys, 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 space isn't even real. It's just a money grab. And we can't even get up there. None of us could even make it outside a low Earth orbit. It's all an illusion. So NASA can just take money. And who knows what they're spending that money on. We're, so we're trapped in this prison planet and there's a dome. Let's be realistic here. Did you just say, did you say prison planet, you know? <laughs> Grim, Grim, I've only got this to say. The seas testicle. This testicles. technique can be used against attacks from the front, side, or rear. It is very easy to use. It is very easy to use, but that <laughs> will defend you against aliens on the moon. <laughs> Man. Just, well, it doesn't know. seem all that unlikely. I mean, we've got the X-35B or whatever that, you know, Air Force spaceship is that disappears. Yeah, that goes up for, for like 300 yeah, yeah, for years oh, at a like time, it just goes around. We don't know where it does, where it goes. Oh. It has a massive load. It's robot control. But here's the thing. That's what we know about. That's the one that's like thrown up there for everybody to look at and see. And we only know what they tell us. Station. Exactly. We so, I mean, if that's what, what we know, the Air Force's space program, NASA's not doing jack with going into space. You know, of hey, course, you know, there's crazy stuff going on. We were on the backside of the moon. We got a base there. Sure. I think there's an army base on the dark side of the moon. Oh, hell yeah. No. Think about this. If, especially <laughs> no. if there's UFOs and you see this stuff from a tactical standpoint, just from a military, the one thing I would want to do is have a forward looking base going out in the most logical place to have that is the moon. And, you know, if I'm looking at that, hey, from defensive, whether it be asteroid or something else, if I have the resources, I want a military base on the back of the moon. And I probably don't want other countries to know that I have that kind of okay. military capability. I think I think if 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 we were capable of being on the moon, the Chinese are already there. They already yeah. have bases. Yeah. Like we have, like if, if, that's that's probably and the, the most realistic scenario. Maybe they're yeah, all possibly. working together. They're all working together up there. Here's the deal: if you are on the back side of the moon, how do you communicate with Earth? 
They're doing fascism on the moon. Uh, they talked about the, satellite. The guy reach just around. talked about it, dude. There's a reach around the, satellite. The same general I mentioned earlier about the the, uh, the space stuff with uh, beaming down power. Same thing with cell phones, uh, Wi-Fi. It's the same thing. Like the whole planet can get it. It's like well, fucked up. <laughs> yeah. But again, there there's gonna have to be a direct line of communication in terms of if you have a base on the dark side of the moon, you know, and you are yeah, but it's hollow, Micah. Like, you can go through the middle. There's no dark very side good. of the moon. Very good, Darren. Very good. Because the only way we're ever going to know if those waves are being out there sent from a secret satellite is if yeah. you have the equipment to be able to intercept it and know that the frequency is there. Very few people have that or the directional capability to pick it up because those signals are pretty weak anyways when they're being pushed out. But, you know, I mean, it'd be very easy to hide that. I mean, how many people have access to normal radio military signals that you can obtain over like a shortwave radio? Very few. Right. Yeah. Well, but then again, I mean, if the, uh, if the one of those craters there. is just a big satellite dish, <laughs> I know. it's got Cable a dome over it. I want to hear more about the glass cities. Glass cities. Remember the glass tubes? Remember the tube transportation? Supposedly system? glasses. Oh, no, it was Mars. Sorry. Well, there is certainly that, some that was Richard C. Hoagland back in the really day. You really thought this all through. I'm really impressed. Well, supposedly well, glass is Hoagland back in the day with his Mars Stronger. Videos? Oh, yeah. yeah. If it's made in Those a vacuum. Those some classic times but, of looking you know, at this stuff. You know the up. one great case I think that's made in Hoagland, and it has nothing to do with the actual yeah. video? It's the fact that NASA acquired much higher resolution images of the moon than have ever been released. And that's just one of those questions I go, why? Well, what is it that's prevented that... Uh, that extra data from being able to hit the public eyes. That's good. Why? But yeah, download speed. Yeah, it, it <laughs> yeah, was yeah. cumbersome. The images were so large to have to download that the general public wouldn't have been able to download them and, and have the patience to wait to be able to download those. E-frame would have waited. E-frame, yeah. They just didn't make that many. What was it? They didn't make that many of them. It's hard, so that, to, it's hard to paint a moon picture. Yeah, they weren't good. that good at fabricating <laughs> shots back then. Oh, yeah. They didn't just have Photoshop. That, well, they Little didn't have Photoshop, Photoshop but then. they could airbrush. You remember John Lear talking about how they airbrushed the photos? Oh. They airbrushed out. They would airbrush out the trees on the moon. They'd airbrush out the roads, the buildings. Now we just have work. filters. You got to watch the filters. Well, I was going to say. Hey, yeah, that's funny because if you look at color scaling and you see oh, this, yeah. you know, the original Viking missions to the moon, the sky is a blue hue. If you look at some of the color wheels and you tune them to like, you know, uh, to earth pictures and you apply that, you know, from when they're taken in the factory, you scale that up in the, the Mars images, you get a blue hue in the sky. And what gets interesting on that is there's a bunch of rocks that have like one side of them have a face that's like darker, like a dark brown. But when you start to scale the images to that hue, it starts to get a green tinge to it. So it's interesting that you could go, wow, well, you could have, you know, maybe active life on the planet just through this color change. And I don't know why they would want to obfuscate that, but it would certainly, you know, be a reason for them to shift their, their colors away from true color. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's some, yeah, I even read an article a few years ago that was talking about that in relation to <laughs> the guy's whole contention had been that there had been color correction on the photographs from the original landing of what was, uh, I guess, the, what was it? I'm trying to remember the name of the first landing of a probe on Mars. Was that Viking mm -hmm. one? 
it was Viking. And it's changed because even if you look at the opportunities over time, they have scaled it back. And a lot of the newer images that go up have blue skies. There was So they've, they've started to shift in how they, they portray it, to portray Mars. Yeah, at, at times Mars looks eerily um, earthly. Mm-hmm. But, but I'm trying to remember, wasn't there a failed Russian probe that landed prior to Viking? I'm trying to remember. I, think, I don't think it lasted very long on the surface. I don't, just I don't know that it, I think, I think you're right about 51. that. They, it crashed, right? Yeah, it crashed. Uh, yeah, it crashed. I don't yeah. think that it was operational. I'm trying to remember. I interviewed Rod Pyle about that, who's a NASA historian. Um, but I'm just I'm not able to draw from memory exactly this, the, 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 the details. But, you know, what's going to be really interesting is if we actually can get up there at some point. I'm, I'm interested in all the lunar anomalies, the the... You know, we see a lot less on Mars that's weird. I mean, honestly, uh, the weirdest stuff is really on the Martian moons like Phobos. Yeah. And you've got that strange... Oh, Phobos 1 and 2 with the Russians, that last image, you know, like three seconds before the probe dies of that, you know, kilometers long uh, cigar-shaped shadow appearing on the surface of the planet before it gets kinetically knocked out of service. I've looked it's at crazy. that a lot. Well, you know, Gaia, the Gaia company has recently... Um, found they didn't find it it's been around for years and they're they're billing it kind of like they found it but that that footage from that and and a new translation that they seem to have produced um has just recently appeared online and my good pal rune erickson i don't know if rune's listening right now but rune had actually tweeted that uh, at me at the, the other day in any case the photographs of the of the flyover that that were done of the actual martian moon clearly shows some sort of object. Well, it's not an object. It's it's the shadow of what appears to be some sort of an, a long object. And the fact that the shadow changes from photo to photo seems to indicate that the object that was casting the shadow appears to have moved. It wasn't just some sort of a digital artifact or anything along those lines. But then the photo you're talking about where the, they actually have Phobos in the shot and there's some sort of an elongated object it's moving from frame to frame. And then of course they lose transmission and the probe goes offline. I mean, it is a weird, it story. doesn't exist folks. <laughs> well, especially when you just go into how odd Phobos is and you have that monolith sticking off the surface. It's, it's a place that's interesting to look at. It defies so many scientific reasonings based on mass. And it's one of those places we need to go. Yeah, talk about things that astronauts have said. Buzz Aldrin has talked about in interviews the monolith on Phobos. Again, it's, discovered by Ephraim Palermo. Shout out to Ephraim Palermo, exactly, for discovering that. And you know, you have to be really careful, though, uh, in terms of when you hear what these astronauts say, interpreting what they mean. Because you know, for instance, great example, Buzz had allegedly he actually did bring it up during an interview with Alex Jones on Infowars. When Alex Jones talked about it with Joe Rogan later, he says, you know, look, 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 Buzz told me that this this thing's up there. And, it, and Alex, if you go back and you listen to the interview that he did with Buzz Aldrin, the things Alex said that Buzz told him are completely, I mean, the actual interview is completely different from Alex's remembrance of it. And people are all too often, you know, apt to say, well, you know, it's because Alex Jones is crazy. He can't get anything right. You actually see that happen quite a lot. Uh, he's not the only one who is guilty of misremembering things. And and then apart from misremembrances, there's the entire interpretive aspect of, well, if I hear even in real time this astronaut saying something, for instance, 
Buzz Aldrin in many interviews has said things like, did you know there is a monolith up there on Phobos? And people are like, what? What did I just hear him say? And in the next line, he says, now, who put that there? God put that there, if you believe that. What he seems to be saying is it's a natural feature, but that's a, a weird way of saying it, you know? But nonetheless, that brings it back to this level of human interpretation. You know, what do we believe versus what we're hearing? And what did the person who actually said it mean when they said it? Now, getting down to brass text, there is a monolith on Phobos. There is a monolithic geological feature that casts a shadow that is tall. It appears to be angular and have hard edges. It's a weird looking something, whatever it is. And it's absolutely there. And this is evidenced by uh, the shadow it casts in photographs taken by the uh, the uh, Martian uh, probes, I think we just lost our caller there. By the way, but got anyway, sick of yeah. It. So whatever that thing is, it's up there. You know, does that mean that it is a two thousand one a space odyssey style probe mm. or or a you know monolith? It's you know, a big giant that, mooring for tying giant air spaceships too. I mean, if anything, it's probably just a big rock. But air sh- airships, space airships. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I think there's some really interesting stuff out there. One of the things I find interesting is they're now revisiting the Viking lander, uh, their biological test, you know, where they tried to see if there was evidence of biology. And they're now saying, hey, we actually might have been really right on this. And my question has always been, why are we dragging our feet to figure this out? These are simple experiments you can do. Why not just send out like a sterile Petri dish with a microscope and see what grows? Little (laughs) things like this that... I don't understand we could be making great breakthroughs because if we get reaction in the soil, we have lots of water. We know that biology can survive space and travel, and there's organisms here that have the same qualities to survive space. It seems stupid that we have all this piling up evidence in very simple means. Like I almost think in the future, it's going to be not NASA. It's going to be a uh, a micro or what are these little cube satellites? You know, somebody does something very simple, like does a Petri dish and some sort of DSLR camera that can communicate back to a base little satellite, some cheap tech of the future. And next thing you're going to know, you see something grown that's never seen, been seen on Earth. And so I just wonder, you know, they put all these crazy seismographic instrumentations and they don't do the simple experiments to me that would just be at least door openers. Yeah, that, there, was, there were a lot of questions about that. And actually one interpretation has been well, you know, what if it had actually been that when they did the tests the first time and they didn't think that they actually found anything, they excluded those those testing facilities from the subsequent uh, probes with the expectation that, well, we've done that already and we didn't find anything. Whereas, in fact, like you're saying, now they're looking back and saying, did Viking actually find evidence of life, microbiological specimens in the Martian soil? They have. Well, could you imagine finding a spot on Earth without, and we're not even talking extreme conditions, in which you found no, you know, microbial anything in the water, soil, anywhere? Inconceivable. So you expect that you're going to go to this planet and find something that's completely sterile, even especially since we've been visiting it. We know there's rocks from that planet that have survived. It it seems inconceivable that they would go in there with that as the baseline. The only thing I guess that's made sense is I've heard that there's this war between, you know, people that are interested in biology and robots and they don't, they don't want to lose the money for their bio, you know, their, their robot um, experiments. So it's kind of an internal 
departmentary fight that drives it. But I, I don't know if I can buy that. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's more likely that if there's evidence of life on Earth, we we have failed to find it in more recent studies because we might have looked for it and we might have actually, again, granted the technology was was in no way as sophisticated as what we have at our disposal today, but nonetheless, it was similar and the most sophisticated of the time. But if we failed to find it then, and that may have been operator error, right? That may have been a failure on our part, not a failure to find actual life. But the well, they got a positive reaction and then they said, oh no, it's a false positive. False positive. That doesn't change anything. Even if it's a false positive, you could have still got a positive in there. <clears throat> but again, you know, I read an article about this the other day where they're saying that with the interpretation of the false positive as being nothing to see here, that we have ex we have excluded similar tests from from uh, you know subsequent. Yeah, wouldn't it be great? Do that same experiment, put a microscope in there, and see if you think see things move. If things move, we've got something to look at. Was it contamination or on the planet? We would need to have the same sort of apparatus on the existing probes that we've sent to Mars that the Viking lander had. You know, and it would have to be able to replicate those. But you're right; those tests should be replicated time and time again. We should never take for granted that we don't have life on that planet. I mean, you know, like you said, here on Earth, it would be inconceivable that a sample taken from anywhere would come up completely sterile. Now, there are some places where that would be the case, you know. But I mean, in most but situations, isn't that amazing? We're talking about trying to find life beyond the galaxies, you know, Seth Shostak saying, you know, in like the next 10 years, you know, there's a great chance that we're going to discover life. And I'm like, we've got these bodies. We've got Europa that's seeping these colored oh, fluids yeah. that look exactly, have the same color spectrum as, you know, algaes that we find on Earth. How come we're not just going to do a sample, very simple, right there on the surface with melted ice? To me, these are the missions that are a very low cost value you know, but could at least give us the starting point to, to get not necessarily funding, but the drive like, hey, if you discover that Europa really does have unique life right on the surface, hell, yeah, we're going to go discover the bottom. We're going to drill to the bottom of that thing. Like we're going to we're going to learn some things. But right yeah. now it's kind of like, you know, uh, maybe uh, who knows? Yeah, right. It's relatively inexpensive to carry those kind of tests up but you know here's the thing to think about and i really think that we should think about this you know that washington post article from last week that was disclosing um the ineptitude the directionless never-ending 18 years now 18-year conflict in afghanistan a conflict that's been running almost as long as we have been doing these fandangos we're on terror yeah well yeah the war on what, what was patriot it? act Era? Good old Terror. Patriot Act. They just extended I, that shit. Yeah, so we wage war on what? Terror. Well, where's terror? terror? Who who is terror? What is terror? Right? The other wherever you need it to be. In the doc yeah, exactly. In the documents. In the documents, they say the most obvious benefit, the thing that was thriving, the thing that was working while we were over there was the thriving drug trade in Afghanistan. You know? It's like oh, yeah, the the uh op was it opi? Yeah. Poppies yeah. Oh, poppy fields. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But but the reason I bring that up is because if you look at the billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars we've spent in the last 18 years, what if we took that money and sent that shit out there into the stars, huh? Yeah, man. Oh. Imagine all the shit we could <laughs> find. You know, it's disgusting. 
Yeah. They've got their, their anti-gravitic triangles. They've got that secret space <laughs> program. They're doing things in the background. So, you know, there, there's probably a whole nother story to this. You know, if they've got their bead on some sort of, you know, uh, geocataclysm and they're saving up and building underground bases. And <laughs> I mean, you know, at least to put a positive spin there, you know, it, I, I some don't people make it all hopeless. Yeah. Somebody's wasting money in the right ways, at least. Somebody out there, somebody survive, you know, or survive and uh, carry on the human race. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, as long as yeah. you're a Carnegie, you're good. Yeah, a Carnegie, yes, Carnegie. <laughs> well, guys, four hours. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think we're, I think we're kind of in the home stretch here. I just okay. got to retract my 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 uh, statement about. Uh, like, the Bill Anderson and his wife, and <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, um, Bill, I love you, Bill, uh, and your and your wife was awesome, and yes, you did save me from a stalker, and uh, it was an amazing experience, and uh, nothing but uh, mad love to you too. <laughs> what did you do with Bill and his wife? You'll never. You had, you you were supposed to come, so you would have found out, dude. So, no, yesterday with Crypticon, and at all the times Mike uh, uh, was to text me, I was actually with with half the crew there. Yeah, yeah. I randomly texted him, and he and and then Grimstake texts yeah. me afterward, and he's like, "Are you in? Are you at Crypticon? Because uh, you guys, you guys were like, why is he randomly texting us right now? Yeah, yeah thought that was weird. It, I wasn't there. It was just a synchronicity. Yep. Well, Yep. Boom, 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 boom. Well, we're like uh, in entangled particles, you know. We started, Micah helped us start this whole thing off, so we're forever entangled. We right. are. We are. Our, well, you know, if you've ever read, uh, and I like this because in Star Wars parlance, I don't, uh, don't want get, get to get accused oh, of, of, of giving a plug. What do you get, like 10 bucks every time? Hang on, let's see who this is. That's Bill. <laughs> see, we were just trying to wind it down, and we're still getting the phone calls. Uh, what's your name, where you calling from, and what's on your mind? Hi, uh, my name is Colin, and I'm calling oh. from Oregon. Hey, Colin, what's up? What's Colin? Not a whole lot. I've been watching for a couple hours now and figured I'd finally call in. Oh, well. <laughs> finally. Hey, Colin's calling. <laughs> Sounds like the president, yeah. right? Exactly. So I uh, just on the, the topic of, um, well, on a number of topics, first of all, why take the shot at Bigfoot? I mean, mm-hmm. like, just doesn't seem to make any sense. Better off leaving him out there to do his thing. Yeah, look right. at it. He's just trying uh, to take a leap. But Becca, uh, two things here. The, one, predictions for the for the coming year, and then also the Afghanistan war. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, I kind of wanted to tie a couple things in together. Micah, since you, you've done the study of ancient civilization, and I'm sure, you know, the, the cyclical nature of time as they saw it. Right. <clears throat> um, and maybe some of you guys are already aware of this, whether it's the fourth turning or through your own observations. Um that there's a cyclical pattern to American history. Oh yeah. And, uh, specifically, you know, when you look at, uh, the revolutionary war and how the aftermath of the revolutionary war, you have a kind of a, a whole continent essentially where there's no major Imperial challenger to the fledgling uh, United States, which allows us to expand kind of without resistance. Um, obviously, there is some resistance, but you know what I mean. It's an inevitable push. And then at the end of this expansion, we go see the shining sea, and there's nothing left to conquer, so we fight each other. And there's a catalyst for that fight, and it's the Mexican-American War, 
which is a deeply controversial war launched by the anti-imperialist party, the Whig party, which destroys it and allows the Democratic Party to rule almost unopposed to the 1850s. And because they don't have a foil, they don't have an organized political party challenging them, they kind of have to blame their mistakes and shortcomings on other things. And they sort of double down on a form of identity politics that leads to sectional division. And if you've followed along so far, you can kind of see the same pattern after World War II, where we have kind of, we've either, we're either the only industrial power or the only one that like, there are no other industrial powers that aren't so indebted to us that they don't kind of dance to our tune, at least for a short while. And eventually there's nobody left to conquer. So we have kind of these never ending wars and these propaganda wars. And finally you have the same set of circumstances. You have the small government, you know, fiscally responsible, somewhat anti-imperialist party launch a deeply unpopular war. Um, it destroys the party's integrity. The Democrats kind of rule unopposed and because they don't have a foil and because the media kind of does everything it can to discredit that foil anyway, they have no explanation for why their policies fail, but they double down on a form of um, identity politics. And so the long and the short of it is we end up with an election in 2016, which is a near mirror image of the election of 1856. The election of 1856 is the last secretary of state to win the presidency, James Buchanan, against kind of the reality star of that day, John C. Fremont, a man with a notorious reputation for insubordination and, you know, scandal and fraud. And then here we are 160 years later, you have a former secretary of state, same circumstances as Buchanan. She leaves the last presidential administration knowing that she's going to run. So she doesn't want to be connected to the last few years of that administration. So she can kind of run clean. And who does she run into? What a notorious reality star, celebrity with a history of insubordination and uh, fraud and losses. And so here we are. History is repeating itself. It's so my prediction, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. What comes well, next? My prediction then? would be that the way this ends is uh, the same, same way it did in the 1850s. Civil War. We'll see an election break the country into factions. Do you think, let me, let me ask the inevitable hot button question. I mean, do you think a civil war would result from that? I can only speak from what I've seen. And I I was in Portland, Oregon after the 2016 election Mm -hmm. and I saw multiple riots and then, you know, kind of weeks of rioting after the election. And we saw that in a few other cities as well. So it seems to me, that after four years of never-ending propaganda, fear-mongering, you know, otherizing, whether it's, you know, focusing on Russia or China or whatever it is that we're focusing on, whatever side of the political spectrum you happen to be on, um, whether it's the left, the right, or the center, like, you've kind of been forced into extremist positions. You know, the the center is being hollowed out. And uh, my prediction is, there are people who, whether because they're, it's what they want to believe or because they can't think critically anymore, they're so wound up in emotional thinking that they can't put a clear thought together, that we'll see similar rioting um, after this election. 
almost regardless of who wins. So if it's Trump, I fully expect Portland to be perhaps even, you know, an order of magnitude worse than it was after the 2016 election. And if it's a Democrat, I can see whole sections of the country kind of say, well, what the fuck are we paying taxes for? You're going to come take our guns, come and get them, you know, that type of thing. And And so, uh, how do I put it? Um, I just had it and lost it, which is a shame. But uh, anyway, that's kind of what I see coming. Oh, right. Here's the thing that happened to Lincoln. You know, Lincoln wins and the states start to secede. And he has a situation that, you know, the Fort Sumter situation where he's damned if he, you know, sends reinforcements. Right. Because that's an act of aggression that justifies yeah. secession. Exactly. He's damned if he doesn't because he just ran on keeping the country together. Mm-hmm. So put it this way, if Trump wins and Portland riots and it's worse and cops are getting killed and maybe people are getting killed for wearing the wrong color hat, that type of thing, he's damned if he calls in the federal troops because it makes him the totalitarian Hitler that they want him to be. But if a Democrat wins, it's the same problem. There's a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation, regardless of who wins this next election, because of how far out under the fringes people have been pushed, and because of how dangerous it is to stand in the center. That's very interesting. So that's my you're... prediction for the year. That's yeah. really interesting what you're saying. I almost feel like I've got to go kind of contemplate that because, <laughs> well, you know, because it is, it's a damned if you, if damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of a situation in the sense that no matter what party comes into power, they will be faced with the same problem. And if the problem exists regardless, because of the, uh, you know, the, the, the opposition, you know, the, the division that has occurred right now, you know, if we've been pushed so far apart that we're going to have problems inevitably, then we have to be preparing for how we are going to deal with them. And elections and politics may not be enough, may not be enough alone to solve that. Well, elections and politics might be the cause. I mean, they They are. Yeah, they may be the cause in equal measure to the way that we would perceive them as being the solution. But I think it's more likely that there will be a cause than there would be a solution, right? So, you know, we need to prepare for a problem. (laughs) Right, right. Uh, And and it's interesting because um, why do we get to these situations? Mm -hmm. And, And I'm not quite sure how to pronounce it, but the word saculum, S-A-E-C-U-L-U-M, um, the, the concept that, um, you know, on any formative date, you know, you have a, you, you dedicate a statue to Zeus someplace, it's the first statue to Zeus ever dedicated. It's a monumental moment for a civilization. And at some point down the road, nobody alive who was at the ceremony will still live, which means that the people who funded the money to build the statue, they're long gone, but they're the people who understood why it needed to be built. Right. And then the people who helped to build it are gone. So the people who knew how to build it, they're gone now, too. And then eventually, even the children who were around at the founding, well, they're not there anymore anyway. And what they do remember, what they did remember, I should say, is is borderline legendary anyway. And if you look throughout American history, starting really in 1692 uh, through 1701, which is the Salem Witch Hysteria and its aftermath, it's it's basically a flat 80 years. Um, from then that you get to the Boston Massacre all the way up to the Battle of Yorktown. And flat 80 years from there is, you know, the dissolution of the Whig Party in the early 1850s all the way up to Fort Sumter. And then 80 years after that is FDR's landslide 
the Depression getting worse, Hitler coming to power, and Pearl Harbor. 80 years after that is basically the, the same thing, the collapse of one political party, one party rule, and then factionalization and whatever comes next. And it's for the same reasons. Right now, the World War II generation, the last American generation that really understands what it means to fight in a general conflict, where there's real stakes and there's actual enemies that might have a chance of beating you, well, they're dying one by one and they won't be here much longer. So that last firsthand knowledge of the last real crisis in Western civilization, well, they'll mostly be gone by the next election. So the brakes on the train are, are gone. And, and basically what also happens with that is the last firsthand knowledge of how it happened. And as the saying is, it's, you know, history repeats once people forget. And once that firsthand knowledge goes, all bets are off. Thank God for history books. But you know what is required, of course, for that to work? Uh, people have to read those books, don't they? But the problem with books is uh, most of them are now second or third hand. So almost all of them have a skew, whether it's intentional or not. Sure. So, so there's always a little bit of distortion to what we read in the history book. It, it can't, you know, you always have to kind of cross-reference what you're reading. So, yeah. you know, as a, as a perfect example, you know, is the comparison of, of our current president to uh, Adolf Hitler when it's not really a very good comparison at all. I mean, one guy's a war hero decorated and, you know, a a pretty notorious grassroots leader who really didn't have a whole lot. And the other one's born with a silver spoon and didn't serve in the military and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then also just the political ideology. And that's just an example of what comes from the, you know, the third hand book or the second hand book where it's, it's easy to kind of, paint a picture that people want to see rather than make them see what actually is there. Yeah. Well, absolutely. Anyway, good. Thanks yeah. for taking the call guys. And I'm enjoying the show. So uh, <laughs> I'll let you get back to it. Oh, by the way, the moon landing. I oh, mean, man. Oh, come man. On, guys. I mean, Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> Kubrick. That's what I say. <laughs> yeah. He's a good Kubrick has the footage. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Man. Yeah. Kubrick has, thanks a lot. Kubrick has the missing. great points. Yeah. Thanks. It, and we appreciate the perspectives. And yeah, that Kubrick has the missing footage. Fantastic call right there, man. I tell you, somebody, see that right there gives enough fodder for a whole year's worth of thinking. Shit, yeah. I mean, these are all the, st- the th- sorts of things that we should be thinking about heading into 2020. So, not my problem. Um, <laughs> Darren Grimes. Okay. Here's what I'm also thinking about in 2020 CAC, baby. All kinds of CAC. Yes. Yeah. Well, then you answered well, my like- question. Because I was I was about to ask, when are we all going to uh, meet and share some space? We're having a vision quest on the commune, March 21st. You're welcome to join us. Just outside of Wenatchee, Washington. Well, I'd have to be, that would that would fall on my birthday weekend. So I would. Um, oh, perfect. Yeah, so I'd have to, I'd have to be really celebrating if I were to come up there, you know. Well, there'd be plenty of celebratory substances flying around. Jesus. So I've been told. So I've been told. I've been told. I'll be chaperoning. <laughs> chaperoning? Oh, I can hang with Graham and all these Yes, okay. yeah, yeah. You and me both. Well, It'll be Graham Erica for me, man. <laughs> and then there's uh, you guys, uh, Utah. Dude, I got, a, I got a, a question from the chats from uh, B. Strut. You guys, you Fuck think you chats. ever uh, come? Yeah. No, uh... <laughs> 
do you think you'll ever do one east of the Mississippi? What? A CAC. Oh, the mounds. Yeah, we'll go to the mounds eventually. Ah, then finally, let's do it. Yeah, well, I can see know, a coral castle happening at some point too. I can do that too. Yeah. Incidentally, I live in the mountains east of the Mississippi. So. Yes. <laughs> well, maybe we'll Michael, do something Michael with Micah Hanks. That. We'll go look at some Brown Mountain <laughs> lights and. Oh hell yeah! Oh yeah! Well, I I I am Mr. We'll do Brown the Mountain we'll do the mounds in Southern Ohio where I am at, dude. Well, oh, yeah, see, that's the thing is, yeah, if yeah. we were just to jump in the car and go seven hours north, yeah, we can yeah. be right there where you guys are. They and, keep uh, selling out, so there. there's no reason to stop doing them. Yeah. Castle Love in it. England. Castle in Scotland, England. Scotland, uh, yeah. UK. Contact the castle. Let's do that. No, that would be, that would be awesome. We've, got a, we've got a nice lady, Sarah, currently looking at venues in, in the UK for the summer Thank of Thank you very much. That's really nice. Thank you. I say we call the event Goblin Con. Mm. Goblin Con. It's already Con. CAC, man. It's, I know. I don't really, I'm not thrilled about the name either. Is that is that the cack of talk? Contact Goblin at the cabin. Cack? Contact at the cabin. Yeah, I don't know how it Goblin. ended up cack, but that was like URLs and logos and you really swag. thought that through, Grimes, didn't you? It, you know what? Well, it can Mike, be it all kind of contact to the coast, contact to the castle. They're all cack. Contact at the canyon. Contact in the cabin. Which we'll be doing in Utah. Really different, different thing, different event. Different event, but it's fun. Is it? Well, yeah. <laughs> I hope to be able to be there. You know, you know. I made lots this... of contacts in the cabin, dude. Which yeah. cabin? When you greened You're... out at? No, that was a that was a, that was a beach. <laughs> <laughs> that was a beach uh, was by a, the cabin. That was a beach by the cabin. Yeah. <laughs> there is no yes. fuzz on that. Come to the vision no class, Micah. <laughs> Come help us form Dude. the commune vision. Now that's cool. Well, I'll, I'll at least think about it. I would love to. Yeah. I I miss all you guys. We don't ever get to hang out, share space, break bread, and uh, pick each other's brains. That's what we enough. need to do. <laughs> do all those things. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, as we're, as, I guess as we're kind of winding down, is it's getting to be one thirty over here or close yeah. to it on the on the <laughs> east coast? Yeah. Keep I'm in mind. Flying. Keep in mind. Uh, Lisbon time, it's like what two, three, four, five. Yeah, so it's six thirty a.m. Lisbon time, and I'm still on Lisbon. time travel, dude. Dude, yeah, time travel, man. When in, <laughs> when in Rome or when in Rome else or yeah. anywhere else, man. Time travel, right? So, um, it has been a wonderful experience being able to talk with all you guys as we do. I guess this is our fifth year consecutively. I think unless yeah. we did take a year off, like Grim was saying, we didn't take a year so, off. Maybe Grim took a year off. Yeah. I appreciate that you answered. It's possible. (laughs) Pretty sure we do it every year. Yeah. And we will hope to continue to to do that. And, uh, you know, thanks to everybody out there who has tuned in and enjoyed the show tonight. We always enjoy this. And, um, you know, it it, it has really been an an interesting experiment, I think, in more than just podcasting and new media. Um, You know, going back to 2012 and, you know, the big event up there in Minneapolis and everything and hanging out and doing stuff, you know, but I mean, podcasting from there and looking at where you guys, both you guys, you know, have, have, well, all of you guys have gone. I say, um, Grime America and, and, uh, Cruising with Steak primarily, but really, I mean, it's even broader than that. Somewhere within all of these operations, we all fall, you know, and, and I would call that essentially very loosely a community (laughs) of people. (laughs) 
I, you know? I would I would say so. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's it's been really cool. You know, I mean, not only getting to know you guys over the years, but keeping the dialogue going, uh, building on the friendships, the relationships. You know, sharing ideas. Uh, you know, trying to make the world slightly better, and you know, deepen our own knowledge of it as we go. It's been great. You know, and let's just try and keep that going. Yeah, right on, I buddy. Agree. Thanks. Pick up the phone, oh, Mike. Dude, good vibes, dude. Good Mer- vibes. Merry Christmas, Merry everybody. Christmas, motherfuckers. Yes. I'll play yeah. us out with uh, Graham's favorite jingle. <clears throat> uh-oh, uh-oh. That's right. Check out Felix. Check out oh, Mike. Dude, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Theory. Yeah. Yeah. Check out the show podcast, Cat in the Box, Grimerica uh, Show. It's all here. It's all Talk happening. It's all happening in .net. Just tune into that stream and you'll get all our shows. It's all happening in .net. Good night. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year's. And of course, best of luck to you. Some say they like coast to coast, but on demand, raw and uncut interviews, and all without no ads. One says false and one says true, and the rate of sync grows too. America, America is here for you. From the listeners They sent to Graham He'll read the man Be amazed But Darren may say no One says red and one says blue But if it's false It just won't do